All right. Painkiller already. Episode 394 with our guest, Destiny. Kyle or Steve? Yeah, you want to go by Steve? Is that right? Yeah, Steve yeah. is good. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Steve. A couple sponsors tonight Squarespace, Dollar Shave Club, ExpressVPN, Rocket League, and Smart Mouth. We'll get to them later on in the show. But yeah, got Destiny on tonight. Should be a fun show. Yeah. Ton of excellent sponsors. If you just can't wait, head <laughs> down there and check. So, Destiny, you're. I was trying to, to look up your stuff on Twitch, and it seems you're banned for saying faggot. And then I also was like, oh, I'll go see what his thoughts on this on Twitter are. And I can't, couldn't uh, find you on Twitter either. It's like it, the whole good first social impression. media world is, is Destiny, have you. you been misbehaving? Listen, I'm a very opinionated person, and I come from an older... You guys know, you know, you're older guys. The, the internet was a much different place a decade ago, okay? Mm-hmm. Such that um, if you guys were on the internet a decade ago, I think I can confidently say that if people would release logs of any one of the four of us from that time period, we would have to evacuate the internet. I refuse to change. I refuse to change. If you've seen Ooh. Clerks 2, if you've seen Clerks 2, the, guy, the guy's Jeez. like, he, he, he discovers that Porch Monkeys is... A terrible thing to say. He'd never known that before. And he's like, well, bullshit. It doesn't mean anything about black people. That's just something I say about lazy people. And he he, he starts a little personal campaign with the world. He's like, I'm taking it back, porch (laughs) monkeys. We need to do that with faggot. Because it doesn't mean gay people. These people... Whoever we're, going, people, we're starting off real heavy, aren't we? First of all, <laughs> this isn't anyone, even heavy. and we're happy that oh, Steve man. is in the front line of that fight. Anyone <laughs> who uses <laughs> anyone, oh, God. let me get this out. Anyone who uses the word faggot to refer to a homosexual is a faggot. Okay, faggot is what an asshole is. They're annoying pieces of shit that make the world a worse place for everyone else. No, nobody has a problem with gay people anymore, except for faggots. So you're going like the South Whew, Park. Well, uh, I, I see what you did there. Ride bikes. Yeah. Huh. You know, I don't. I think you're going to fight an uphill battle on this one. I thought <laughs> it was pretty clever there. Have... It might be a little nuanced for, for <laughs> some of the people who choose not to understand. Yeah. Can I like? Can the record show that I did not initiate this topic because oh, my you, fans, and, and you didn't say my the fans all F-word. said that I was going to go full blown fucking politics right off the bat. I did not open those can of worms. Okay. <laughs> I will say that the idea that all of us are cool with gay people is pretty interesting in light of a very recent Supreme Court ruling that had to do with a cake shop in Colorado. Though I'm not too sure if I would uh, die on that hill that everybody in America is super cool with the gays, as we would call them, but. Yeah, there's oh. definitely pockets of people who aren't cool with, with gays still. I, yes. think, I think that's like a losing battle the same way like guns are losing battle. It's clear battle to me that anyone who makes cakes for a living is probably gay and self-hating, and that was the genesis of all of that. That, that doesn't seem like as much of a, a gay issue as, as it is a free speech issue, though, right? Because like they had, they had ruled the other way when, when people refused to make anti-gay cakes, right? Like they're like, oh, whoa, whoa! He doesn't have to make that. Cake. Who's ordering anti-gay cakes? What would that Bro, have on wait, it? I've Steve never heard this as a Supreme Court sh- thing. <laughs> the, um, we weren't going to bring well, that up. <laughs> it's interesting that the same group of people that were so upset about the gay cake baker thing seemed to be very upset when Huckabee was ejected from a restaurant. Uh, when oh. the Sarah Huckabee was ejected, where was the free speech people there? It kind of makes you think, you know. You're yeah, totally right. I, it's I like agree. glaring hypocrisy. They had every right yeah. to tell her to fuck off and leave. It's their it, it, it turns out, so maybe you guys can correct me on the Supreme Court ruling, but my understanding is the reason he wasn't forced to do that was that it was an art. Like, you, you, you can't force a guy to, like, commission an art piece, which is what a cake is. Now, if he wanted to go in there and buy a cake off the shelf, they would force him to sell it because you can't discriminate on a couple of grounds. They include 
sexual race? preference, race, sex, um, age, I, I think, is one of them. Disabilities that. is one oh. of them. Yeah, yeah. the, the, the government oh, has man. defined things that you're not allowed to discriminate for. But you are allowed to discriminate against douchebags, which is why um, they would have to sell an off-the-shelf cake to a gay person, Anyone. but not necessarily Sarah Huckabee Sanders, <laughs> because you are allowed <laughs> oh. to discriminate based on douchebaggery. I mean, I'm, I think that's... They're not a protected group, funny. it turns out. Which is why I'm no longer allowed at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I love and appreciate you, Woody, but everything you just said was so completely wrong. I feel like I'm stepping into all of my triggers here. This is a very popular piece of fake news that a lot of conservatives are spreading about that Supreme Court ruling. So the initial question constitutionally that a lot of people had was, can you compel someone to create art? And if you can, or more importantly, just creating a cake, does that count as compelled art, right? And this is what we were kind of looking to the Supreme Court to decide. Can, can a baker be forced to bake a cake for a gay person with a gay message? Does that count as compelled art? Mm-hmm. But the reality was that Supreme Court decision didn't make a ruling on that. So the ruling was called narrow. And a lot of people don't understand what that means because the ruling was actually seven to two. So it wasn't like close. What the narrow ruling meant was that in this very particular case, uh, case, the Supreme Court decided that the Colorado Commission that was in charge of deciding whether or not that was a hate crime treated the baker incredibly unfairly, that they had made disparaging remarks regarding the guy's religion and that the Supreme Court didn't feel like the Colorado Commission made a fair ruling in this particular case. So they actually, the Supreme Court did not make any statements whatsoever on whether or not baking a cake for a gay person is compelled speech or or whether or not that sort of art is like compelled speech. And the ruling only specifically applied to this case of whether or not the Colorado Commission treated that case fairly. Okay. Yeah, I did hear that, that it was, you know, everybody thought, because I saw plenty of conservatives tweeting stuff like, they're calling a 7-2 to two narrow, trying to trick you, and it's like, well, no, that's not what that means. It's just the yeah. scope of what they decided. Okay, yep. so so Supreme Court decisions aside, where do we fall upon this idea? I, I have a couple of scenarios to lay out there that may mm-hmm. I'd like to hear people's opinions on. Let's say I, I go into a baker and I say, hey, I'm, I'm having, I'm marrying my friend Taylor. Uh, my life partner oh, Taylor. Finally. I want, I want, I, I wanted to say Kyle and Taylor, you know, forever uh, in fondant, and I want uh, uh, two grooms on the top, and uh, I want interlinking male gender symbols uh, also in fondant, all the fuck over it, and uh, and they and they say no. Can they be compelled to make that cake? And also, a second cake is being commissioned that day. This time, Woody is getting the cake commissioned. His cake says homosexuality is an abomination and it's got <laughs> and, and, a festive and, cake it's just a white sheet it really cake. seems like be steve's cake but carry on it's just a white <laughs> sheet cake nothing fancy it just says homosexuality is an abomination and they're like no no absolutely not i will not make that cake can can either or can either one of or both of those bakers be compelled or should they be compelled to make these particular cakes <clears throat> Whew, okay so <laughs> We're getting into the heavy social issues. In the United <laughs> States, we have protected classes. And these protected classes generally um, call under them special protections if they're discriminated against in certain matters. So, Justice for instance, um, I believe three- race, religion, um, na- nation of origin, your sex, and then the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission has ruled that this includes like um, sexual identity. So, um, like if you're gay or straight, um, 
like uh, your familial status, if you've got kids, if you're a veteran, if you're disabled, um, these things are considered protected classes in the U.S. In the United States, what we've decided is that um, thus far, we've decided that it is not considered free speech to discriminate against this group of people. So what that means is, let's say a gay guy, a gay dude comes into my restaurant and he's being a huge piece of shit. I can say, I want you to leave for no reason. Or I can say, I want you to leave because you're being a piece of shit. Or I want you to leave because you're a Democrat or a Republican. Um, but you can't say, I want you to leave because you're black, or I want you to leave because you are from the country of India, or I want you to leave because you're a man or gay or whatever, right? Those are generally the, the decisions that we've made um, so far in society in terms of like protecting classes of people. And, you know, we can go into social reasons for whether or not this is a good or bad idea, but that's generally where we're at right now. So if you ask, I want to make a cake with interlinking genitalia. I mean, you can say no to this because as a bakery, maybe you just don't do geni genitalia no, no. on cakes. Gender and symbols, totally gender symbols. Like, oh, like oh, just, oh, you know, the circle oh, no, I like the... Steve's idea of more for our wedding. Steve's into some <laughs> weird I, shit. I, like, I, it, I, oh, do you not know how hard arms work? You can't link them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, you can. If one's I mean, some of those porn stars oh, are docking. Pretty, uh, oh, shit. Yeah, my yeah. mistake. We're going to be talking. Damn it, Kyle, are you circumcised? Absolutely. Me too. God damn it. You're incompatible. You need a lot of foreskin to dock two hard dicks. I don't know. But yeah, so like if somebody came in and they were just like, I want a cake, like you could say that like, I don't do like those types of, of symbols. So like I could do a cake with two guys and no problem. But in terms of like adding like uh, like interlinking gender symbols, I don't know if maybe that you could say like that's the policy. Basically, as long as you're not discriminating against a certain class of people that we've decided are protected classes, you're generally okay to do what you want. But it's when, it's when you're discriminating against somebody on the basis of what we've decided is a protected class. In the US, we generally decide that's not an okay thing to do. It's like yes. they get like an incendiary, well, like to Kyle's point that message on the sheet cake that Woody got if Woody was like hey I'm going to my religious event and we're talking about how much gays are ruining the world and, and terrible and that's why we need this on there would they be able to say no I'm not doing that or so like you could like, say well, that is your religious right Sure. So I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an ACLU guy. So someone can correct me if I'm wrong. If someone in chat reads this later or on the YouTube comments, or whatever, um, you could say, no, I don't want to do that type of message because, you know, I, I consider that to be offensive or whatever. Um, and, that, and that doesn't include like, uh, you know, like just because of a protected class or whatever. But you wouldn't be able to say, I don't want to do that cake because I don't do cakes for religious people. So that, that I think that would be the the, the distinguishing line there, which seems kind of fine, but that's... Could they get kind of stuff just by, like, changing their real motive? Where they're like, uh, I don't like uh, the fact this guy's Muslim or whatever. I'm not going to bake his Muslim wedding cake or whatever, but I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, yeah. oh, you're being rude. You're being a piece of shit. Get out of here. And then they, no recourse. He yep. comes in, he wants, he wants a groom and a tiny little bride. <laughs> yeah you could you could um yeah people do this all the time when they fight about like workplace discrimination right very rarely is somebody gonna say i'm firing you because you're a woman you usually have to do like a big investigation to find out like okay well this guy's fired like 82 percent of the women or something and i can prove some sort of thing right it's usually more complicated than saying you know like i'm discriminating against you because i hate the women or the gays or the whatever indian people or whatever yeah yeah it seems like all these companies can still if they want to turn down service they'll find a workaround for it all right. Well, all yeah, right, you basically people, just say yeah. you just say fuck you. I don't want to serve you. Leave. That's but, it. You can beyond, you can just say that. But beyond the legality, I want opinions. Our opinions. We are now the Supreme Court. Mm. Just the four of us. Forget the fact that's not the the rest of them have been killed. There there are a few. <laughs> the four of us have to make a decision on this. Now, personally, where I stand is neither one of those bakers should should have to make that cake. The baker shouldn't have to make the cake with myself and Taylor on the top, and he also should not have to make. Woody's hate cake. <laughs> Christ, Woody. <laughs> my bad. I, just, <laughs> I was born hateful. It's not my fault. So I yeah. guess... Um, uh, or sorry, you, you go first. 
See that uh, the whole art side of it changes it a bit for me. Like you, you, I, I kind of like the way they handle discrimination. So I feel like they have it right. You can't discriminate based on age, sex, disability, sexual orientation, etc. <sighs> Should he? But, but but you know, if I commission a painting that's against what you like, uh, fuck it. I think it's funnier if you're forced to do things you hate. So there's my answer. <laughs> What a terrible rationale. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> this is a lifetime appointment. I can use any rationale I want. Oh, that's true. We can, we can just be bonkers up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, gay marriage legal. Gay divorce, nay, nay. <laughs> that decision is made, my friend. <laughs> just, oh, man, we'd be a great supreme. Well, no, the, the country would be a shambles. <laughs> The compelled yeah. art question is like really interesting. I, I personally don't know. I would have to think for a long time about that um, because we almost have to answer like unanswerable questions like what is art, you know? Um, say, for instance, we say, okay, well, you know, this is clearly art, you know, commissioning a design on a cake is art. We shouldn't be allowed to do that. How far could you take that? Like, say I go to get a bouquet of flowers, right? Well, is it art in the way the guy decides to arrange it? Say I decide I want to get a new paint job done on my car. Is it art to get, like, my car spray paint? Like, there's, I feel like that argument could be stretched to uncomfortable lengths, maybe. I'm, I'm not entirely sure on that. Um, but on the flip side, you know, should somebody be able to commission something like a painting that, that is clearly, um, you know, art? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think no, it's, it's a, a really, really hard blurred one. line. It's a really blurred line with what you just described because, like, mm. I don't think painting my car red is artwork. However, if you, I've seen those vans that have an entire like mosaic on the side, or even that's clearly flames. art. Or or landscaping, cutting a yard is not art, but sure. but cutting the shrubbery in like like your Edward scissor scissor hands into like all kinds of like animals and stuff. That's that's art. I can't do that shit. They face yeah. that with porn, and it, and right? It, in porn, there's a, a line that's really hard to distinguish between art and porn, right? You know, you yeah. can see a topless oh. woman with the skirt on in the in the sunset, and it's art. It's art. Well, I think you nailed it, Woody, because the age old uh, thing they say about porn is, mm. "I know it when I see it." That's right. And so I was the Supreme I, Court litmus test. Yeah, I'll know it when I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that does it. I think that easier. does it across the board with all of the things we just discussed. Because I can look at at, at at landscaping, and I know artful landscaping when I see it. A golf course isn't artful. I mean, th they cut it. My my yard isn't artful. But like, and, and I, I'll go I back mean, to Edward like, Scissorhands. That was art. How it does seem like, to Steve's point, you could just infinitely reduce this, where it's like, hey, you just mowed my lawn. Yeah, but look at that. I did a like. I, I'm riding this lawnmower. That's a skill. That's an art. And look at that cool little spiral I did over by your tree. You know, that, that's really neat. It's a little gay. <laughs> it's a little gay. Uh, like, you could, like, take the art. Like, I feel like it's easier, the I know it when I see it, is easier with porn than it is with art just as a giant, you know, uh, Ooh, I, I Jamie, we're fighting with that a lot right now on my on, well on my platform on the platform I'm currently banned from, but on Twitch, that's a big fight right now. That what is too sexual for some of the girl streamers versus what isn't. That's a really hard one to do. I'll know it when I see it because holy fuck, I, I've seen a lot of fucking porn, and I don't know when I look at some Twitch streamers <laughs> like I, I don't know what exactly. I'm you know what the problem is? <laughs> the problem with that is the people who are supposed to be knowing it when they see it are trying to fuck those streamers a lot of times. You'll like look at their favorite streamers on their list and it's all titty streamers. It's like, well, you are not an impartial judge. Like you, you need to throw together a panel of people who decide who is being too sexual and who isn't. Because yeah, there's man, some guy, is it really some guy takes his shirt off and he gets kicked off for two weeks. And some girl like routinely has like her nipples 
like popping out of like the, the extremely thin material and is like she's like oh i got ten dollars ten squats and she's she's wearing like like a <laughs> You know, like no, she's just are you trying serious? to stay fit. Yes. They'll, wait, I, I, they'll really be like ten dollars, and then they'll turn their ass to the camera. Oh, and do that's not all. Oh, Here's yeah. the thing: You're not they do. To do that now. This is one of my favorites. They'll have like a <laughs> whiteboard, Taylor. They'll have a whiteboard behind them, and they'll oh, be like, God. "Oh, Taylor made the donation list." I'm glad he's pantomiming this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not pushing his ass out anywhere near yeah, enough, he, and he I needs was, the yeah. Yeah, I, you Wait, need to give so... it a little shake. Like, like, like you got. Are they playing video it. games? I thought you had to be playing video games. To oh be on no, Twitch. no, no, no! Twitch has changed. IRL streaming. Yeah, huh. but then yeah. To, to to represent the flip side of that, it can be really hard to decide. You know, because on one hand, you know, you can say this has gone too far, but then on the other hand, it seems like people sometimes are almost pushing for like full on burkas to like cover women up as well. Like where people say, like, okay, like if I can see even like a micro nip poking through any part of your top. This is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Or girls are doing things where it's like, you know, some women have big boobs, you know, and based on what they wear, some women will have a lot of cleavage just by the nature of having larger chests. You know, you can't always wear, you know, like a, a turtleneck sweater to, to yeah. cover up every yeah, part. You're so exaggerating really to make hard. your point, though. Like, uh, I, 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 no, no. Well, I talked I, to my I'm wife about this. And because uh, we had a, uh, I guess we had a titty streamer on, on the show one time, like two years ago. And she's like, she knows what she's wearing. I can tell you, she's acutely aware of, you know, what she looks like, how much cleavage she has, et cetera. That, you know, that, that's a thing that starts with picking out the, the shirt, right? maybe before you have it on. They're not surprised to learn that you can see down their shirt on that camera angle. All girls have been negotiating that path since they turned 11 years old. So Yeah, sure. But like the problem comes in where it's like, for a guy, if I am, if I live in a warm climate or say I live in an area where my house is just, you know, kind of warm, I don't have to think twice about what shirt would or wouldn't be appropriate. Like, it's, I, I just never have to process it. In fact, I could almost not wear a shirt. I could wear like a wife beater or something if I really wanted to. But for women that have large chests, navigating that can be kind of confusing because there are women that wear things, um, even just around other women without going out to talk to guys, that some guys will look at it and be like, oh my God, this woman is being a huge fucking whore. Like, why would you ever wear? Mm -hmm. Whereas for that woman, it's just like, okay, well, this is comfortable for me. Like, You're I way don't too have to lenient. Wear, like, you know, they know exactly I, I, what they're wearing, what they're uh, doing, I, so and they know I, what they. And I mean, these like, are girls that are about to live stream in front of hundreds, if not thousands, of people. And uh, it's I like, know, you know I, what? Like, Mistakes you know, were I, made. I, I've, I've lived like seven years between two different girlfriends that had very large chests, and like just knowing, mm. how, like things like even wearing a bra can be very irritating. Like there are a lot of women where as soon as they get home, the first thing they do is take their bra because it's like they're really live streaming thing. in this situation. It's work. Yeah, it, I it immediately is to some extent, take but, like, off all my clothes when I get home. Sure, yeah. It's just one of those so things where, like, as a guy, you don't really have to ever think about it. But when you're a girl, you do have to think about it. And then, like, the standards by which we play by could be very different based on different cultures, right? That, like, some people would look at a girl wearing, like, even a sports bra, and they'd be like, that is way too fucking far. Whereas no somebody from a more liberal, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh okay, some cultures. I mean, we, you know. They're reading a lot of live stream films, there are a lot of guys that will point to girls wearing sports bras and be like, that's too much. And it's like, dude, it's just a sports bra. Like, There's there's a lot of incels on the internet. So. Oh, are they yeah, just, there are. Are they just wearing a sports bra? Like sitting there <laughs> No. No. It's, that's pretty sexual. Because that's oh, what I was like, picturing when he was explaining it. I'm like, oh, no, like, who's live streaming in a, a sports shirt, bra? And you can see a little nip, and they're like, you whore! Or something. A sports bra is the way to go. That's what I, That was going to be my next counter-argument to like, because I've dated girls with big tits, and... When she, she when she put on a sports bra, I was like, "Whoa, where'd they go? What are you doing? You're you, you're cheating the whole world right now." That's <laughs> pretty sad, frankly. You know, and, I would and, rather them be able to show their tits off to their heart's content. But I think, 
you can discern a lot of what their intents are based on the camera angle. Camera right? angles, yeah, sure. Like yeah. If, if they're like, tee hee, you know, oh, I'm just comfortable in this top and it, the camera's up here, you know, like, it, no, you're not. You're playing it up. If they're wearing a regular shirt like that and the camera's here, you know, the way most male streamers, from what I garner, I, I'm not a Twitch expert, I don't watch many video game streams, then mm -hmm. you'll be able to, you can kind of discern that motive, right? Because yeah, I agree sure. with Woody for to sure. the point that, like, a lot of these, like, girls clearly know what they're doing and they know that their you know core audience aren't people who are like oh hell yeah gonna learn a league of legends strategy from this chick it's like no i i like those tits and i want to you know give her money for it sure yeah yeah, yeah it can happen I, think, I just sometimes people pull really far in the other direction it makes me nervous a little bit but yeah i mean there's there's definitely a line that can be drawn i think maybe the answer is twitch starting an over 18 sort of adult uh mm, corner of the yeah. Richard Richard snatch yeah oh yeah, <laughs> I would look. Snatch look, it, TV. Th there's a there's a I, there's a few subreddits that are relevant in this conversation. There's too busty to hide, and it's the number two. And bigger than you thought. Uh, on bigger than you thought, you can see how women with large chests can clearly put those babies away when they're doing some professional work in front of children, mind you. You know, and uh, it, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. I don't know. Like, it, 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 I, I mean, like, if you have big boobs, I don't think it should be like, the, I don't think you should have to hide it. Like, you say professional, but I mean, like, my job is playing video games. It's not like I'm going, like, different, there are different types of professions that call for different dress codes, you know? I, I don't need to put on a suit and tie to, to work as a video game streamer and to shout at people that like Trump or whatever on my stream, you know? No one's um, much talking the same way about that, like, if, suit and ties, though. Twitch has well, decided no, no. they don't want to be Snatch.TV, and they want people sure. to wear things that don't sexualize themselves. And, and those are just the rules. It's not a hard rule to follow well but like so this is where i am the most critical and maybe where we can find the most agreement is that my problem is that twitch doesn't have any clearly defined rules like right now we could go on to the irl section and i guarantee you that all three of us could find things that we all probably feel is very clearly over the line um but twitch doesn't seem to consistently enforce any of their rules in terms of like what should be shown and what shouldn't be shown and i think that's where the main frustration comes from for a lot of people where where people feel like okay well twitch says no sexual content but some girls are like pushing that line like really really hard and then other girls like um i don't know if you guys click links during the show or if that's like a thing or whatever sure. but like so something like this right like um i don't want to name names or anything and i'm not saying i'm please be clear when you listen to this i'm not saying any of these people should be banned but i'm just saying like so if this person is wearing like a pretty revealing outfit th that is work workout appropriate but also pole dancing um like you kind of wonder like what is the line in terms of like what's too sexual or what's not too sexual like if pole dancing for exercise and a fairly like i don't know what what i would call this outfit to, to not piss somebody off but like in, in this kind of outfit that shows quite a bit of skin right this is what is crossing skimpy. the line yeah. yeah what I, I don't i don't like the word skimpy Go maybe to it's mine. Uh, click my link skimpy. and 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 Kyle, it's, is it's, your link safe for the show it's safe for the show playing but she's okay. playing music so no audio roger that sure let's see what uh, this is which... Not a hundred. I mean, she is playing a video game, so I'm on board with this. <laughs> well, that was the yeah. first one I found, actually. So that, I mean, yeah, she's so like, not the wearing that because it's that... comfortable. <laughs> well, but that's not necessarily true all the time. Sometimes comfortable what? things can be pretty revealing. You, the, she... I, I'm absolutely 100%. I swear to God, if you bring busty women onto this show, they will 100% agree with me. Because I used to be at the ante of this like two years ago until I started talking to more busty women. And, and th these are the general sentiments. Like the idea that I need to lock my shit up in some hardcore restricted bra is not a comfortable experience. 
Oh, right. The t-shirt is so constricting. The poor thing. How will she get by in a shirt that doesn't come down to the middle of her chest and, and, a, and, and stop at her rib cage? We have gone beyond it. She definitely knows what she's doing. She's it, not even dancing well. Frankly. No. <laughs> <laughs> is that a challenge? Wait, do you, do you have Gross Dance back there? Can you load it up for us? I want a comparison. <laughs> I want to see who the judges. All right, but... let me go get my Captain America halter top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it's um, funny I... you're defending this because I, I, I see. You know, there's a mm -hmm. there is a line somewhere where it gets hard to t determine. This is not sure. close to that line. This this woman here, where I'm pointing in the wrong direction. This woman up here, she is uh trying to turn on 12 year olds sure so and this is where i i think we find agreement like if you look at the website and you see that this kind of stuff is allowed what is your mind thinking in terms of where is the line and i think this is the big flaw right now that twitch has and that their enforcement of like where this line is seems incredibly arbitrary and not at all consistent right so they slapped you down uh for saying faggot like well, right away, what was right? the context of that? Or yeah, yeah. What was the context so we can get a better? So the main reason I got my ban was because I said Cubans should be shot. That was my big. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I some of them. In total sincerity. Well, yeah. So the problem is, like, sarcastic. I do a lot of political stuff, and I, I oftentimes I bring my mom on as a quasi guest, kind of, and we argue uh -huh. a lot. And I'm, uh, my mom is 100% Cuban. She came here when she was six from Cuba. I'm 50% Cuban, and she is extremely conservative hates the idea of illegal immigrants from Mexico, but she will defend to the death illegal immigrants coming from Cuba because she thinks that they have a right to and Mexicans don't. And every time I talk to her and I point out like all of these hypocritical positions, it just drives me crazy. And I think at the end of this call, I was like, holy shit, like, um, like we should just shoot fucking Cubans across the border like we do, like you want us to do Mexicans or something like that. And when Twitch heard that, they were like, oh, he's inciting hateful speech against Cubans. And, you know, this is a big hate. And I was like, okay, whatever. As you are half Cuban. Yeah. yeah, and like, and I even said that I was like, "Wait, like, you know, my mom is Cuban and I'm Cuban," and the guy's like, "Okay, but new people coming into the stream don't know that." And it's like, "Okay, I is guess." Is this your first? You should band? wear some sort of patch or star that shows that you're Cuban. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a scarlet C. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say they can make ghettos for us, but I just have to go to Hialeah or someplace near Miami, and I guess we already got so, that. Wait, uh, is this your first Twitch ban? No, I've gotten a van twice before, although this isn't an escalating van. Well, so, the, we're, I, remember what I said at the start of the show? The internet is a very different place than what it used to be, okay? Uh -huh. Like, mm -hmm. in the early days, for streaming entertainment, what I would do on stream is we would go around and open other streams and laugh at how fucking crazy some people were. And that could be content for, like, a whole day. Whereas these days, if you even say something mean about another streamer, you might get a ban for it, right? The, the times have changed a lot. So I'm trying to keep up. I'm getting a little up there in age. Maybe not quite where some of you guys are, but, you know, things are a lot different than they used to be. Um, and, um, the, the, the band, the most recent band that I got, are, are you, have you guys ever seen the show Scrubs? Does anybody yeah, know? Yeah, sure. Every All the episodes. episodes. Yeah. Do you know, um, Dr. Cox? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right, so the, one of the funny things that Dr. Cox does is he kind of like goes off on these like really long, detailed insults. That's kind of like his shtick sometimes. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that I got popular for with, with streaming was a very, very clever, very creative, long-form insults. And I was playing a League of Legends game with a friend, and I think we were losing this game. And this happened six months ago. And we came up to a, a part where we were about to enter a team fight, and I said something like, if you fuck this up, um, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to hurt you. And then when you get to the hospital, I'm going to blow the hospital up when your family is visiting you. And then when they go to the funeral home, I'm going to blow the funeral home up so that I can destroy as much of your gene pool as possible. So that when I requeue League of Legends, I have no chance of like queuing up with you or anybody. <laughs> it was something like that. And after I said that joke, um, I got a seven day ban for violent threats to hospitals. That was my 
last mm. man on Twitch. So does somebody have to listen to that and then go, oh, I'm reporting uh, Steve for this statement, or does like a Twitch moderator go, oh, nope, it, and physically it has shut to be you down? It has to be reported, and then people see it. And because I do a lot of political stuff, all of my platforms are constantly reported. My YouTube, my Twitter, well, my, was my Twitter, my Twitch are always being reported constantly by people that disagree with me. So that sucks. What what happened with your Twitter? Like, why did they shut you down there? <sighs> so I I I have to make a guess. Um, I deal with a lot of people on the alt right, um, and a lot of the alt righter peoples that advocate for ethno states are wouldn't be pure enough to make it into ethno states so like half indians half black people like people that are clearly not fully white and i think i tweeted you're out talking a to half black people who want an ethno state yep so <laughs> and, and, and like i think i tweeted out a picture it was something along the lines of like um like uh he, like the current ethno state is looking more diverse than a disney channel original movie um i don't know if like tweets like these have gotten reported as like doxing or, or as like racial comments because my last twitter ban it said that i was banned for inciting violence and hatred against groups of people and i have no idea like what treat like i'm just guessing like i don't know what tweet i would have gotten reported for <laughs> and do they do they tell you no, no I've, I've tried been... like really hard. I've been working. I actually went to um, L.A. Um, and one of my big missions over the when I, during E3 was to like hunt down people that knew people at Twitter <laughs> so that I could just talk to somebody and support. Because I'm like 99% sure that if I talk to an actual person, I'd be like, yo, like I like I'm literally like an, a libcuck SJW. Like I'm not inciting racial hatred. I have no idea how I got a permanent platform ban for this tweet. Like this is blowing my mind right now. But yeah, every every time I send in an appeal, it's just like a robot response. Oh shit! So. I didn't know it was permanent. It not not only is it a permanent ban on my Twitter account, it's a permanent person ban. So anytime I make a new Twitter account, all the alt writer people find it and then they spam report the new one and then I get banned again. So it's like it's they actually just make like destiny number one fan account parody uh, <laughs> for you know links. Yeah, or but the problem <laughs> comes that like at some point, like for the Twitter to have value to me, like I want to be able to have people know that it's me, right? Like these are my political views and everything. Like I want to be able to tweet as myself. So yeah, it's, it's were you actually, verified like, before that? Because it's yep. harder to get banned if you're verified. Oh. Nope, I was verified. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> Pretty well, that brutal. Sucks. Yeah. So you've been banned from Twitch three times and Twitter perma banned, and now you're on YouTube. I saw uh, <laughs> you seem to be doing really, really well on YouTube as far as the streams are going. How like, is I went that to going? Your page can I ask about that? So I, oh, I don't, I don't keep quick, my. I wasn't. I wasn't permanently banned from Twitch. It was just a thirty day. Okay. I don't think I'll be permanently yeah, yeah. banned from Twitch. But okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Woody. So uh, I don't really have my thumb on the pulse of like which platforms are great and great at different things. And Twitch, uh, Chiz just says YouTube sucks. Like he seems to hate it for everything. It's the worst live stream. I Who think, says that? Uh, our manager, Doctor Chiz. Um, okay. So, oh. uh, what do you think? Is is YouTube suck for live streaming? Is that a prop? Like, is he right? So the big problem right now is discovery and that's where are you going to go to grow your platform so um youtube streaming just does not have a big viewer base there just aren't a lot of people there like when i stream on youtube i'm like the the largest or second largest streamer um which for me is not good i don't want to be the biggest fish in the pond i want to be able to mm -hmm. accrue new viewers you know um whereas on twitch um Fuck, I should be able YouTube to do this. YouTube is pitching streamers to me all the time that I haven't heard of. There's like a whole section of people that are live at the time, and you yeah, don't have trying. to be giant. Like some of these guys have 100 people watching them, 54 people watching them, and they're getting on my feed somehow. So I've, yeah, but that's like that's like the the scare, right? Is that when I go to like I don't even know how to fucking bring it up. This is another problem. Like if I were to list like all of the live streams on YouTube, like a lot of these streams have like a couple hundred viewers. Like it's really mm -hmm. rare to find like four figure viewers on YouTube. Like most of the people, and I don't know if it's just a matter of um, YouTube doesn't promote the streams enough to their own people, but 
Um, th th there's just there's a problem with getting um, well, and also it's a different type of audience. The type of people that watch YouTube videos don't necessarily watch streams. You know, if you look at somebody like PewDiePie, um, when PewDiePie streams on Twitch, he only gets like 20, 25,000 viewers, which sounds like a lot, but he's got like 60 fucking million subscribers. Yeah. Our conversion is in is in fractions of a percent here from from engaging users that, that subscribe on our YouTube. So I think there's a fundamental difference in viewer as well. So I don't know if like I'm, I would consider that whole YouTube audience as being uh, c convertible or engageable, I guess, in a live stream. Maybe Second. it depends on where you are at the moment, right? Like you're a long-term Twitch streamer, an established person, so switching is really hard for you. But if you were trying to break into streaming for the first time, maybe YouTube's an easier nut to crack. Just thinking. Well, this is like the, the eternal um, pros and cons that you have to weigh as a content creator. Maybe I wanna get started in streaming, so I go to Mixer, because I don't have to compete with as many people. But let's say I go to Mixer and I get viral and something blows up there, how many people on Mixer are gonna see it? A couple hundred? But if I do something big on Twitch and I blow up, wow, I'm Dr. Disrespect now. I'm literally a multi-millionaire, you know? Because the pond is so much bigger. So um, for somebody like of your size, I, I mean, firstly, I don't know what your manager tells you, but you shouldn't be streaming for free anywhere, right? You guys should be writing deals or something if, if you want to stream on any platform because you definitely have the leverage to do it, I would say. Um, but like if you stream on Twitch, that's like a whole new pool that you can kind of dip into for viewers that might not necessarily know who you are. Whereas when you stream on YouTube, you know, your subscribers already know who you are and then you're already going to be fucking massive. How many new viewers can you pick up on YouTube streaming as opposed to Twitch where people actually go to Twitch to like watch games and whatnot? I don't know if we'd survive on Twitch. Yeah. Um, I think oh, we'd well, in this current day, probably not. <laughs> not what we do here. No, no, not, not. Yeah. But YouTube is like the Wild West more, right? Like, I For mean, now. they let Ice Poseidon do whatever he wants. But this is how it works, right? Is what you do is in the beginning, your standards are down here um, because you don't give a fuck because you're just trying to drive viewers to the platform. But once you build up a core viewer base and then you start to pull in more advertisers and you want your company to become profitable and you've got something to lose, then you slowly start to excise that content that made you in the beginning, right? I was the largest streamer on Twitch for, uh, for over a year back when I was starting. Um, and the content that I did um, Jesus fucking Christ would absolutely get me instantly fucking bad. You know, some of my most popular videos, I've got one called like the Baneling rape analogy where like I show you how to use Starcraft units and it's kind of like raping a girl. You like grab her around the front using your Zerglings <laughs> and make us like, like these are like videos like over a million views, right? It's like massive videos or, or like, uh, like this is how I lure people out of their base. I use an overlord and I call it a retard magnet because every time you bring it over here, they bring their whole army out to kill it. And then it's like trapping a retard. Like there's stuff that I did in the early days of Twitch that like I would be instantly banned today for doing it. And I, I feel like YouTube will probably go the same way. People might not want to believe it now, but like I would put money that YouTube lets Ice Poseidon and shit on now. But if I were to go to YouTube Live and there were millions and millions of unique concurrent viewers there, I think they would severely curb back that Ice Poseidon shit because now they don't need him to drive viewership to the platform. Now it's more organic. Yeah, that does make sense. Do you, are you kind of scared theory. of like the you know restrictions increasing and increasing and increasing to where you're going to feel like, well... Now I'm just going to have to sit here and play video games. I can't inject my personality or my humor into what I'm doing. Like, that would really kind of shit on the fun. And Yeah, well, you know, for me, I mean, it. I've... Yeah, I've had to completely revamp the way that I approach things because, like, uh, I was very fucking edgy. Like, I had a sponsorship with Dollar Shave Club, and at the end of League Games, sometimes I would tell people to visit my website and get, like, a sponsored razor to slit their, like, necks with and shit. So, like, I was... <laughs> like, shit that was not... Yeah, so I've had to completely revamp it. But this is what you do. You adapt or die, right? Um, in some ways, it does suck. In other ways, I can kind of understand it. You know, like, I don't necessarily want, like, Ice Poseidon's fan base going all over this platform because some of them are incredibly toxic. Like, it's kind of a give and take. I don't know, like, what the appropriate balance is between, like, SJW versus, like, absolute freedom of speech or whatnot. I watched a 
a short video where you and uh, Ice were physically together talking, and he was asking you something like, uh, you know, what do you see in my future as I continue to do this? And this was like six, seven months ago, I think. Got to use the uh, and, and you said, hey, uh, I, I think eventually something's going to happen that you can't come back from, and yeah. you're going to like totally be changed, and it'll ruin it for you. Like, given how much bigger he's gotten, even in the last few months, have you seen something that you think kind of qualifies for what you're talking about in regard well, to ice? I think it's going to be something like either severe injury to him or some somebody dying around him. Something yep. extreme like that is going to be something that's going Wait, to be really hard. Did you say severe back. injury? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's like not how I thought. Someone's going to get shot or tased or like the police encounter. No, not tased. Will go wrong so, some something point. like real, not something like tased, but like something really bad, like stabbed by somebody or with somebody around him because he's got some pretty crazy people around him. There, uh, here's my prediction. Like, like if, if something were going to happen, I think rape is at the top of the list. Like, like some fangirl comes to like visit Ice Poseidon and one of the degenerates that hangs out. I think Ice is the nicest guy uh, among the group. He's the most relatable. But some of the guys that hang around him are clearly like dangerous people and you wouldn't like trust them with like I don't know your sister you know you wouldn't want them to be left alone in a room with them I could totally see that like, goes Mexican, for ice in my case too I don't have I a sister totally but... see, well I don't want her to get AIDS so I wouldn't leave her with ice but but you know if it if, if it were just I definitely wouldn't leave her with Mexican Andy because he might literally rape her I think that I think that's about as likely as as anything and and yeah I see violence on there all the time now how much of it how much of it is scripted and how much of it is real is kind of hard to say sometimes. I don't. Yeah, I, I, as somebody that knows Paul in real life, this idea that they script content is hilarious. These streamers in general are incredibly fucking lazy people. The idea that they would take the time to plot out even a basic script is is hilarious. Oh uh, yeah, think, I'm I'm using <laughs> scripted very loosely. What I mean yeah. is just, just what I really mean is fake. But fake is kind of a a, a nasty word on the internet. Sure. Um, I, like, I think know, that they the, most of the, the reactions, crash, I think, are crash. sincere. Like, when you're a streamer, it's really hard to fake anything because every aspect of your life is public literally every fucking minute of your life. Every text you send might get leaked. All of your postings to social... It's not like like the Hampton Brandon guy. It's not like this guy's a total dick on ISIS stream, and then he's posting, you know, like, here I am today walking puppies for the elderly, you know, on my Instagram that I do every Sunday, and then later on uh -huh. we're going to stream from the soup kitchen, right? These are people that in every aspect of their life, on their YouTube channels, on their Instagrams, on their Twitters, and then when they're on other people's streams, their own streams or ISIS stream, act pretty much the same way. I feel like I kind of have to Oakham's razor this, and it's like the simplest solution is probably the correct one. They're probably actually like this most of the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe they turn it up a little for stream, which some people probably yeah, I'm sure do. They but, ham it up. Yeah. But, like, but I don't uh, think it's too far from, from reality. We had ISA on a while back. Twice. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, twice, a couple times. And, you know, very entertaining, funny guy. Yeah. But we, like, Kyle, I think it was Kyle and I were more convinced, you know, after the first episode, like, oh, him talking about how, you know, he can't do Jesus Christ. Sorry about that. But him saying, like, oh, I only shower, I only shower uh, once every, you know, three days, and I only brush my teeth once a week. We were, like, after the show, like, he doesn't actually do that. He's hamming it up. I don't buy that for a second. Yeah, and then sure. as more stuff has come out, the more I'm like, well, shit. Like, <laughs> I'm no. sure some stuff is, like, hammed up We've a little bit. We've never seen but then... him brush his teeth. No, he I mean, does like, not if bathe. you go to his apartment, like, it's a dirty place. The stuff off camera is dirty. It's not like it's just like, here's the set, you know, where we LOL have cake smeared on the wall. It's like, here's the fucking kitchen with like a, I know that this is like a fresh colony of flies that have infested. <laughs> like, and I don't know if <laughs> they this were is ever even here. on stream. Yeah, like, these guys could trace their genealogy back through generations in this apartment. Like, I don't think that this is like a scripted <laughs> thing. That in season seven, they're going to bring in like Attack of the Fly family or some shit. <laughs> okay, so how many times have you been to his place physically? 
His new place like, just once, don't. and then I've like visited him in the past, I think, before. So, so Ice does his do thing to establish to his, trust like... where you shake each other's penises, like a handshake, I assume. Um, I don't shake penises with anyone. I missed the second part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just assume that, you know, you were on a connected level with him, that's all. Oh, I mean, like, I really like, well, should I say I really like Paul? I like Paul. He's a cool dude. Um, but the type of content he does is not at all the type of content that I do. And the type of fans that he have are not at all the type of fans that I want. So, like, I don't mind, like, interacting with him on a stream and whatnot. But I would never want to, like, live there and be a part of that ordeal for extended periods of time. Did you read the New, York, the New Yorker article on Ice? Nope. There were a lot of people linking it to me, though. Should oh, I have read it? Oh, my gosh. Well, I thought it was fantastic. As a guy... the guy who wrote it got let go. How does it what? Really? And, yeah. and I thought the article was fantastic. If you were to print it, it'd be like 14 pages. Like, it's a long read, you know, by oh, magazine sure. standards. And uh, But this guy followed Ice for a long time, and I really liked the way it captured kind of his wins and losses and what it's like to be Ice. It did that really well. And Ice's fans, you've mentioned how toxic they are. Mm-hmm. They're chaotic right like sometimes they absolutely love ice they're screaming content he is the leader of the monkey clan he is the, the, the best thing around they, they can't get enough of him and then oh my gosh he does something that either violates their trust or he, maybe he moves or uh, he does something that triggers them and they hate him they hate him with ferocity that is, is unmatched by other fan bases man they hate this guy and so far, he's been magic at winning them back. He's gone through a couple of these iterations. But I think that as a fan, you don't see Ice as like a three-dimensional person who really cares about this. This is, His relationship with his fans is his entire sense of self-worth. It, it's his everything. It's his career. It's his finances. It, it's his popularity. Is you know, Who he is without streaming is not a lot, right? What, what, are the, what was he a uh, dishwasher or something at a Greek restaurant? I think a line cook, he said, yeah. A, a line cook, yeah. That's who he is without streaming. With streaming, he's somebody special. And when the fans come and go and hate and love like they do, it, it's an emotional roller coaster for him. And the article captured it wonderfully. It was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still need to read it. Yeah. But I wonder how long this can continue. Because I Chiz is the one who keeps us, you know, up to date with all of ice's most recent endeavors and Mm -hmm. antics but i swear once a week there's like some oh uh tbz and and (laughs) scuffed whoever the hell box it out in applebee's waiting area (laughs) and it's like it's like this can't possibly continue for that long like eventually it's gonna come to a head and it's gonna get shut down like it seems like he's burning too bright to be sustained for sure. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, I think it's going to be that one big thing that's going to happen. Someone is going to get like shot or stabbed, and then like that's going to be it. Or raped. Or raped, yeah. Or raped. Yeah, Kyle's, we know where Kyle's, like money Kyle's got is. his money on the rape. <laughs> yeah. The rape thing. Destiny, yeah. did you help me like five years ago with DDoSing? Did you reach out <laughs> yeah. to me? You did, right? Yeah, that was like my first, that was my uh, entry contact to a lot of different people, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I, I was getting DDoSed mercilessly, and you were, I think, ahead of me on the curve and figuring it out. So yeah, because yeah, it was something that. I had to deal with it as well. Yeah, Jesus, Oof. what a horrible fucking feeling. 
Oh, yeah. And it almost like I just mentioned ice. Like, it was a big deal to me. It was my career, my finances, you know, and it hurt my feelings. You know, it sucked. But the feelings, like, this is actually something that I don't know. Um, like, when I enter political rings, a lot of people make like hit piece videos about me that like take like clips of things I've said that are like really bad to show how fucked up I am. Mm -hmm. Like, one of the things that constantly gets used is the idea that like I wanted to kill the kid that DDoSed me. Um, and I, because I, because he was DDoSing my video games. Um, but like, that that act of being DDoSed is so incredibly fucked. Like, um, I don't know how far it went with you, but I had like three separate interviews with the FBI and nothing came of anything. Like, I literally have a guy that's just pushing a button, costing me thousands and thousands of dollars every fucking month. I've got a house. I've got a child to feed. I've got like real life bills to pay. This is my job. It's not like a fucking hobby. I don't do this for fun and then go do my real big boy job. Like, my life is literally being destroyed by a guy just DDoSing me and nobody fucking cares. And even law enforcement, I can't get anything done about it right i couldn't Ugh. get law enforcement to care about swatting me you know like yeah. swat team came out and i we found the guy like we found someone admitting to it on xbox live we had their gamer tag yep. and you know i presented it to the detective and it was like eh, just, you know yeah and how, i i found how the guy would i that crack was, that nut <laughs> yeah. i found the guy that was DDoSing me and it didn't matter none of it mattered i was starting to spam call his house i talked to his dad i talked to some of his siblings try to get this kid to fuck off or whatever um but yeah but literally nobody fucking cares like not a not the smallest care in the world the you swatting even thing looked into it or they just were no. like oh yeah 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 i bet i bet Go back I, the thing was that like i noticed that after the first fbi interview the second i said gamer they were like totally checked out um the second time they came by um, I tried my hardest to avoid gamer. Like, I think when they asked me what I did originally, I was like, um, I am doing like um, kind of like online entertainment and advertising alongside video distribution. I would like describe my career as things <laughs> like that. But then they would kind of look at you sideways and be like, well, like what specifically? And then once I would finally get out, like, well, I play video games online for people. I could tell that they were so fucking checked out of what they were in. And it's like, Okay. For mine, it seemed like they well, the only existed. the woman we just spoke to was raped. <laughs> they, they only existed in the physical world, in, in my thing. You know, like it, I, I went after people who, they were DDoSing. I had a website called Huppet or something, and that used to get attacked a lot. And I talked to law enforcement. And yeah, it, it's like, if they can't take finger, fingerprints and like catch a guy running from a cop car, then it's just not their bag. That's not what they do. They don't hunt down anything. They can't read a log. They have no idea yeah. where to get started. Yep. And, and it's like it's so much work to go after some of these guys, like especially if it's like fucking international, you've got to like what, like get Interpol wow. or some shit involved. <laughs> even you've if it's start in the going country, through, like, multiple fucking countries subpoenaing servers that might not even be the home country. The person did like that. Fight, you, no one's going to go through that effort. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a pain. Could you take them to civil court if they were in, if they were here in the U.S.? Um, I thought about doing that with my guy and the lawyer said that it would cost me about it would be about a $50,000 retainer for the number of expert witnesses that I would have to bring in to explain everything to the jury because you literally have to bring in like an expert witness to explain like TCP IP stacks like the fundamental transactions of the internet and then to bring in expert witnesses to explain all the like it, it was way too I would never get the money back. Yeah. Uh, Woody would have so, done it for free. <laughs> how did it eventually resolve? Did he just stop doing it and get bored one day? Or well, like, how, I did some training around? in Nebraska. I got my CCW. I have a beautiful Glock 17, and I was all suited up and ready to train. And then simultaneously, I was doing research on how to figure out how to stop DDoSs. And I happened to like kind of like invent like the what became like the de facto DDoS protection guide for like the next four years on the internet as a result of my investigation. So thankfully, I didn't have to go to a dramatic. Uh, drastic measures but yeah well Oof. and now you still have your gun yeah there we go now i just shoot for fun there you go. instead we're of we're very pro gun ownership <laughs> <laughs> okay that's good yeah uh, 
Steve but yeah, asked. no, it was like like the, the the analogy that I try to give to if you'd say normies or whatever, not internet people, is like imagine you woke up every morning and a guy is literally slashing your tires every single fucking day. <laughs> and you can't get to work. Like that's what DDoSing is. Like yeah. every single day, a guy's just slashing your tires. You can't go to work, and it's like, what am I supposed to do? Like people are always like, you wanna you wanna do something to a guy because he's just fucking with your internet. It's like, dude, this is my job. I cannot work every single fucking day because some kid is bored. Like, dude, so I used to have a Minecraft server, and the other Minecraft server owners hated me because I got mine popular very quickly. And mm -hmm. they're like, oh my god, he's cheating. He just jumped to the front of the line. He hasn't put his time in. And I'm like, you're free to make 2,000 videos over the next five years if you want to. You know, like, it, it, if I cheated, go take the same route. No, 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 they don't want that. So they would DDoS me constantly. And I was like, fuck. Like, this doesn't happen in pizza. Right? They don't sit there and just throw bricks through your window every day and lock your Literally doors. Literally the and... mafia coming to shut down your fucking business, yeah. except no one cares about it. Yeah. Uh, we had, I had a fucking server owner. And I know the guy. He's mm -hmm. I'm still not over it completely. He had a server... In my, like, he got a server in the same place that I had my servers so that he uh -huh. didn't go through my DDoS protection. He would just DDoS me over the land, you know, like, not even <laughs> over the internet. That's got to be detectable over, like, the fucking, like, over the land, right? Like, I know who it is, right? You know, like, <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'm surprised the, the actual land center It took him forever. Could... They said I uh -oh. wasn't getting DDoSed. It's like, you stupid fucks. I paid $6,000 a month at the time. To, uh -huh. for DDoS protection and these stupid fucks and, and I'm like I'm showing the um, is it the overruns I forget when you, when you look at the TCP IP, TCP IP statistics on, the, on uh -huh. the network card in Linux and I'm showing them like look at this look at this like it, it's happening right now and they're all just like yeah I don't know we got nothing coming through were, were you a little upset that you were spending $6,000 a month on something and still yeah. still it wasn't working because they were going around it by being on the same <laughs> network sucks. yeah it was, it was, I uh, had a um, I, dude, I had this problem with my ISP, and um, I live in a great, the great state of Nebraska, in a city called Omaha. We don't have a lot of corn here, I promise. It's a real city. I have an ISP called Cox Communications, and for the longest time, I could not get a fucking stable connection to my house. I could not stream, and, and like my speeds that are at pink, but was like a hundred down and twenty up or something, or three hundred down and twenty up. Like twenty up is like what should I, what I should get. I don't even should need all more of that. I only need. needed. Yeah, I only need four to stream. Four is more than enough, but I couldn't get it on any day. And I had to go like fucking black, like fucking black ops detective to try to prove to these guys that their shit, that their nodes were oversold. So I like I put my thing on um, on uh, smoke ping, I think it's is what it's called, um, where basically you've got an external uh, server that's constantly pinging your you open like ICMP packets or whatever on your, your router mm -hmm. and you get pinged constantly. And, you know, I would I would have these logs and I would show them every day, like, look, like my connection every time during peak hours is fucked. I'm getting massive packet loss. My ping times are horrible. And they were just like, oh, well, we can't do anything. You know, it's not us. It's probably you. And I remember one night I was like, this is ridiculous. So what I did was um, you, I run a trace route at home to find out uh, like what my first hop was, that node. Mm -hmm. I drove around the fucking neighborhood with my laptop looking for unsecured routers. And I found two of them. And I turned on the ICMP packet uh, <laughs> at rec receivers on both of them. And then I password protected them. And then I had my friend add those to the smoke stack or the smoke ping or whatever so that they were right next to my connection and so i could show like hey look like there are two other people in my neighborhood that are having these same fucking ping problems what and they're like well you know 
um, we'll let you out of your business contract and we won't, we won't charge you a fee. And it's like, whatever. Dude. So I had to like buy a whole separate house and fucking move to escape my horrible <laughs> fucking You were driving around the neighborhood. I night. love this. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. This is like two FCC complaints later, like fucking nothing. They rolled like 13 trucks out to my house in like an 11 month period. And they're just like, okay, dude. It's like, I must have had the most perfectly wired house with like the best connections in the whole fucking neighborhood. But ugh. Uh, Time Warner business connections were pretty legit. Uh, really? Like, you yeah. don't get an SLA with Cox, do you, with Time Warner? I don't know if you... You do get an SLA, and if okay. they don't meet it, they freaking solve it. Like, there's people coming that day. Uh, when you call, you call a separate mm-hmm. support line for business customers, and <laughs> this isn't racist to say, an American picks up the phone immediately with no hold times, who is an <laughs> expert on the topic. You know, like, it, that's what Time Warner <laughs> that's what you business yeah. support was like. <laughs> yeah. Uh. See, I when my internet similar. doesn't work, I, I unplug it and plug it back in. <laughs> and a lot of the time, that works. I had but a lady, I like, I, I know a decent amount about network. I'm not, like, a network engineer, but, like, just through the process of having to work with so much shit, I've learned a lot of shit. I had a lady on the phone where I call for my fucking computer problem, my, my internet problems. And this lady's like, okay, well, we're going to try something new. And I was like, thank God, I'm done. we've gone through all the bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. This lady is like, um, uh, okay, so unplug the Ethernet cable out of the back of your cable modem. And I'm like... Okay, I've done that. And she's like, okay, now I want you to unplug the Ethernet cable out of the back of your computer. And I'm like, okay, now what? She's like, take the Ethernet cable that was plugged into your cable modem and take that end and plug it into your computer. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I almost fucking shot myself. I couldn't oh my even believe. I've also gotten oh. where I call in and they're like, Un- unscrew the coax from your cable modem. Try flicking the line a few times. Sometimes static gets caught. in. I was like, what, this, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this is the dumbest shit I've heard my entire fucking life. But you know like, there are plenty the of elderly people act up like during peak hours like how oh, to... I've been <laughs> flicking it all day. <laughs> I licked it. I just it. want to find my recipes. <laughs> <laughs> my grandson said he sent me the photos. If you blow on the other end, you can get the bad internet out. Yeah, like seriously. Like, I was trying to ask the fucking cable to squeeze out like the bad packets. Like, holy I've been shit. sucking it for hours. <laughs> oh, that uh. sucks. That's why I always so you, get really paranoid. You literally paranoid. had to move houses yep. because of this. Yeah, they, they, they actually released me from my business contract without a fee um, because they realized how fucked it was. Like, I knew, like, I was I was in contact with, like, the head of, like, the um, dispatch here and everything. Like, I knew all the people. And, like, w- what they pretty much told me was that, like, he said he, like, he can't say the note is oversold for obvious reasons. That would be really bad. But more or less, that was the problem. They just, they oversold the note and they couldn't really guarantee the speeds they were advertising. Last week we did, a, we did a list of people that we wanted to basically oh. genocide, and I want to add bad internet providers to that mm. list. Not just the executives or the people in the office or the technicians. No, all of them. Everyone who gets a paycheck from that internet service provider. Wow. Duh. That's rougher than Thanos would go. I don't I, think I, it I is. already <laughs> added to the list. On the <laughs> list. Also, I added to the list, just for everyone who, who may not have caught PKN, Women with large labia. They are now all exterminated. Yep, that, here, I'll give a quick rundown of what it is again so we all know who, who's allowed in the state and who's not. I don't think me, Kyle, or Woody make it at this point, but mm. it's not the point. This is an ideological thing. Uh, list of undesirables. Homeless. People who point over the glass at burrito stores at the ingredients. Uh, people who block hallways. People who don't get off escalators fast enough. Uh, people who take their shoes off on public transport, people who read aloud in public, people who listen to headphones around their neck loudly in public, people who cross the road diagonally, catty corner, 
uh, uncircumcised. Kyle added that one earlier. I gave a little bit of pushback, but I agreed. Uh, people who get their steak well done, people who are too polite when they drive. Woody was, you know, there's a very narrow lane of acceptable driving from Woody. <laughs> too polite, no. Too rude, no. Uh, people who have gauged ears, people with big labia, people who double park, people with paused load fetishes. Vegan? We hadn't decided on that one yet. Uh, people who use bumper stickers, people who steal valor, fraudsters, people who say sports ball, people who speak in movie theaters, people who don't pick up their dog shit, pedophiles. It was telling that it took us about 30 to get to pedophiles. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What is, what is, I'm sorry, I have never heard of it. What is pause load fetish? <laughs> Welcome to PKA. I have never heard of this before. This is I know a, a lot of sexual topic. fucked up terms. What <laughs> so is basically, it? there's a subsection of uh, the, the gay community, like a, a real niche pocket. Uh, they're called bug chasers. It's a literal Wikipedia article for bug chasers. They actively seek out and want to get and spread virulent forms of the HIV virus, and they call that being paused. And so they're like, oh, I would love to get a nice hot paused load in this boy pussy or whatever uh, they're going to say. Uh, that we read some uh, 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 Medicare did a funny video on it a while back, but we were reading stuff about uh, you know people posting on forums in like 04, because this isn't new, and being like, oh, I love to find condoms on gay strip club floors and just empty them into my ass. I walk around Nate with my bare feet so I can find my little cum treasures easier. And it, it reads so absurd. Oh my God. So absurd. And so, yeah, we don't want anybody who wants to get paws loaded. Uh, they're just, they're on the same tier as cats in our well, state. Well, I mean, they're going to be dead eventually, right? Like, like, like this do we is even a need to waste a, Yeah, probably so. When, I don't know. Outcomes for, for HIV have actually gotten incredibly positive. It's actually worse for you from a health outcome perspective to have uh, to have diabetes type two than it is to have HIV these days. It's pretty uh, insane. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, diabetes, type two diabetes does so much shit to you. You lose ten you years write? off your life on average. Yeah. You lose shit. limbs. Like, well, oh, you yeah, can. Well, you lose limbs eventually because the neuropathy, as the sugar goes to your extremities and shit, your eyes will retinal deterioration happens, and then your extremities will deteriorate as well. I'm toes sorry. And the fingers. sugar goes to your extremities. Well, the problem is like you can't have too much glucose in your blood. It, it, it does bad things to you. This is why your body produces insulin to get the sugar out of your blood and into your cells to, so to it's regulate it. It's a circulation it, right? thing, though, right? So hypothetically, if I ate the foot of a diabetic man that had been removed, would it be like a honey-baked ham? I don't think that – I don't know if glucose <laughs> has a flavor the same way that other sweetened sugars do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Well, actually – um, I'm sorry, that actually might be true, funny enough, because there are people in certain fetish communities, so there's like, um, to, to not get too extreme here, are you familiar with the term water sports? Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, some, diabetics. Piece, yeah, piece some sweet. people find out that in, in the participation of these fetishes, find out that their partners are diabetic positive because their urine is actually incredibly sweet, and it shouldn't be. Because yeah, there's yeah, that's a conversation, you're, just, you're like, ah, Bob, I, I got some, some bad news, let me get, ah, it burns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think he might be diabetic. You wouldn't piss in somebody's eyes. It would, you would get most of it in the mouth. Can you have some fucking decency? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, my no, God. No, no, that's my fetish. I want them Christ. to, like, I've seen the cum fetish videos where, like, they make the, those Japanese oh, girls, uh, like, shown me they those make videos. Them, they make yeah. them hold their eyes, like, like wide fuck? open, and they blow the load right onto the eyeball. Steve, can you back <laughs> off on the kink shaming, would you? Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that, that blow the load right on the eyeball, I, I think that might just be something in Japan. <laughs> so I don't think I've ever seen it anywhere but Japan. It's just some poor woman having her eyes opened up, and she's oh, oh no, but they want to you. I'll show you. You know, doing her little Japanese talk. You take my load, and you'll like it. From this little pixelated cock. Holy shit! 
Yeah, they are. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> uh, right on the eye. Right oh. on the eye. Imagine, oh. you know when you get a floater in your eye? Where, like, just yep. some bit of shit or whatever when you wake up and you're looking around and you can't pinpoint it because it moves around? Imagine how many little cum floaters you get. Yeah, I, can, I, I came in a girl's eye and her like, eye got really red and, it, and she said it burned for, like, a day. Yeah. That's why they should just close their eyes or wear glasses. Be smart about it, people. I bet they're smart. I bet they have contacts on. You don't even realize it. Yeah, but it's getting all the contact's not full eyeball protection, right? Not full eyeball, but you can like rinse it out of as long as it's not like in your fucking eyeball, right? I don't know. I've never tried getting cum in my eye before. (laughs) I mean, but if you did, you'd wear protective contacts. Probably, yeah. I think so. I'm going to raw dog your eyeball. Get those contacts out. (laughs) Now, other than pos loads, are there any other fetishes that you would add to the list? Um, yeah, um, the bronies, they gotta go. Mm. Um, Whoa! Does that the, mean we add all the hentai people there, too? Sure. No, no, I accept your terms. Hentai is only okay when you, uh, up until the point where you add, like, a waifu pillow. Um, <laughs> so you can have a waifu pillow. You gotta what go. They, gotta there's a name for these. I wish I knew. It's like Daki Mira or some shit. I'm adding waifu pillows. Waifu pillow owners. Um, I knew I, the first brony I ever met, I was at a gun shop having a, a gun built, and he was also there having a gun built. And he's oh, like, um, and, and I was like, my gun was very cool. And I and, and, and so he was looking at it, and, 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 and I was like, so just politely, I was like, so what are you getting? And he was taking his Colt uh, AR-15 and having the Colt, which of course we, we all know is a horse, turned into a... My Rainbow sparkles or some shit. It yeah. was, you know, it's already a horse, so he was making it a My Little Pony, and he's he's like, yeah, I'm a brony, and I was like, I, I don't know what that is. He's like, come outside and look at my Mustang. Oh and no! And we go outside to look at his blue Mustang. <laughs> of course, he owns a Mustang, <laughs> right? And he's changed all of the emblems on that motherfucker to the same emblem, this this My Little Pony emblem, and I was just blown away. He's like, like, yeah, yeah, it's nothing weird. It's not weird, okay? It's not weird. We're just fans of the show, and if you ever watch it, you give it a chance. It's very adult themed. There's stuff for us, too. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I watch watch Family Guy. I guess that's kind of the same thing. I mean, there's a dog that fucks blonde women every week, you know? I I guess I can't judge it too much, and then I'm like, go to my buddy, I'm like, that guy's a fucking brony. What the fuck? He's like, yeah. Could you imagine, like, some guy breaks into your house and shoots you and is stealing your shit, and as you're taking your dying breath, choking on your own blood, you catch, like, his gun out of the corner of your eye, <laughs> and you see, like, the fucking rainbow sparkle princess, whatever, like, smiling at you on his fucking I, handle? Oh, Holy like shit. Oh, you such a bitch as you were breathing your last two breaths. <laughs> I, think that, I think that it would give me the strength to crawl... To, to, to my safe and get my gun out and kill myself just for having allowed <laughs> it to happen to me. You know, oh, man. You suicide yourself. Yeah. That's a pretty lame fetish. List, Look, let, let me specify. Bronies are okay, okay? It's the cloppers who have to die. The cloppers are the ones who sexualize the, the, uh, the, uh, the My Little Pony um, characters. The bronies, I think, are just fans of the show. They're big fans of the show and they're men the cloppers i believe i hope i'm not getting this wrong are the ones who sexualize it and often they have like they have like a they take their my little pony doll right you can get one that's like i don't know 24 inches long and about this big around you know like you know exact dimensions i'm starting to wonder you know about that size and then they you know the model like the 24xy model (laughs) is 24 by 13 it's got the expandable flashlight in the middle easy to clean you know anyway last march don't even bother looking for it they put a a pony pussy flashlight in the back of it so that they can fuck 
their uh, their pony. I'm not their, saying their... that cloppers don't need to die. I'm just saying it seems unfair that people who stand in hallways and people who drive too politely are dying. But bronies got to made it through somehow. The bronies are okay because they don't affect me. They, they don't, don't do anything. anybody. They stay to themselves, <laughs> right? Um, also, the adult baby diaper people, the people who have that fetish, they got to go. Oh, are um, they affecting you? Um, they, they are raising the prices of diapers far too high for the single mothers of America. Also okay, deadbeat dads. Does a 25-year-old like <laughs> man wear the same size diaper as like a, a six-year-old? I feel like there's not a lot of competition there. They're driving up the you price make a strong on our argument. elderly <laughs> continent folks. Okay. Just kill the bronies. Get on my team, Kyle. Okay, so we're doing I, uh, bronies. Wait, I just looked up. I shouldn't have Googled image searched this, but Clopper's Fleshlight. <laughs> and there's there's quite you know Kyle I'm on board. One of these is just a plush doll with a banana shoved into its quasi vagina. Let me link you that. There it sounded like there was some pushback earlier, but I would just like to second the uh, polite driver thing that Woody mentioned. These are the <laughs> worst type of people because they think they're actually doing good when in reality they're just fucking everything up. So yeah. I will second Woody's. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. that's why you made the list. I the do, same, I, uh... and it, it ties in with your other thing Woody of people who let others who think they're like being the good guy of, oh, yeah, of course you can cut in line. It's like, oh, you're not the grand poobah of this line. I'm mm -hmm. behind you. You mm -hmm. don't get to decide to let seven people in, you cunt. I did a prank <laughs> phone call. I did a prank phone call one time where I call. I was calling all the local businesses in my own area so that I, if, they, if, they need, if the geographical specificity was required, I would, I would know it. And I was basically asking them to sponsor my fun run. And, as, and a few of them were interested. They were like, ah, yeah, is it like Relay for Life where you, you, know, you run and raise money for, for cancer or diabetes or something like that? And I'm like, v exactly like that, except we're raising money for the Cloppers and the uh, Adult Baby Diaper, Diaper Associations of America. These underprivileged groups are, 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 are the recipients of hate from, from, from just about anyone and everyone who comes across them. And, and, and then I just go silent, right? Because I want her. She's like, um, the what now? The, the Cloppers, an adult baby diaper association of America. What is that? And then I start explaining. And when you start explaining to a 50-year-old woman from Georgia what a Clopper is, they get upset. They get upset. Oh, we, don't want, we don't want to do nothing about, with that. <laughs> we don't want to do nothing. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want any part of that. Great. I mean, oh, what but, would you do if they were like, well, in its make, make Yeah, I'm sending you a couple pictures that I've found of these Cloppers. Kyle, when you're right, you're right. Yeah, they got to go. They make the list. They got to go. Cloppers. <laughs> and people oh. who have waifu pillows. This one's five oh. foot tall. Did you catch that? All right, so if you want to Google this, it's the anthro, which I, I'm sure is short for anthropomorphic, uh, sparkling night pony. It's five feet tall. It has a plush mane and tail. It has embroidered details, anal SPH, and a vinyl penis. Wait, what is SPH? I don't know. Uh, super pussy hole. Like, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But it looks like, because the vinyl penis is pink, and in some of these, the the white fabric is pulled over, it looks like it has, like, like foreskin on this. Gross. And then also, its anus looks well used. External yeah, anal it, sphincter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. So maybe, do, like, horses normally, do their anuses come out of their body when they get fucked? I, I've never thought about this before. I'm not really sure. Not if it's See, the right. fact that none of us know these answers means we're all going to make it. <laughs> we're making it in this state. Jesus Christ. Imagine fucking yourself with that, finishing, and then having to pick up your five-foot horse-cocked doll and carry it into the closet shamefully. 
As clean it into like, the shower with you when you clean it out. <laughs> shower with oh, your lovely. You're like holding its hoof. You're like, yeah, do my back. Oh, yeah. oh, this is okay. I don't know if you guys have experience with it, but this is like the one thing that I have never understood about male sex toys, right? When I so I'll be incredibly personal, very revealing. When I masturbate, it's into something disposable. Okay, I use a Kleenex or a paper towel or some shit, so I throw it away after. I can't imagine cleaning something out when you finish masturbating and having that be like part of your routine. Yeah, Does anyone in I here have, have experience with like a flush? Oh, like you were do sponsored that? by the Auto Blow Two, <laughs> and so we all have that experience. And and by the way, when you use an Auto Blow Two, it's not the pleasant sound of a woman's mouth on your penis. It when you turn it on, it goes. And then now, whenever I hear that, I get a hard on. Oh God! Do you walk by like a like a laundromat and you hear the washing machines and you're like, oh shit! I got that Pavlovian response now to anything cyclical like that. The thing about blowing your load in the auto blow too is it's this little baggie. Now it's 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 it, uh, full of cum, and and so one one time I I finished I I fit, and then I fell asleep, and then the next and then the next day I was like oh, I don't want to clean that right now I'll just I'll get that later and then another day went by and then someone was coming over so I was like oh, let me put this in the drawer, and then weeks went by, uh, weeks so and weeks went by and I started thinking about it I'm like oh that that huge load of cum is just in there fermenting or perhaps. I have impregnated the auto blow and fathered or, some sort of robotic man child <laughs> who's going to want to suck dick for sure. And I'm okay <laughs> with that. I'm supportive of uh, of a gay son uh, if it comes to it, especially a gay robot robotic son who might have judged. But but I, I I just threw the whole fucking thing away. I just threw the whole fucking thing away eventually because I didn't want to see what was in there because you inevitably would have had to have turned it inside out. Yep. And like, oh, I thought it was a disposable bag. Uh-uh. No, oh, no. You, you were, you're cleaning this fake pussy in your own sink after you come, standing there naked, going, <laughs> what in God's name have I done? Wait, we fi- we've solved this for diapers. Nobody uses non-disposable diapers anymore because people want to fucking clean that shit. We have disposable diapers. Why does the auto blow not have a disposable bag? Because it's a very, it's not a bag. It's, it's like this very fleshy, silicone-like... Pussy. Oh, it's part of the experience, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, and it's oh, in there okay. wrapped with all of these spring-loaded cock tensioners that are then like pulled up and down by an electrical motor. You, 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 the more I describe it, the less I understand why I stuck my cock inside this okay. thing. I have three very important questions. One, are you still <laughs> sponsored by these people? No. 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 Okay, then two and three. So right, let's be honest. So, <laughs> how much does it cost, and is it actually worth the experience? Do you feel like this is something that you would supplement your sex life with, or would recommend to somebody that does not have a sex life? So a prostitute is around two hundred dollars. If you want a, a decent, cheap one, the okay. auto blow, two hundred and fifty dollars, and it's always there. It sits in the drawer next to your bed. So I okay. feel like well worth the price. But does it function up to up to your fantastical standards? Would you not regret? St- would you do you come away from the auto blow thinking I should have just jerked off myself? No, it's not a no, sad- no. I, oh, I so it is. An it is an experience. Job. No, Kyle, there is a bit of of shame and sadness. We can't deny. It. There's a little bit of like, ooh. I don't. But feel as sweet. you're cleaning the fake pussy out in your sink. Where you usually brush your teeth, there's a little bit of that feeling, right? I, I don't feel shame. I've done much, much more horrible things. It's, they dropped their price know. to one sixty. Oh shit! Get a wild like hot, hot boys hot. Yeah. special. Yeah, mm. the big thing about it, if they could make it quieter, it would be a much more pleasant experience. But unless yeah. you live alone, people are gonna know that you're robotically jacking off yeah, in the you other need room. Yeah, a suppressor. 
Yeah, it, it really does need a soundtrack. I, I liked Kyle's original take on it, which was kind of an audio claim of dominance. Like, you know, like, you know what's going on in this room on the other side of that door. Don't you bother me. We, we, it's masturbating time. Yeah. See, Woody has this deal with his wife. If he gets caught masturbating, she has to finish him off. I, if he was using his otter blow, he'd never have to worry about getting caught. They'd hear him down. She's like downstairs chopping onions up. She's like... <laughs> Well, he's going at it again. <laughs> Don't open that door unless I'm uh, down to down to clown. Yeah, I feel like that's the the main thing with all male sex toys is eventually you're going to come in it, and then you're going to do what Kyle did and not want to clean it out, and then eventually it just gets to the point of like, well, I'm not going to stick my dick back in this rancid cum hole. Yeah, so you just throw it away. Now yeah. this is my, the, the same thing happens with girlfriends. <laughs> To transition to some serious social issues, okay? This is something that pisses me off, okay? Feminists advocate for important shit for women's rights, okay? Mm. MRAs, the men rights guys, they talk about shit like male suicide, whatever bullshit, okay? Mm -hmm. You never hear them talking about the disproportionate treatment of men, the disparaging treatment of men, and our lack of access to high-quality, amazing sex toys, okay? This you is are a woman. die on. If you're a woman, you can buy fucking the coolest shit. You can get a Sibian, a fucking pommel horse that you straddle that sends you into orgasmic fucking height, okay? <laughs> you, one. you can get an auto fuck machine that you can tie your ankles to the bed and have this thing fuck the ever-living shit out of you for two hours, those okay? <laughs> if you're a guy, you get a silicone fucking pop can that you jerk <laughs> off on your dick. And you gotta clean it out. What the fuck? I They're haven't not... tried it yet, but I think this the toy fair. that you're looking for exists. I think <laughs> I'm told that there is a male attachment to the Hitachi magic wand, and that it doesn't just simply bring you to orgasm. Oh. It forcefully sucks the orgasm out of you, like it or not. I got one. Of I course. Got one. I, I have one of those. All three of these. Yes, I have all three of the toys that were just mentioned. Absolutely. Unless yeah. they made a new Hitachi, the Hitachi is, that is an, an extreme sex toy. The only Hitachis I've ever used with other women, you have to like cover it like in a pair of jeans in order to bring the sensitivity down. Oh, you don't have like the, di the external dial that controls the speed? No, the yeah. the ones that I'm thinking with just have the it's like uh, one and two. Unless they maybe they Oh no ones. no no. The Hitachi oh, plugs shit. into the variable speed control and the variable <laughs> speed control plugs into the wall. This is oh, how the Jesus pros Christ. roll. <laughs> the pulse width modulation, the PWM <laughs> switch that you use Kyle, to control back the me pulse. Up. Oh, okay. Okay. Absolutely. I'm with you. I have <laughs> I have I have a whole kit of attachments just for the Hitachis. I have one. The Hitachi like goes into it. And then it has like this G-spot stimulator thing that's sort of shaped like a hook that obviously goes in the girl. And then on the outside of the vagina, it has this C-shaped thing that, that's like obviously like on the butthole and the, and the clitoris. And it's all like uh, perforated <laughs> with like these little tingly, like feely, feely things. Mm. And you operate that thing with sort of an up and down, like, like you know, you, when you're jacking a car up, you know, that, that up and down motion. Oh, my God. It, it's, it, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Things Is it just, like just forcing them to orgasm basically because oh, yes. it's so intense yes absolutely it is i usually tie the girl up because she'll try to like fight it off she'll be like ah I just, like close her legs like that was too intense like ha ah, ha we're not you're not fucking with me look i've got i got i got six thousand dollars worth of sex toys in here you're not <laughs> you're not ruining this for me god damn it i get oh, i get shit. my fun too so you, you got a tired experience down. yeah absolutely yeah oh. i've got this i've got the sibian i've got one of those crazy fuck machines I've got, have you ever uh, sat on the Sibian? The swing? I don't think it would have. It would just be a taint massager, really. Yeah. Um, oh. That's the one where they'll like tie the girl's legs together underneath it, and like they're bonded up, and then they're always in like a dark basement with high yeah. ceilings and wood walls, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I love that. Like, that's a good series of porn videos. Well, yeah. the problem with all these types of porn videos, and I feel bad for people that are like not vanilla at all, because the vanilla stuff has like the highest production quality, is that when you start getting into these like offshoot fetish videos, you know that the guy is going to come in with like, he's very overweight. He's got this <laughs> patchy kind of beard. Everything is like, it does, it feels. It feels less like you're watching a pornographic video and more like you're watching a guy that just came, like some 45-year-old that just came from a high school where he picked up like a girl and got her to agree to do some crazy shit like in like that. his basement. Like, <laughs> uh, if, that, if that's your thing, I guess. Like, sometimes I think, I like, love the you know, it'd be cool to watch some um, some kind of more fetishy out there videos that is a little bit more professionally done rather than like, I see the duct tape that you used to bond this girl to like this weird fucking device. Yeah. like. Yeah, if you sometimes like in a lot of these, like the dildo keeps like falling out of the girl because like they use scotch tape to get everything set up. So they have to keep readjusting <laughs> oh, no. it. You gotta and have, you're like, you gotta have a full production. vaculock system. If you're not using vaculock, you're just an amateur. Va oh shit! Have you seen the videos with the? Oh, this might get really dark. I don't know how. Have you seen the videos with the guys that like vacuum seal their whole bodies except their dick that's sticking out? Yes, yes, yes I have, yes. and I always oh. wonder, but why? Because so so it's <laughs> because now they can't move and they are at the woman's mercy yeah, to do whatever dude. she wants to. Do. It's like a sub dumb thing. You give the woman control. Yeah, what are you doing? Are you some vanilla dude? Get out of oh, here, man! I'm, I'm, what are you talking about? Dude, this guy's I, got a six thousand dollars sex dungeon, <laughs> and you're scared of a little bit of vacuum sealing. <laughs> you're right. You know, I need to step up my game. Drop another six grand on sex toys. <laughs> well, I, me, just uh, seeing someone sucked like that makes me feel claustrophobic. I'm like, but he, he can't breathe. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, you want to get into the rough shit. It's the women that are like boxing balls to get the load to like fucking squirt out of the. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I've seen that gif. I, I've definitely seen Looks the women like she's that she's having fun. They they like <laughs> fake fight and then at the end the winner fucks the loser, but they're both women. Oh, that's lame. I don't like that. I, I, I don't. Did I, don't I like call your that... shit lame? Come on, Kyle. It's, but it's all scripted. King shaming. I, 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 oh, oh I as opposed to the script. real porn that's it's normally <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> really as opposed to the, the spontaneous five. couples in love who <laughs> who oh, populate Pornhub. Love, I don't want to watch it all. But, <laughs> but but I definitely prefer amateur porn and maybe amateur BDSM porn. You but know, let, let's pause for a moment <sighs> because uh, I want to do a couple of advertisements. Uh, hang on to that idea. We'll go right back to it. I got a Squarespace. Specifically asked to be oh, sandwiched God. into fetish talk, so I got <laughs> I got to get this out there because this episode of PK is sponsored by our friends over at Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. With easy to use tools, you can create a beautiful website with Squarespace's all in one platform. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. You can create a beautiful website or online store with an award-winning template. Squarespace's award-winning templates are the most beautiful way to uh, present your ideas online. Squarespace also offers a unique domain experience that's fully transparent and simple to set up. They're trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. Squarespace is used by a wide range of creatives and people, including music musicians, designers, artists, restaurants, and more. Everybody needs their own corner of the internet today, so get started and start your free trial today at squarespace.com pka to get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com pka. Begin the next move in your career today with Squarespace. So you're saying I out. shouldn't host my videos on Pornhub. I should use Squarespace to make my own website that can be the portal to my BDSM fantasy land. Absolutely. They would happily uh, uh, help you out with that. Uh, one of their award-winning templates, perhaps. The, uh, the, the Dominator <laughs> template would, would, okay. be, would be perfect. Okay. And, uh, uh. and I prefer if my ladies are clean-shaven. So let me tell you about Dollar Shave Club because, guys, your bathroom called. It's time to give. Uh, it's time to give it the cleaning that it deserves. Get rid of all that junk that's lying around. Freshen it up with high-quality products 
from Dollar Shave Club. Members like me would get everything we need for our morning's routine. For our morning routine, delivered right to our door. Dollar Shave Club has razors, shave butter, shampoo, body wash, toothpaste, everything you need to look, smell, and feel your best. I get an amazing high-quality shave every morning from my Dollar Shave Club Executive Razor. It's the best razor I've ever used. Their Dr. Sharp, uh, Dr. Carver Shave Butter is fantastic. It goes on clear so you can see where you're shaving. And since Dollar Shave Club delivers everything to you, you don't have to set foot in a store wandering those aisles hunting for razor, shampoo, body wash, toothpaste, none of it. Clean up your bathroom and your morning routine with Dollar Shave Club's Daily Essential Starter Kit. It's uh, for just $5 with free shipping, and you'll get the six-blade executive razor plus free trials of the shave butter body cleanser and those one-wipe Charlies. Uh, then you can keep the blades coming for just a few bucks more a month. Speaking of our next month, uh, your next month, for a limited time only, use code PKA at checkout to get 5 bucks off your second month of the club. That's code PKA at dollarshaveclub.com to save 5 bucks on your second month. Join the club today. Nice deal. Yeah, did you have some sort of fetish-related uh, retort, Woody? <laughs> Uh, I lost my train of thought somewhere during the ad reads. I, I, yeah, I just don't like the scripted porn. I don't like it. Look, oh, I'm okay. I, I, I was saying this. I, I feel like Steve was saying that, um, that the production quality is bad. But I like a little bad production quality. It makes it seem more real. Well, like, it's not that it's like not bad production quality because mm. amateur shit is really hot with the bad and the bad production quality goes into it. The guy holding the camera, or whatever, is cool. It's more just like it just seems like very people that I don't really want to watch doing this stuff are the ones that are filming it. When you get to the hardcore mm. fetishy things, like the really out of shape, overweight guys with kind of the weirder dicks and then like everything just seems like, and the the setups are not that good. And, you prefer yeah, a pretty you penis, you the ones where like you haven't seen the yeah, and face wait, yet? Pretty and dicks then... are important to porn to some extent, no? Huh. Absolutely. You don't want to watch some, some guy with a shriveled up, half hard cock trying to go at it. You're like, this is, this is just sad. Okay, He's pushing yeah. Ropes. Here's my thing, okay? This is my big thing with porn, okay? Call me gay or bi or whatever. I don't give a fuck, all right? If you are fucking a lady in a porn video and your dick can't get fully hard, come on, dude. What the fuck? How am I supposed to get into that? That is like yeah, my number one where... complaint. Yeah, he's not into it. Why would I that be into it? That is my number one complaint about porn, yeah. Yeah. I'm harder than he is. Put me in, coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me coach. Don't you guys have fluffers for this shit? What the fuck are you doing or too many drugs or what's going like, on? Like, yeah. Like, like, like they're, they're supposed to be chewing off Viagra if they're going into this thing. Like, like Jeez. it's just unprofessional, and I don't care for it. Exactly. I knew, like, look, if, if I knew I was going to be shooting a porno, you know, tomorrow, I'd be like, all right, well, let's make sure I have a Cialis to take, uh, you know, right before. Because there's, first of all, with porn, if you know anything about the production of professional porn, you know, you'll fuck the chick for a while, and then we we stop, and 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 like wipe her down, and like reset the cameras, reset the lighting, because we're going to go to a new position. And now you're going to fuck her some more. So for like five, ten minutes, while they're resetting all this shit, you're just standing there. Like, it's easy to, to like lose your heart on. You should definitely be on some perform performance-enhancing drugs the if you're going to be a professional. as good, though. Like, like, there's a happy medium of amateur between the crazy shit that uh, Steve's talking about, where, like, they accidentally see the guy's face at one point when they're adjusting the camera, and you're like, oh! I can't believe I'm watching this guy fuck. And yeah. then the professional shit. Like, that happy medium of, like, all right, these people aren't unbelievably attractive. Like, this is a real couple fucking. Like, yeah. that's that's the, the Yeah, best and they don't have to be, done. like, the hottest people in the world, but just, like, normal people. Having them be like, realistic got... is almost yeah. more sexy, you know, because you can, you know. It's like I think the, the big the problem... You see at the grocery store. Yeah, I think the big problem is that, like, like professionally produced porn is a lot like go-karts. Where I don't know if you guys have this experience, but like go karts are so fun 
until you actually learn to drive. And then they're not really fun anymore because you realize how dumb the experience is. Or, or maybe like every now and then it'd be cool. But like before you can drive, when you're like 14, go-karts are the funnest thing because you get to like drive a fucking car. But then when you're actually driving, it's like whatever. Porn is kind of cool. And then you actually start fucking people. And it's kind of like you, you you turn on the porn video and, and you watch it. And the guy will do a thing where like he flicks his tongue on like the girl's like, like just like her outer fucking labia. And then the girl's like, oh! Like already fucking screaming and arguing. It's like this is like so fucking fake. It's not even like a Hollywood fight. It's like this is so stupid. Like you in feel so many like different they're ways. treating you like an idiot. Yeah, like, like have some respect for your non-virgin works. audience. You know, like what the fuck? <laughs> Who knows? How I, I agree with your. I agree with your comments on porn. However, I love go karts. <laughs> oh, but there's like a. Like, I know the kind of go-karts uh, Steve's talking about, like the shitty like electric ones. Yeah, yeah they, they go just like kind of 15 off. miles an hour. No, at that. Taylor yeah. and I, Taylor and I, like two years ago, went and drove these. Like, you had to have a driver's license to drive these go-karts. Uh, they were gasoline powered. I don't remember how many horsepower, but they went like 60 miles an hour or something, and an indoor like really curvy track. It was a ton of fun. Dude, I, I ran into Chiz so hard, I thought he might actually be injured. Yeah. <laughs> It was, I, great. it was that fast. Like I, uh, when you would get off of it, your forearms would hurt because you were trying yes. to hold this thing on the fucking track. Oh, that I was a blast! Though. So sore, dude. Yeah, it, yeah. it was eye opening for me. I did a similar thing. I had all the Woodycraft employees over for like a team building event, and uh, we all went go kart racing one day. Instantly, go karts went from like a joke to like this is actually dangerous. Some guy hit the wall flipped up and landed in the tires upside down because <laughs> there were like tires in between the walls. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, my God, that can happen. That just happened. It, yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it because like it seemed that we signed a bunch of waivers and, and insurance stuff and it was I was I came to the realization that I can do whatever the fuck I want out here and I'm not liable for it <laughs> because that that everybody signed that waiver. So I'm not responsible for shit. So like so I just started Wait. Going, uh, I think it's the other way around. I think when you sign the waiver, I'll that means the business, that means the business <laughs> isn't responsible for anything, and you are actually responsible for everything personally. I think that's what yeah. the waiver is for. Yeah, yeah, did you think the waivers were that you were, you saying, I waive all responsibility? No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's the company waiving responsibility, and you agreeing. It's like an indemnification or whatever. I know, but I, I can't believe that I, I don't injured, even want to be responsible. <laughs> but I figured if I injured someone else, there wasn't much they could do to me. Was, well, they can take of... you to civil court, so hopefully you're all fine. Uh, I'll be right? long gone before that happens. I, I'm, yeah. I'm leaving the state in like three days. They'll never You'll find be me. FPS Mexico. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh. Yeah, go-karts are, are one of those things you don't think about being fun until you get the real deal ones. Yeah, oh, those sure. are a ton of fun. There's probably, like, I'm sure, like, there's also probably a really fun, like, bumper car area in the U.S. It just has to be not the ones at carnivals that go, like, five miles an hour. Ooh. Yeah, those suck. Well, Demolition Derby, that's adult bumper cars, right? Yeah, sure. I, kind of, yeah. I, that. That, 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 I bet that would be fun. And hey, they'll have you sign waivers, so you're not responsible for anything that happens. Exactly. Kyle. You could kill a man. No big deal. Have <laughs> you guys ever done um, escape rooms before or heard of yes. those? Yeah, yeah, we uh, did that. Uh, the Kyle same like, trip that I'm describing, Taylor and I did an escape room. Yeah, I was really disappointed because that was probably the most insane waiver I've ever signed in my life. Where they were saying shit like if you get killed or something, like literally in this uh, escape room, you know, like you agree not to hold us liable for anything. And I went in like, oh shit, dude, like I'm ready to fight for my fucking life. But it was just like going around and looking at a bunch of paintings and trying to add numbers together. I was like, fuck, this is way less <laughs> yeah. intense than I thought. Yeah. Based on the you... waiver that I signed to get in here. Like, <laughs> like, I thought they would be armed combatants trying to keep me from figuring the puzzle out. Like, yeah. No, it's just... 
trying to figure this shit. Like, like I thought the, the hardest thing in the about room were gonna be like protection from like stabs or some shit. I didn't Did anyone even... beat their yeah. escape room? Uh, we we were really close, and then we didn't. The hardest part of the escape room wasn't <clears> the puzzle. It was how shitty the flashlight they gave you in that dark room where you're trying to like piece it together. It's like that's what I didn't like about it because it's like you're not beating us because of the puzzle difficulty. You're beating us because we can't see, and like it's just a matter. And of like time. we were overthinking things. Like like I felt like we were smarter than the people who had designed the puzzle. So we we're like, ah, oh, maybe if we do this and that, it'll get no. Like well, maybe there's like something written that can only be seen when you shine the light on it. No, uh, no. ours was yeah, really like good, it, and it did have things. Like one of the puzzles opened an ultraviolet light, which you know led you to more clues and stuff like that. It was really good. We started off so strong. Hardly anyone beats this thing. There are only like two people or two groups who had ever beaten it before. And we started off strong. They were like, this could be like one of the groups that beats it. And then we got stumped on something and they lost I was faith. done. <laughs> I-, I wanted out like 40 minutes in. I was like, I was like, can we just get the fuck out of here. Like, like I- I'm done now. We've been going for 40 minutes. Like, like there's 20 yeah. more minutes to go. Like, like, like we go, we go get you something know, we, to eat. We were looking at that other one that we could have done where it was. In the middle of the room they put you in, there is a guy dressed in zombie regalia chained to a pole in the middle. And he can, they can like, like try and get you, but he's chained up. Yeah, I thought shit. that one sounded fun. That would have been fun, yeah. Um, but at, at the end of it, our time runs out, and the, and the guy who works there comes in, and he's like, all right, well, if you want, I'll, I'll, I'll finish the puzzle for you, and you can see how it all ends. And I was just like, <laughs> nah. Nah, so and, and, disrespectful. And, so, and, and somebody must have been like, yeah, yeah, show us how it is. And, and he was like, all right, so here, and I'm just like, can, can we leave? And like, Chiz can stay behind and figure out what this mystery, like, turn, it's, it's like, who killed Mr., uh, you know, it was Mr. Mustard in the dining room with the candlestick. I don't give a fuck, right? Like, like it's not a real mystery. No, it's not, it's not a real mystery. It's like the people in the room adjacent are trying to solve the same shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah, I would be willing to try another one of those again. As if long it, was as it was a cool, well reviewed. Yeah, if it was themed or, or, or interesting or something, I would. But I, I didn't enjoy that one that much. It was okay. It was okay for Have like the first Have you ever done like a, a more, I guess, legit uh, haunted house? Haunted house. Yeah, they have one in Atlanta uh, that's pretty fucking legit. We went there one time. Me, my girlfriend, like two of her friends, and um, they're like like you're being led through it and there are actors and the, and, and like zombies are coming after you and and they they're coming after you they they're full like really good makeup and they're and they're trying to get you and then all of a sudden like a special forces guy runs in with like a fake gun shooting like um like loud blanks or something and he's like pop 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 and the zombies fake fall and he's like come with me come with me if you want to live and we're like okay so, <laughs> so we're following him and it, we meander through this warehouse with him killing zombies the whole way and it looks legit it looks kind of real and then we get outside and like we get ambushed by zombies and they fucking kill that guy and they're like dragging him away and he's like run follow the light and we start running Throw and following the light <laughs> and and i had called ahead and uh and um my girlfriend called ahead and like got these tickets for us and the line was like four hours to get into this thing and so she told him who i was and so we got to the front of the line so at this point when we're running for the light some of the zombies that are chasing us yell it's fps russia <laughs> and that that immersion and that, it really took me out of the moment, and the rest Yikes. of the the journey was ruined. They're, they're like, "Hey, it's Effie's Russia," and I'm I'm like, "You're supposed to be groaning and moaning and like scratching at me. Get out of here! Come on." I mean, I like that video where you almost died from a toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a legit haunted house when I was I was a kid, like eight years old or something. But it was good. It's, you know, better than you thinking an eight year old would go to. I had a loose tooth, 
And when I finished the haunted house, I don't know what happened, but the tooth was gone. <laughs> Somewhere you along like... the way, I got scared out of it. And <laughs> you boom. scared the tooth right out of you. It, yeah. In the, uh, in the escape room that I did, you could ask for three hints while you were doing it. They'll let you do mm. with three hints or whatever for the one we were doing. Uh, the way that I kind of gauged how I felt about that escape room was how some of those like puzzles that were being solved for us came across. And I noticed that like, and, and like, I think if somebody shows you how to do something and, and when you look at it and it's a good puzzle, it's like a, like a, oh, you have that moment where it's like, it makes sense. But for a lot of the like hints that they would give us and show the solution, it would be like, oh, really? Like, the, the solution would end up being, it was kind of like what, what you said, like you're thinking too hard. Where like, I remember we had like two paintings and one was like, um, like uh, you know, these paintings twinned will help you blah, 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 figure out the answer to the combination of the safe or some shit. Or it was something like that, like a little bit more. So we were like going through, like they gave us like history of the paintings, like trying to find like the brothers uh, of like these guys to see if there was some like crazy shit. But in reality, you just had to like add the, the dates of like the two paintings together. And that was like the combination of the safe. It was like, oh, like that was it. Fuck, you know, there were a lot of moments yeah. like that. Where you're wow, trying to Woody, over-engineer it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, uh, yeah. Woody's, Woody linked us to a transgender athlete beating the pants off of a bunch of uh, white girls here. a pretty here. good topic, I think. I, uh, there's oh, a no. video. There's a video, and, like, you know, it's the video is shot from beyond the finish line of the 100-meter of the uh, uh, line so that he can get them coming right at the camera. One second into this person's 11.72-second run, I was like, oh, that's the man. Yeah. There he is. There he is. It's the one who runs like Usain Bolt, surrounded by white girls. <laughs> like, like, just, is that at the beginning of the race? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah. It, the, I mean, the whole race is there. Like, like it's twenty-seven second the video that you scroll down. Dude, the Dude, girl the place, uh, has girl. a full-on mustache. Like, have you scrolled down past the video and and look at the close-up of the girl? Yeah, I have. That's 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 pretty legit. It's. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I don't know something about that. Like this isn't. I guess if it's a somehow if they're, I'll call it gender confused, gender fluid. I don't know what to call them, and they're really feminine and skinny and like a soy boyish type thing. Then I'm a little. <laughs> I'm not accepting, but I'm closer to it. This is a dude. This is a guy with a mustache. It is. You have got to be livid as the second place girl in this race where you're just like are you shitting me been training my ass off for this trying to be the best and then i just get blown the fuck out by this this person like i would be upset same with that wrestling one where you saw like the the wrestling trans uh trans woman fighting the the woman and just beating the shit out of her like not not, not <laughs> even close like brutalizing this person yeah I, that's got to piss biological women off quite a bit I, I I can't imagine how people can agree with this. Like like either if I were competing, I would I would refuse to compete. Like like, like I feel like everyone should just should just strike and be like, well, we're not coming to the race if we have to race against that guy. You know, are like, there like, enough trans there was people a, to make their own league? Let me just say this: or if uh, for those of you who are in, into Star Trek, if there was a Klingon who who suddenly <laughs> joined the wrestling team, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. This is the human boys team. <laughs> I refuse to wrestle against fucking Worf over there. Look at look at those cranial ridges. That is a an enormous motherfucker. Like the he killed two men before he got here today. Like he's a Klingon warrior. I will not wrestle him. That's not fair. Yeah. 
as a big yeah. uh, as a big pro trans person, maybe the only person in here. I don't know. Um, this is a really dumb wedge issue that that needs to die. I don't think it's fair that um, trans people compete in in athletic activities with with non trans people. It's just there's it's too dumb. I think this yeah, is an I'm issue pro that, trans. Like if you want to, yeah, sure. Yeah, if you're an adult and you want to do it, it's your freedom. Well, I, no, not even as an adult. Like it's not fair from from like generally. So getting way off into my SJWS views, I don't have like these rigid concepts uh, of gender and all this shit that, that like an average person might or a normal conservative American might. But when, when it comes to like athletic stuff, we do have to address some biological realities of, of strengths that are given to different genders. And it's not really fair to take somebody that's had all the biological advantages of a male, whether it's via bone density or testosterone or whatever, and their early training to then take these guys, transition them to um, be a woman, which is great if that's what you want to do, but then to have them athletically compete with people that have had to train their whole lives as, as women that's not uh, yeah i'm not i'm really uncomfortable like the, with that. the hand size of a man is not going to change no matter how many you know hormones you're taking so if they're doing a combat sport having a big man ha sized hand like that's it's really not a fair advantage yeah know? once once you've gone through puberty a lot of those things are kind of set now maybe like prepubescent there's a little bit more room to talk but like postpubescent like you've gotten a lot of advantages from being a male athletically that yeah, yeah you've like got the male shoulders the male arms like you're kind of built to throw like in a way that women just aren't like not sure. not yeah. it's like a it was fallon fox that was her name mm -hmm. right yeah who the trans woman who beat the shit out of uh, biological women, broke one of their orbital bones. One of the quotes from the one of the women that the trans woman fought, she was like, I'm, I'm one of the strongest women I know. I'm, a, I'm an unusually strong woman. And the feeling of my wrist in Fallon Fox's grip, I couldn't get out of it. It was a strength like I've never felt. <laughs> and it was like, that's what she literally said. That she's like, it was a strength that I've never felt. And it's like this poor woman getting, you know, grabbed and then just a big man hand caving in the side of her head. I mean, we've all beaten a woman before. We know how easy it is. Yeah. Right? Like, like. Sometimes two or three at once. I've got a picture of Fallon Fox on the screen for the viewers. And yet she just has guy. She's in a bikini and she has boobs. But she has a guy's broad shoulders and a guy's narrow Can I see the picture? Because that, sound, that sounds pretty hot. Yeah. Sounds pretty hot. Google links. I think this will work. Oh, yeah. Let's mm. see. Let's see. Fallon That's Fox. Yeah, boy. That, it's man shoulders and man arms and man hands. And wow, a, she's and got a some small big boots. Like he doesn't. She, I guess I'll say she. She doesn't have like the, the woman's curve shape around her hips. The athletic male V shape. That's what, what that's what she does have, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. She went pretty big with those uh, with those boobies. She did. Yeah, just not messing around. She's got me beating the Adam's apple department. <laughs> <laughs> big strong neck. Those hands look bigger than mine. Well, I mean, like fighting for a living and doing a bunch of weight training and stuff probably helps with that. I don't think her hands are swelling up and like getting getting. I mean, your hands get muscular, but those are some big fucking hands. Yeah. Yeah, skeletal structure isn't going to get larger in yeah. response to resistance training, right? Your bones might get denser, but your hands won't get, like, physically bigger. Well, I would not want to fight that that person. Um, that no. Would... Beat the shit out of me. I'm not, I'm yeah. not jumping in that ring. Absolutely. How much does uh, she weigh? What's, what's her weight class? Uh, I'll have to Google it. She was booted from everything, right? Like, nobody is... I don't oh, know. She's five, five, seven, one forty-three. Yeah, one forty-three. That's that is the biggest class. Yeah, I, I don't women. know of any women that fight. Well, I know one, but it, 
Yeah, 145 is the biggest normal limit. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm fine with... I'm, I, I, I usually shade on the side of the libertarian beliefs, and so it's just kind of like, ah, you want to do that? Do it. Do it. Do whatever you want to do. Uh, you know, our our apocalypse list aside of people who need to put, be put to death, that's all for shits and giggles. <laughs> but in, in reality, you know, it's do whatever you want to do until it starts affecting my rights. Uh, you, you know what I mean? And, and, and this definitely seems some... You know, if you're a competitor in a, in a, in a sport... Uh, you know, I, I've competed at, at like super duper amateur level as a kid. And it's like, I, I can't imagine if someone was like, uh, I was like, wait, that's a grown man on the other team. Yeah, yeah, but he identifies as a 12 year old. That's that's Chipper Jones. He plays for the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, he identifies as a 12 year old. It wouldn't fly, right? Like you feel, no. you feel so shitty as Chipper just hit home run after home run and was just fielding an entire side of the infield. You. You'd be yeah. like, why even compete? Yeah, I quit. Yep. I would definitely quit if there were a, um, uh, if I were a girl and there were uh, a, a trans person competing in my field and just stomping us all. Now, if it were yeah. close, that might be a badge of honor that, yeah, I, I, I beat that, that giant girl yeah, over there, the too. Yeah, but the fact that it would be a badge of honor shows that it's really not that fair. Right, yeah. you know, and people like I've heard people say like, "Oh, Fallon Fox, she lost some fights." That shows that it is actually one fair. Fight. And it's like, no, it's showing oh, lost one fight. Thank you, Woody. It's like, no, that's showing that this person isn't even that good of a fighter, and they're leveraging this strength over these more technically sound women in order to win just by brute force in yep. a lot of situations. Like that's sure. like no and matter sure how good their technique is, it's like, what the fuck? I can't move in this grip. Yeah, and there there are probably some like like high 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 level women fighters that can be like medium or low 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 tier like MMA fighters. Like I'm sure that exists, you know. Like women demand. I, yeah, I like like any female fighter could beat a male UFC fighter. Well, like the, the, you don't think like the highest tier woman fighter could find like the lowest tier like MMA fighter and maybe be able to like not like so, consistently but could take a win off of them or something. I don't know. So the highest yeah. tier would be like Chris Cyborg. She fights at 145 pounds and she's. Mm -hmm. Very What's big, very muscular. Just an example. Oh, you would not. You would have to get a much smaller man. Conor there McGregor. Are no, <laughs> Conor McGregor fights at 145 sometimes. Like the the guys who fight at Max 145 Holloway. are terrifying beasts. Like, oh, like, but, yeah, maybe like, not then. Yeah, and like the the smallest class uh, of men. What is it's 135, right? Is that where Mighty uh, Mouse is, or is it 125? Yeah. I just. He I don't know. Maybe the Russian. Well, yeah. What about like the worst guy in Mighty Mouse's division if he fights Cyborg? Like, I, yeah, that's I that's what know. I'm thinking. I'm just like saying that like you know even if you do have like a massive advantage, you could still lose like a fight or two. Like, I don't think so, honestly. Like, like, like I'll say this: Chris Cyborg would beat the shit out of most average Man. men yeah. who are walking around. Yeah, who don't know I, how I, to fight. She beat the shit out of me. Uh, like I'm 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 taller than her, but I'm nowhere near on her strength level and expertise level. She just beat me to death. She could literally kill me with her bare hands. Yeah, she'd know all the right combos, all the right moves. Like yes. even if you were stronger, <laughs> would be that. She, just, she would grab my ass and take me down to the ground, and she'd <laughs> hit me in the head till I was dizzy, and then she'd <laughs> choke me down <dog's> dead <laughs> until I was dead. Yeah, absolutely. That's what would happen if I fought Chris Cyborg, and yeah. I think that's what would happen if most of us fought Chris Cyborg. I wonder See, where I along the lines, like a regular man could start competing with it, like a UFC level woman. I don't know. It, a fight in like a uh, like in the hallway of a house. I think that 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 like some some differences start taking place. Like he he grabs her wrists and it's like, what are you gonna do now? You know, and like and if he gets her like a bear hug and he gets on top of her, like 
you know, all the expertise in the world doesn't matter if if the person outweighs you by seventy five pounds. Yeah, and somewhere maybe. along I think the it, way, I think it, it depends on the it depends on the discipline a lot, though, right? Like if you're talking about like just straight like strikes, you know, like a, a really big person is going to be scary. But there are um like things like BJJ and shit for a lot of the grappling stuff. Smaller people can do some pretty shockingly surprising stuff. Yeah, but there's a limit to it. At, sure. At, at a certain point, like. And and the other thing is like the this hypothetical man who's attacking a, a BJJ woman mm-hmm. in a hallway isn't following the rules of jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I just like um we we have these conversations on streams and it's really interesting. Like what um what works in the streets in terms of fighting? And I'm sure a million people have these conversations, you know. And um it seems like you've got like a lot of like really fancy cool shit that works in maybe a UFC ring or whatever. But when it comes to the streets, the two things that when we went through a fuck ton of videos just seeing how people fight, um the two things that seem to work reliably are grappling. Where like um, I don't know if you've seen the video of there's a guy in a McDonald's. This dude looked pretty tall. This guy must have been like 170, and this guy takes down this like drunk dude that's like 300. It's a white pounds. guy, right? Maybe wearing yeah. is a slow takedown and green shorts. I know they. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah th- but that that big guy, like looking at that fight before the video, I would have said like you can know all the grappling in the world. This guy is 100 pounds of you, like he's just gonna sit on you. But he actually took that dude down mm-hmm. and like had him like in submission, and that shocked me. Um, so it seems like the grappling shit is it actually has like real world application, and then boxing because if you punch somebody quick and fast in the face, like they just go right the fuck down that seems yeah. like the two things that that help absolutely. the most absolutely i would agree with that assessment and and yeah. like it's it's those are the those are two the two core disciplines that are trained in mixed martial arts really like there's a lot of other you know muay thai and taekwondo and stuff definitely comes into play but those yeah, are but really like, they're really picking and in choosing. real life like I've uh, never seen, I've never seen a video. It's possible to happen, but I've never seen a street fight video where somebody does like a fancy kick or something. Yeah, you've never seen like a head kick something. from like never, one of those uh, parking lot Cowboy Cerrone head kicked a guy <laughs> yeah. on the lake and knocked him the fuck out. Like, like, like. Is it on video? No, no but he did go to court. He's got to go to court. Maybe, yeah. But like, you you can find videos of like, especially the boxers of like one dude taking out like three or four or like two dudes like bam, bam, like right in a row. Like that shit is fucking crazy. But anything more complicated than that, I've never seen a video. Even seems to you remember work. that uh, that bus guy from years ago, like the old white guy with yeah, the tucked yeah, in blue yeah. shirt, man. yeah, epic beard man. And there was this much younger, you know, similarly sized guy who was at the front, the black guy, and they Ambulance were like in an guy. argument. Uh, yeah, uh, ambulance. A- amber lamps. And, yeah, and he just gets like, and this guy wasn't even a fighter. Like apparently he just knew like basic stuff that he learned in the military, like just basic kind of fighting and like maybe a couple classes. And he struck that guy so fast, like knocked his ass out in the front of that bus. He's thirty years older than the guy he was fighting. Still won. Yeah, he, it was like sixty-five that, versus thirty-five or something. Uh, yeah. I think the black guy was fairly old. I, I don't remember the numbers, but mm. I, I want to say the black guy was like fifty, and the, I just, and the white guy was like seventy or something. But it, it, I love that video. Looking this that. up now, it kind of it kind of <laughs> looks like the the black dude was just. I'm not listening to it because I'm not gonna unmute you guys. But like, it kind of looks like the black dude was just like kind of trying to start shit, but the white dude was like fucking ready to go hard. That seems to be the big difference here. Like, I don't think that black guy was ever ready to actually fight anybody. But when that old white dude stands up, he's like ready to go. Because yep. the black dude is like puts his hand up and he's like, I'm done already. Holy yeah, like shit. two punches in and then they go up afterward and you see like, you're like, oh, he just knocked him down a bit. Blood all over the blue seats of the bus. Yeah. And the Call to ambulance. Like, off in shame. Yeah. Call to ambulance. <laughs> oh, that's uh, great. I love street fight videos. I love street fight videos. I wish they would bring back bum fights. We've spoken about that many times, but please. Oh. You know, whatever producer out there has plenty of money and no ethics, 
really back bump fighting. A bump fights, I really feel like is just soft core felony fights. Felony fights is where it's at. Dude, I don't like felony fights, fights. too. Oh, that's too intense. When that you're guy a little soft-hearted, you too. Yes. Dude, I, when that guy bit the guy in the face, that turned me off so much. Yeah. I was, I was like, I was like, he's not even biting till submission. You know, it's, it's, it, he's biting for because he wanted to bite this he's man. He's trying like, to like, remove yeah. a piece of cheek. It he's seems. hungry. Have, have you ever seen heard of those videos, Steve? The felon fights. I don't think so. I've, I, I, it's oh. possible I've seen one, but didn't know what it was because I've seen like a lot of like the online fighting videos. Unless, yeah, these guys aren't even fighting. Like for money, it's like there's two thirty packs of natty, and they're willing to murder each other in some you know reservoir, you know drained out reservoir. And one of the crazy guys goes to the other dude before and even says he's like, "I'm gonna bite your face, I'm gonna bite your face." And they start fighting, and then at the end of it, he gets on top of the dude. It's over. The guy's tapping, trying to get out, and the guy leans in, bites like a chunk of this guy's cheek. Like hard, and the the formerly hard guy who's on the ground pinned with his cheek being bit is now going, oh, oh, <laughs> and the yeah, biter these, these is growling. Like the biter is like, going on? did you find He's it? Growling. Link it. <laughs> these guys use like weapons and shit. I'm watching. Um, this the weapons don't <laughs> last long. It turns into like, again with whips. <laughs> if you're not familiar with stick fighting, it turns into grappling almost immediately. Like in, in there's stick fighting leagues and stuff out there. <laughs> And these guys, uh, you know, like the meta, he doesn't even want to use the stick. The cheek biter is, it doesn't even want the stick. He just wants to tackle right. He just wants to get right into the carnivore fucking. (laughs) He needs those natties. Oh man. He needs his bush. Right into the cannibalism. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was a great series. Someone bring that back. (laughs) Is this like a YouTube series or was this on TV? Like Jackass or what? I don't know how it happened. This is is a dark corner of the internet kind of series. Um, Okay. Yeah, this is definitely not anything that was sanctioned by uh, any major network or anything is, like that. The same way Bum Fights was. Is there a hu- there's a huge fight this weekend, right? Like DC Stipe and Holloway Ortega. Is that this weekend? Uh, yeah, it is, because I'm actually going to watch it. So I'll be able to contribute to UFC talk. You're Ooh. going to the event or you're going to go to a bar? Oh, I'm going to a friend's place who's having a watch party. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that'll be nice. I'll watch it too. Yeah, too, it's... The people are making fun of me for using this line. There's like two Super Bowls a year in the UFC, and this is one of those Super Bowl events. Ah, uh, maybe it. I, I, I hope the next one is Conor McGregor and Habib. That, that's the talk yeah. that it, that that's going that that fight is being made and it's going to happen. Um, I, I see like Habib talking about it on his Instagram. Um, I, I see Habib's coach talking about it. I see Kavanaugh, um, Conor's uh, Conor's guy talking about it. I, I'm so pumped for that. I'm this so shit pumped unfolds for that. so slowly. Right? When did Connor throw fast. that thing? In March? Oh, that this, was months this is months super ago. fast for the legal system. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, not for me. Now, I, I'm not saying that the legal system's going slower than me. If, dude, I don't know. If I threw a dolly through a bus window, in two weeks, I'd be pleading to something and it would all get worked out. You wouldn't have a chance to. The case wouldn't have come up yet. Like, like, like That's just the way it works. You're like, okay, well, we'll get to you. Next year, sometime. yeah. They, well, they like they'll put you on the docket in like a month, and then you can get the case continued over and over again while you're asking yeah. for evidence and time I, for discovery. Like, yeah, I did a simple assault thing back when I was a teenager, and it went really quickly. It was a simple. I time. did. I got mm-hmm. I got a suspended license pulled over in Missouri, and I continued that case without even having a lawyer for like four months. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> yeah. until uh, I had enough money to pay for a, a traffic attorney or whatever. So, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, anyway, that. Regardless the of how quickly a uh, legal system usually moves, for my interest, it's just 
died down. I really wanted to see Connor and McGregor. I'm sorry, Connor and Khabib go at it back in March or February, whenever that incident happened. Now it's July, and they still haven't even picked a date. It, well, he's got Ramadan it, coming up, so it's going to be in the fall. It's sketchy for this year. What is Ramadan? Uh, it's a Muslim day of uh, month of fasting. No, no, not not what, when, what month? Um, I don't know, honestly. Maybe next month. Wait, is Connor confirmed actually going to fight the dude? I thought he was pretty no. much done after the boxing shit. It's over. I it was. It ended June fourteenth. Oh. oh, well, good. Okay. You go. So he's had a couple weeks to plump back up. Yeah, the talk is it's going to happen. Kavanaugh's coach is saying it's. I mean, Connor's coach is saying it's going to happen. Habib is saying it's going to happen. Um, they're just they're working on making. It's going to be. It's it's worth so much money. It's worth so much money. That Wait, is, no, is it? No way. How much money? To, to Connor, com- compared to the Mayweather fight, is it actually like getting to oh, that yeah. level? Oh yeah, he'll of- negotiate a ridiculous deal. It won't be Mayweather numbers because that's a whole different situation. Yeah, but maybe it will be. Maybe because well, like, get- I was. It seemed like that was a big problem with the Mayweather shit. Is it like he got such a massive fucking payday for that? Why the fuck would he go and risk any part of his body or mind again to get if back they- into the ring and fight anybody? Because they might make um, McGregor promotions uh, like a co um, promoter of the fight and give him an enormous piece of the cut of like ticket sales. Yeah, the, the, it's the pay-per-view money that he wants. So there's uh, first. So let's say he made a hundred million on the Mayweather thing, right? Mm-hmm. All right, write off like forty percent of that to taxes. So so that's a thing. Now he's at sixty million. Write off another ten percent of it to like management and training and all the expenses that go around with it, right? So now this guy's at fifty million. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. But man, doesn't it seem like countless NFL stars have blown through fifty million dollars? Well, well, he's countless made a whole lot more than that. Though. NBA he's stars. Deals. He's right. got the Burger King thing. He's got the King's uh, potato chips thing, uh, the Budweiser thing. I would uh, say Allen Iverson made Conor McGregor money, and he's uh, out of it. I mean, it just the problem is a lot of these. A lot of these athletes get money and they just like blow through it. They don't have like any financial responsibility or any idea how to budget their money. They buy a fuck ton of cars, a huge fucking house. Like fifty million is enough. Ten million dollars is enough to live very comfortably for the rest of your life. Fifty million dollars, it obviously is, but you could blow through fifty million in a couple of years very fucking easily. I don't see Connor going that crazy. Connor is insane. What do you mean he couldn't even stop himself from getting into thug fights with on the no 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 no. (laughs) A custom suit made for his baby that says "fuck you" all over it. Like he probably paid like ten grand for that. No, he gets those for free. I think he got his money out of that. that. Yeah, might be right. Yeah, they they sell those. That that's like the Conor McGregor designer guy. They have a whole promotional deal with one another. You can buy that "fuck you" suit on his website. I want to say it's seventeen hundred dollars. It might have been thirty seven hundred. Some something like no, that. I haven't seen anybody wearing them yet. Uh, oh, I got three of them. And, <laughs> but 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 no, I don't see right Conor next to the going, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't see Conor going that crazy with his money. Uh, honestly, like like the cars he's buying aren't like quarter million dollar cars. They're like eighty thousand dollar cars, which I get it. Those are expensive cars. Are and sure? He's got three of them. Yeah, like, well, like a Range Rover. Rolls like, Royce. Like, I don't see him. Oh, he doesn't own that. Those are all rentals. Those, so, those, so that might be true. I can't tell what he owns and doesn't. I know we had that one guest who was an expert in that, and he could tell by something, maybe the license plate number, that yeah. it was a car they lend out to journalists, and he didn't own that. Yeah, that's what's going on. Like, he's not – like, like he – it's an image of his, right? Like, when he's wearing that mink coat. I don't remember mm-hmm. what that mink coat The tanks were still but, on it. Yeah, he's returning that <laughs> They were. Coat. The tank is not, still up all weekend is he, long. 
what is he gonna do with a mink coat, right? Like, you know what I, I mean? I thought, like, I thought people tried to make this argument that he just has this image, but I thought that it came out that, like, he surrounds himself with, like, really shitty people, and he has for his whole career, and that, like, bus incident was kind of evidence of that, that he actually is, like, kind of just, like, a like a rowdy whatever street dude, and he hasn't really grown up much, and, and that, that was demonstrated when he threw that shit through the bus or whatever. That he There's tons of pictures of him. people he's surrounding himself with clearly dude. didn't, like, weren't responsible enough or good enough yeah. friends to say, hey, no, this is a terrible idea for the simple reason that it's a crime. Like you're in the like you're in the best part of your life probably right now. Like you're worth so much. Don't mm -hmm. do this. And, he, and none of those people said that to him. Or yeah. if they did, he disregarded it. So probably not the best people he's chilling with. He's the biggest name in sports. And sure. uh, and uh, well, no, like Messi or Ronaldo, all those guys, uh, all those I, soccer I, guys. Well, sure. like at the height of like that that fucking Mayweather hype shit. I mean, I think wasn't that like the most tuned into like pay per view event of all time? Is that true or no? No, the pay per pay per view numbers were just okay. I mean, they were just okay. Yeah. Oh I, shit! I, I don't. That's I don't because of streaming. It wasn't the too, biggest right? pay per view of all time. Probably. I, I I don't really know what what may or may not have caused it to not be the biggest pay per view of all time, but it wasn't the biggest. It was like fourth biggest or third biggest or something. I, I really don't oh, well, recall. Well, that's pretty good. Third. Yeah, biggest it did of all very time. well. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, it did very well, especially not even the best of all time. Yeah, okay, so I'm looking it up and I'm seeing uh, second biggest pay per view fight of all time, which I think is decent, being the what second does it say biggest. One um, I don't fucking know. There's pictures know. of Connor partying and doing coke with all these girls that are not as big. I have not mama. seen pictures of him doing coke. Like pictures of him with coke on the coffee table. Well, that's that's not <laughs> evidence of anything. <laughs> Um, Mayweather Pacquiao is the biggest ever. His ladies oh, like okay. a little nose candy, and he and he's there to provide it to him. And look, if his girlfriend didn't want to, had a had a serious issue with him like partying with girls, she wouldn't be his girlfriend, right? Yeah, eh, sure. you hear that, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. Talk or maybe she, she just doesn't feel comfortable bringing it up because she's he'll just be like, oh yeah, I'll have another in here. Bring another whore. Get out. No, nah, like, he's been with this girl forever. I got no I, like like I, I don't give a shit how many girls he fucks. Like like if she's got a problem with it, she'll leave. It's she's got Instagram. She knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. I, I well, I don't think he should take any heat for doing cocaine. He made hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, you know, I, I don't. I don't he care. Wants if to he go a little cocaine. hog wild to go for it. As long as he's still entertaining to watch fight. Yeah, I guess cocaine. I'm just getting into the money and the partying and the the character issue that we brought up before. And I don't like that he cheats on his girl. She stands next to him from at the time he was on welfare. She was with him. Now that he's big and bad and awesome, he doesn't give her like he's not paying it back he gave her a brand new car he gave her that fucking range rover that's paid back in full motherfucker would no, you hang no. out with me and my you hang yeah. you hung out with me at my parents house she for two believed years in him when he was nothing you and know? now she's reaping the benefits she's in mansions right. she's flying around in jets she's driving new cars it's the old cliche like when you marry for money you earn every penny of it it's circle like this is how i look at melania right you know trump's out there oh god embarrassing the fuck out of melania right fucking whores left and right he's got an attorney on retainer just to silence all the women he fucks on the side and you know playmates and porn stars and what have you and he, he doesn't seem to treat her very well at least you know when they're in public he's not holding doors or anything that you that he, you know there's no love there like there was in the previous president's relationship and like she didn't even stick with him as he got rich so it's even worse for uh uh connor because she was clearly faithful enough that when he was a janitor or whatever the fuck he was mm -hmm. before this she still loved him and cared enough about him so he was on welfare. i didn't actually he was I didn't a plumber actually know that and then stopped being a plumber and just started training while he lived on welfare Knowing and, this, it is really shitty that he's doing that then. Like, she was, like, his rock, kind of. The one yes. being like, no, you don't give up. 
you keep doing this. You can make it. I believe in you. Like, who's yeah. to say he would be even be where he was if it wasn't her? I don't think her. we know that. We don't know the details, though. I, I don't know that she's not fine with it. She may, it, it may be her biggest turn on in the world that he goes out and fucks other girls. She may be a cuckoldress. You are like making a real <laughs> leap there. No, I, I think it's I much think more likely to be one of those. You're assigning your standard relationship norms to Conor McGregor. When you marry for money, you earn every penny of it. I think that's the scoop. I think there's a relationship imbalance and that she's forced to tolerate some real bullshit if she wants to be with him at all. And uh, she got, she, she's got his baby. She could, just div- she could just go her separate way and collect child support. I don't think, I think once you... I don't know how that works in Ireland. Once you've made enough money to keep like the bill collectors away, I don't think the more money contributes to any more happiness or satisfaction in your life. Yeah, I think for a lot of those super rich people, it just becomes like the game of making more money and like winning in their eyes, not like, sure. oh, I, I made half a billion. You know what I really want is a, you know, three quarter billion boat or some <laughs> shit. Well, maybe, but I think it's more when you actually start like taking a hard look at your life, it becomes sometimes even harder when you have a lot of money, right? Because it's like, I don't even have a reason to be sad or, you know, discontent right now, but like, I don't have the people in my life that I wish I would have, right? You see a lot of celebrities will reach a certain point where they've kind of ostracized everybody that meant something to them. And they're kind of not surrounded by friends or family or loved ones as they'd like to be later in life. And money doesn't really buy you much in terms of company or in terms of like feeling comfortable or happy with yourself, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a great problem to have, to to have all those necessity boxes checked. Of like, I'm never going to be hungry. I'm never going to be homeless. Never going to be, you know, you know, destitute. Sure. And so then you need like, what is it? Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where you just go up and up and up on that, and then you need to, you know, find yourself and find people who are actually genuine. It, it's got to be hard as someone who's worth twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, you know, million dollars and getting even more to figure out people who actually like you. Because yeah. anyone is going to pretend that they want to be your buddy if you've got, you know, a hundred mil in the bank. Like they could be an insufferable cunt, and you could like be talking shit about them to your other friends as soon as they leave. But mm-hmm. as soon as they're in there, oh, yeah, Ted, man, you're the best, dude. Oh, you're so funny and entertaining. I can't wait to go on your yacht with you. Like, that's got to fuck with your head. Something that we do also as humans, like I noticed this is an observation I make, that like we acclimate very quickly to the positive things around us and they don't really impact us anymore. And that's like kind of the great personal crime that we all, we always commit. We take it, we take everything for granted. Um, the easiest way to think of this is like if you've ever had like a head cold or, or maybe even like the kind of like some version of the flu, like some of you just kind of feel like shit. Um, sometimes you'll go to bed at night with like your mouth open and all you can think is like, I wish I could just breathe through my fucking yeah. nostrils without my head being stuffed. Like that's all I want in life. And I would be so happy. And maybe you wake up the next morning and you actually can. And for like 12 hours, you have the most euphoric experience where you're just happy to be alive and healthy. And not mm. like, not runny nose, not stuffed up, not with a headache. And it's like the best feeling ever. But then the next day after that, you're not fucking thinking of that shit anymore. You're like, you're way done. You're way past that, you know? And I think yeah. accumulation of wealth and everything is very similar. I used to be, before I got into streaming, my life was very fucked financially, incredibly fucked. I was doing horrible work for no fucking money. And, you know, I, I have that perspective, which is good for me, but it's still pretty easy where I'm at in life to take a lot of shit for granted and not think, you know, like if I wanted to, I could fly to Japan tomorrow and like goof off for two weeks and I could do it. And, and you know, like that's a, it's it's kind of a cool thing to think about, but you acclimate to it so incredibly quickly that you don't you're not constantly like taking stock on how grateful you are for the opportunities that you have. You know, a long time ago, yeah. I had a boss who I kind of adopted as a mentor too, and he was talking about people's natural happiness level and natural stress level, and 
it was eye-opening for me the way he described it. He's, you know, people just have a level that, that they kind of gravitate to. And when things get better or worse, they'll go above it or below it. He pointed that to a coworker. I may have told the story before. This guy was into the Rams, right? He was into the Rams, the football team. It was his thing. It was his life. It's there in stress over who they were drafting and whether they won or lost. And he'd just follow them like crazy. Then he got married. Then he had a kid. He had the same level of stress and happiness and highs and lows, just about more important things. It's who he mm-hmm. was, and it's where he was. He was always kind of anxiety-filled and on the edge of sanity. And the, I, I've noticed the same thing. Like, I'm pretty happy, content guy. Times have been high and low and, and, and everything in between. And that's just kind of my spot. You know, I, I've had moments in my life where I worked really hard, you know, 20-hour days and such. And I was just you know, like, oh, man, that must have been terrible. I was like, yeah. I was still me, right? And I have times where I work much less. Still me, just me doing my thing. It's, yeah. It, people, the water finds its level with regards yeah. to happiness and anxiety and stress. And that's just kind of where you are. If, if I dropped $10 million on someone who's worried about money, they'll worry about something else. Yep. There's like one of the great, um, some people, <laughs> if you go into more extreme areas, this is a big uh, criticism levied at capitalism is that like the acquisition of luxury goods and shit is like the driving force in our lives. Sometimes it seems like in our economy, right? Consumerism drives so much of us, but like everybody, everybody listening to this right now has gotten a new cell phone or maybe even a new car or something like that. And the, the first like week you have it, you've got like the special protectors and it is the most important fucking thing. And you're so happy that you upgraded. And then that wears off and then it's just like another thing you have. And that happiness is so temporary and it will never be like a long lasting, fulfilling, like permanent elevation of what you call like your kind of set happiness level. It never comes from the acquisition of like more goods, you know? Yeah. And like how many people every time the new iPhone or Android come out upgrade no matter Mm -hmm. what. It's like just for that little 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 hit. And it's not like they were, it's not like I had the iPhone 8 and I'm so fucking happy and I'm still happy. And now I'm getting the iPhone 9 and I'm even happier. And then 10 years and I get the iPhone X and I'm even more happy. And it's like, no, it's about the same ride every time, you know? Yeah, you just come up a little bit and then you go back down to where you were. Because this is just now the old phone, the who cares phone. Yep. Do, uh, is it out there the kind of work that, uh, or do you talk about the kind of work you used to do before you got into streaming? I was a, uh carpet cleaner um so we did carpet cleaning and water damage restoration it was like 80 to 90 hours a week Mm -hmm. so i would work 10 to 14 hours a day um every other sunday off so usually in 13 day stretches and my paychecks were around like one thousand to fifteen hundred dollars every other week it was the worst period of my life that's holy shit how long did you do that Probably about a year and a half. I worked at a casino before then, and then I worked at McDonald's before that. But like, yeah, holy shit, it was so fucking horrible. Oh, Wait, you made five hundred dollars for so hundred hours? It's like, yeah. yeah. So the, the the really weird thing is That's the like, way that this would work. Uh-huh. The way that it would work would be you have to show up at the shop every day at like six or seven a.m. So you roll in, you get your truck ready, but what might happen is you have one job scheduled from seven to eight, and that'll be a minimum service job. You get 15 bucks for it, right? So I'll work my job from like seven to eight, and it seems good, 15 an hour. This is why I got sucked into it, right? But then my my next job might not be until like 11, and that might be an 11 to one, right? So I do the seven to eight, I go back to the shop, I don't really have anything to do for two hours. Then I've got a job from like 11 to one. Um, Maybe that gives me 30 bucks, and then maybe I've got one more job at like four to five or something, or five to six. So I'll make like 40 or $50 in a day, but I'm there for 
like fucking like 10 or 12 hours, mm. right? It, that kind of shit with the scheduling of jobs. It's like, it was so fucking horrible. Yeah. And then some of the work, even for 14, 15 an hour, when you start talking about like, um, like tearing insulation off of like the shit behind drywalls and they're getting like a chipper and like scraping the fucking shit off the wall that glues the insulation. Oh my God, dude, that work was just fucking horrible shit. Ugh. What, what was, did you ever come across anything just filthy, disgusting, in the cleaning biz like what was the nastiest shit you found the weirdest nasty shit i mean there was nasty some standard weird, like either one the, so the weirdest job i ever fucking did i show up at this guy's house and it's like a standard standard house pretty standard i go upstairs and there's a guy there and he's he's a little bit off i don't know how to describe it but just a little bit too um a little bit too rigid a little bit too concerned with everything going on and uh, you know i kind of talk to this guy he sits down and he's looking at me and he's like um the only question he asks me is um is the type of detergent you use does it encapsulate uh, or is it emulsifying and i kind of look at the guy and i'm like um yeah and he's like okay you can clean my house so he wants me to do the whole upstairs. It's all carpeted upstairs, the bedrooms and everything, right? So I, you know, I drag my hoses out of my fucking car, get everything all hooked up, get the corner guards all in, get the little booties around my shoes, and I'm cleaning. And it gets to the point where I clean out the living room, I clean the kitchen, and then I'm working my way down the hallway to the bedroom. And when I get to the, uh, there's like a little T intersection where I'm at the end of the hallway, and then there's a room to the left and a room to the right. He is sitting there in the room to the left, and he looks like, um, he looks like this, where I can't. I can't really see like <laughs> what's in his waist, but the, there's a computer monitor that's facing me. There's a camera on top, and there's like a woman in like lingerie, like on like a looks like a campsite, <laughs> and she's just kind of looking at me, and then he's just kind of looking at me, and I am so fucking uncomfortable right now. And I kind of look at him, and I kind of like wave at him, and I just <laughs> keep cleaning, and I do my shit. And eventually I finish and I pack my shit up. And it was like the most bizarro fucking experience in my life. Got a as couple of more stains to get in here. Yeah, <laughs> like, as I'm working on the other room, like I'm like constantly waiting for this guy to just come behind me and then come beside me. Like just like crazy <laughs> fucking shit. Like it was so weird. Like the guy was probably, um, I, I'm trying to think of this in a nice way, like a special guy. Like, you know, uh. he's barely able to live on his own. Like he's a little off like that. But oh my God, it was so fucking weird to have that happen. Holy Did shit. Did you have to clean the room while he was in there with a cam girl I, I didn't have to clean that room thank the fuck i don't even know what i would have done if i would have had to do that one yeah he, did, he wasn't even courteous enough to angle the computer away as he masturbates while you're cleaning his well it, it it looked like he was trying to let the woman see me so i don't know if i was like playing into some voyeuristic fantasy yeah, or something because yeah, yeah. the computer it was one of those really old massive crt monitors it was like angled so that i could clearly see it i'm pretty sure she was looking at me um, and then he was like looking at me as like his lap is hidden from me and I have like no fucking idea. Like, oh God, that sounds awful. The, wor the worst types of jobs are the carpet cleaning shit. If you have any carpet cleaners in your audience, maybe they can relate, was doing jobs in the winter. Because what would happen is um, you would run, you'd have a giant tank of water in the back of your van and you turn on your truck mounted machine. What you would have to do is you'd have to run the cables in and out of the house incredibly quickly because if you didn't, your fucking lines would freeze. And as your lines would freeze, you would have to like open the, you'd have to open the line, you'd have to dislodge it, you'd have to dip it into the hot water exchange in your tank and then you'd have to plug it back in real quick and like run inside and you had to clean at a certain speed or else shit would start to freeze up and you have to run outside 
sign it. Oh my god! All this for fifteen dollars an hour at yeah. best. Yeah, holy shit! It was so fucking horrible. I have like so much like for blue collar workers. That shit is so bad, dude. Oh my god! I feel so bad for people. It's that a have good to, like, experience, do... though, isn't it? It like, definitely. When I, I... I hear other streamers that are like twenty five and they're talking about like, oh, dude, like I just can't get out of bed to stream every day, and it's like, dude, I make twenty times as much money as I did to sit down and play computer games versus having to drag a power scrubber off the back of a fucking van that weighs as much as I do, I will do this shit until I fucking die. Yeah, yeah. like, because you have an appreciation for it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know, the value of a dollar in a I've way that they so don't. I've talked so many times about how young people can be ruined by success. And it's true on YouTube, but you also, I mean, it's cliche in Hollywood of child stars and, and mm -hmm. anywhere. This, like, uh, it, it ruins you. It ruins you. You don't want... It does. You, you think you're different, that, that you'll be better, but no, if you hit it big at 16... Mm -hmm. Good luck being 25. Anthony Cumia talked about that. He's come on our show a few times of the Opie and Anthony show. I'm not sure. It used to be an XM radio show. I'm not sure if you're familiar, mm -hmm. Steve. But he, I am. Uh, he was talking about before he got into radio, he was like a tin knocker, like fixing roofs and putting in AC and that kind of stuff. And he talks about how terrible it was making shit money, working all day. And if you had to poop, you'd have to go out to the van and then get a spackle bucket and squat over it in the back of a hot van and take a shit. And he was talking about how, like, every time he'd be shitting on a five-gallon bucket in the back of that van being like, God, like, this can't be all that life is. <laughs> like, shitting into the, in a bucket in the back of a van. And so then yeah. he got his big paying gig and, of course, you know, really appreciates it. I actually, this applies like evenly to, this is why I think like student loans are like so fucking weird to me. Like when you're a kid and you haven't worked before, money mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything to you. The idea that you take an 18 year old is like, do you want $150,000 to go to school? Like, well, of course they'll say it because what the fuck does $150,000 mean? And I noticed that with a lot of streamers that got into it right out of college when they have to decide, like, do I want to do this? Do I want to do it? Like, oh, I don't know if I make enough money, blah, blah, blah. Like, when I do, like, a sponsorship deal, like, I have a lot of perspective. You know, if some mobile game wants to pay me $10,000 to stream a game for, like, fucking three days, it's like, okay, well, that $10,000, that was, like, six months of work. Or, or, or like yeah. four or five months of work to me that I could do in three days, that blows my fucking mind, you know? Mm -hmm. or, or, or like I, I can do like three or four sponsor deals and this is like the median or like the, the lower class like income for an entire fucking year. And it's not even hard work, comparatively speaking, you know? Like not to downplay, you know, being an online figure is incredibly hard and there's a whole new set of challenges you have to deal with. But like I would much rather deal with the challenge today of like how do I deal with people calling me a pedophile or some crazy shit online versus before where it's like how do I deal with the fact that I can't really afford the house that I'm in right now and I'm not going to school and I'm working a shit job where I have absolutely no future in front of me and I've got no light at the end of my tunnel. Like I'm basically working until yeah. I die, you know? Yeah, it's, it's got probably a very hopeless feeling. Super fucking yeah. hopeless. Oh yeah, holy shit. Was, when you start to fall behind, you're fucked. You have no way out. Nobody to bail you out with any money because if you're poor, you don't get any bail. All the loans you can take are purposely designed to fuck you as hard as possible, right? Payday loans and title loans and shit, yeah. like 5,000% APR. I paid off a bunch of, my uncle came to me one day and showed me like how he was getting money. And um, I couldn't believe it. He was showing me these slips where he like, he'll take a gun to a pawn shop and he lets them hold on to like, he's got like a huge collection of World War One and World War II exotic rifles. And he'll let them hold a gun and they give him three $300 and he pays them like $350 back in like two weeks. And I'm like, $50 on $300 in two weeks. Like if you do the math, this, you're like in the tens of thousands of percent yeah. of like interest here on this loan. Like I just got a loan in a house for like fucking four and a quarter, or like 4%. Like this is insane how fucked you are in so many different ways when you're poor. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And yeah. Louis CK you know, has a education. bit on that. That's kind of funny. He's like, you know, when you're broke, 
they just start charging you for everything. There's fees for your bank. There's fees for this. When you're rich, they just give you money. Here. Yeah, they wave everything. Take some yeah, more. Totally... Everything's waved, and it's, yeah, it's, it's. Yeah. Was, about... uh, was McDonald's significantly better than the carpet cleaning, or was it just shitty in a different way? Carpet, so I have this, like, joke where, um. I like uh, the trajectory of my respect for humans has continued to drop every single new experience in my life. Um, McDonald's and then working the job at the casino. At the casino, I was like a manager for or supervisor for like a restaurant. So I did back of house and front of house work. Um, the, the thing that hurt me the most about customer service is dealing with people. I fucking hate people. Holy shit. Um, adults that act like entitled children. Like I met so many people that were 30, 40 years old that I would be embarrassed to be around at, at like 18, 19. I like legitimately mm-hmm. the, the way that people act, the entitlement is so fucking insane in some of these places. I couldn't believe it. Holy fuck. Yeah. So like was the work, the work, I, I or go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the work was like challenging in a different way. Like the carpet cleaning sucked because it was a lot of work and a lot of hours and not very much pay, but customer service sucks because you have to deal with people and it only takes like two bad customers to ruin like multiple fucking days of your life. It's so miserable and you don't get paid enough. Like the, the nine, well, back when in my day, I think it was like five twenty-five an hour is what I made at McDonald's because I don't think the national minimum wage would come up yet. Um, oh God, to deal with some of the people that would insult you and berate you and shit. Ugh. Especially it got to be demeaning at McDonald's. Where it's like, where did you think you pulled up to? Like, this is McDonald's. You yeah. say a number, and I grab the already cooked food and hand it into your you know, fat gullet. Like, Some of the... Fu- we had this lady that would come in. Dude, I... Oh, man. I don't want to do this too much, because I could tell stories for hours. We had a lady to come into McDonald's, and she came in one time, and she asked for two burritos or whatever. And on one of them, she just had this bizarre request. Like, the eggs were not cooked or were too cooked enough. And at McDonald's, you don't, like, hand cook anything. Everything is done on timers. So whatever it is is what it is. It's never going to change, ever, from one to another. Um, now, food can get cold if it's held for too long or something like that. But for the most part, like, you're getting a pretty consistent experience because the guidelines are all corporate-given, even if you're at a franchise. Um, this lady was not happy with that answer. And so she went to the restaurant to eat her shit or whatever. I had to go bus tables an hour later. And I go to the to the restaurant. And this fucking bitch had opened her omelet or whatever. And she, like, painted the whole fucking table with, like, parts of the fucking omelet. And I'm like... You're like <laughs> 70 fucking years old. Like, I wish I had access to the cameras because I want to watch this like 70 year old lady <laughs> taking apart her omelet, like using the salsa to like paint the fucking table. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? What a bitch. At the uh, at the casino, we had this lady that would come in and she would order a steak Philly every time. And she would say, I want a steak Philly with six green peppers, six red peppers and six onion slices. And when she would order it, cause, and she and her thing was, I like the flavor of the peppers, but I don't like them in my food. So when she ordered them, she would get her thing at the at the counter. She would after you give it to her, instead of moving aside so you could do more orders, she would open the box. She would take out her sandwich. She'd open it and she would count it in front of you. Well, what uh, was this like an old woman? Was this like someone who was autistic? Maybe like no, or just or just rude. It was like thirties, forty, just rude fucking people. They're just she insane. Knew what she fucking- wanted. Yeah, she did. <laughs> I like the flavor of the peppers, but I don't want them in my food. What does that mean? What could that mean? I had a guy that got that said he got food poisoning off a of chicken fried steak and eggs. And w- if somebody comes up and says they get food poisoning right after eating, it's always bullshit. You can't. Yeah, you, the symptoms don't present that fast. And he t- said he had food poisoning. He's like, okay, sure, whatever. I'll refund you. When I was a supervisor, if I gave you a refund, I'm throwing away your food. I'm never going to refund you for your food and let you eat all of it or take it. Fuck, that's insane, right? Yeah. Well, after I gave the guy a refund, I went to his table to, to clear his plate. And the guy's like, well, hold on. I wonder if I could box that. And I'm like, 
what the fuck? What do you mean you want to box it? You said I give you food. He's like, well, maybe my kids will like it. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean you want to give it to your fucking kids? You just, and he's like, well, you know, if it makes one person sick, it might not make another person. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, take the food. I hope it was the problem. I hope it poisons your sick retard kids and that they never become burdens on my casino restaurant. Uh, maybe they're more resilient than I am. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they've got younger immune systems, maybe. It's worth the risk. I hate getting uh, food poisoning. There was a time when it seemed like I was getting food poisoning like once every two months or something like that. I was traveling a lot and eating in a lot of restaurants and it just kept happening just over and over. It's the worst thing ever. Food poisoning is an example of what you're talking about earlier, Steve, of like not appreciating what you have <laughs> as far as health until it's gone. Because yep. when you get food poisoning, you will spend all day shitting your brains out and then you'll get up and come back out and like start doing what you're doing. And then three minutes later, it's like, how could this be possible? How I do I have to first, shit again? The first experience in my life I had of this, like uh, maybe a, a, not even a year ago, where I got to hang out with, a, with an awesome girl over the weekend. And before I left at the airport, I ate like a cheeseburger. And for the first time in my life, I had food poisoning. For a whole day, every 15 minutes, I had to go take a shit. Every 15 minutes. When I got home that stream, I did like the whole day, I was like, listen, okay, I wanna give a shout out to all my bros with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, any Crohn's guys out there. What a hor and it actually like, this actually really bothers me on a personal level. Um, like two or three years ago, I used to think I was so smart that I could understand everybody's experience like secondhand. But as I've had more personal experiences, I've realized it's just not true. You have to live something. And I remember I had an old friend in esports. his name is uh, Minigun or whatever, and he has Crohn's disease. And he used to talk about how like he didn't like to go out or he didn't like to go to events because of this and i was always like dude like just deal with it like it's fine like suck it up like you'll be okay like you'll have fun and after that weekend oh my god dude i totally can understand what he means like it's scary it was scary for me to go outside of my hotel room because like i have to have access to a toilet every 10 to 15 minutes or i'm literally gonna fucking shit myself and yeah, it was and the worst feeling like in the world you can hold it like a no shit with your, oh no you know, fiber in your diet it's like no this is this is coming it's out happening. in the next 30 seconds <laughs> you are either in the bathroom or you or you're are shitting leaking yourself. shit yeah. Yep. Holy shit, it is so, I can't imagine. I like, I, and I'll give that shout out again. If you live with like IBS or Crohn's, I feel so much sympathy for you. I had it for one day and it broke me. I couldn't believe how horrible my quality of life had become in that one fucking day. Oh my yeah. God. And you never really get, like that's why you see those uh, pharmaceutical commercials for Crohn's. And it, I, it's silly, but that's kind of what glued it in my head of how terrible it was. Because it was like, are you afraid to go out? And it shows like a woman <laughs> like ponderously looking at her coffee. Yeah. You know, like I probably shouldn't be drinking this. In the first place. But <laughs> it's like, is it really like, this well, bad? Yeah. Well, and it's like, if you want to be able to live your fucking life, take our pill, and you'll be able to go four hours without needing to shit your pants. Yep. And I, I got to be careful hanging out with friends. I can't fuck someone because I'm going to have to take a break halfway through or accidentally, like, explode shit out the back Ooh. while I'm fucking trying to do anything. Like, holy shit. Yeah, no. Ooh. Oh, my God. That's Every normal interaction. <laughs> Every normal interaction becomes, like, tainted with, with this, like, yeah, with the, with the shit. <laughs> and, and her being, like, disgusted and, like, it being a showstopper wouldn't even be the worst-case scenario. What if she was like, oh, yeah. Well, then you will yeah. found a keeper, right? <laughs> oh, winner. man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. You Rub better it believe. on my face. Every half hour on the half hour, like clockwork. I got more for you. She's, like, rubbing it all over herself till she looks like uh, Schwarzenegger from Predator. Like, yeah, this is my fetish. Yeah. Oh, this, um, it's better than that video you showed a few years ago, Kyle, of that guy laying down in the bathtub with goggles on with his mouth open while the woman chat directly into his mouth. Yeah. Chat is generous. Uh, thick, <laughs> thick shit is like, uh, like it looks like a, like spackle. 
Like a what paste. did I return to? <laughs> we are sympathizing with our IBS, or irritable bowel syndrome, and Crohn's syndrome brothers by relating our own food poisoning experiences to it. That's what we are doing right now. Yes. It, it was awful. It was awful. Yeah, we, we, we played this, uh, this sort of a drinking game where we all watched a laptop, and we took turns finding the most horrible videos <laughs> we could find. And if you flinch or you react at all to the horror that you're witnessing, you have to take a shot. And so I found that video of the woman shitting into the guy's mouth as he laid goggle, goggles on in, in, in a bathtub. It, it was horrific. Have you, this is, oof, we're getting really dark. Um, do we want to stop and do our little, or? Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, I could do an ad. Do that, and then we'll come back to the really dark. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just sandwich it between the shit and then the, yeah, yeah, okay. Mm. Why do we lose oh. advertisers? <laughs> <laughs> Baffles me. I don't know. Uh, so Facebook has been in the news a lot lately, get, getting uh, thrashed for letting third party third parties get your user data. But do you really think they're the only ones doing it? Internet providers like Verizon and Time Warner can record a list of every website you visit, and they can legally give it to anyone. The internet has become the wild, wild west, and it's time to stop trusting those big corporations with your data and start protecting it with ExpressVPN. With ExpressVPN, you can privately and securely surf the internet without being tracked by anyone. To regain internet privacy for myself and my entire family, I started using ExpressVPN. Set, up, set it up on all of my devices, and it only took a few minutes. Uh, the ExpressVPN app runs seamlessly in the background of my desktop, laptop, smartphone, or tablet, and protects me while I'm browsing, streaming, downloading files, or emailing. The difference is that now my network data is encrypted and IP address masked. Uh, keeping my data and identity completely private. Using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf public Wi-Fi uh, hotspots in Starbucks, hotels, or airports without having to worry about being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. For less than $7 a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have, and every ExpressVPN plan is covered by a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. After you've experienced the freedom, privacy, and safety of ExpressVPN, uh, you're never going to want to use the Internet again without it. To take back your, your internet privacy today and find out how you can get three months for free, go to expressvpn.com slash PKA. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash PKA for three months free. Don't put this off, guys. Protect your internet and your data with ExpressVPN today. Absolutely. Check them out. Link below. You can't be too careful. This is a great service for it. And uh, hey, friends, listen up. Esports' most exciting game, Rocket League, is a sports action hit that combines driving and soccer for all the physics-based gameplay that you can handle. More than 46 million players have already competed with online friends in Rocket League, and you should be next. Customize your car with trillions of possible combinations and play with fans of all ages with groundbreaking cross-platform play on most video game machines. If you prefer to play with your friends or family nearby, you can do that too with Rocket League's super fun four-player split-screen uh, feature. You can even play by yourself with an engaging season mode that offers multiple difficulties and team sizes. Rocket League has been nominated for more than 150 awards, and it starts at just 20 bucks, so it's a no-brainer to pick it up. Learn more at RocketLeague.com and download Rocket League today on N Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam for the PC. It's rated E for everyone. Uh... So yeah, get after it. Check yep. those out. Try it Express out. VPN and Rocket League. Even at the same time if you want. Yeah, play Rocket League over your Express Express VPN. There you go. <laughs> That's perfect. How long until we have the Fortnite ads running here? That's the real question. Mm. I don't know. We we'll have to ask Chiz, but <laughs> I mean, 
We should. I, are we That's missing a, on someone who huge. advertises everywhere? There's like a online advertising starter pack I see them make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can get What is um oh wait, what's the one you guys don't have that everybody has? Um Audible. Do you do that or did you yeah, do we that? Do Audible. I have done yeah, we have Audible. It's okay. been a little bit. Yeah. It okay. changes every week, uh slightly. Which ones gotcha. we do, which ones we don't. But, yeah. Yeah, Audible's good. Audible's good. Uh, My wife lives by Audible. She found they have like a special deal, like all the romance novels you can listen to. All right, they're not paying anything here. <laughs> that is true there. But <laughs> uh, suck. dude, at this point, Express like DPN. every conversation with her is on a slight delay because she has to take her headset out. She just listens to like girl porn twenty four by seven. Oh my! Yeah, I'm a fan. I like it. <laughs> gotcha. So uh, before we got into the ads, Destiny, you had uh, something super dark. Oh, I, I don't know if you guys ever got into this shit. When I, I this, I fucked my brain on this shit growing up. But this, you know, I feel like this is a safe space for dark topics. Okay, mm. more so than Absolutely most groups of people I talk to. <laughs> you ever spend like hours of your life watching like these incredibly fucked up like death websites? You ever do this shit? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, we did a show on that. We watched them on the line. Okay, I'm a little uncomfortable with Woody's response there. That seemed a little bit too intense. <laughs> <laughs> I won the oh. uh, the thing. I was like, I made it to the end comfortably. Yeah, you oh, did, like, there was the worst one. I, we've talked about it a dozen times. Is the Russian one where they kill him with like a hammer and a screwdriver? Three guys and a hammer. This? Oh, with yeah. the eyes and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do, oh, yeah. That one's terrible. It really just ha- takes a chip of your soul and removes it. Have you seen the one? I sometimes I wonder, like, what the fuck these people did? Where they like reach into this guy's stomach and they reach up and they take his heart out and they punch it out of his yes. fucking body? Yes. What the yeah. fuck? We watched that the other week. Is that where his <laughs> arms and legs are cut off, or just his arms? Uh, yeah, are cut I think off they are. Well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we watched. But that, that wasn't uh... even the most shocking part of the video. It was actually. I'm watching a video where a guy's arms have freshly been cut off, and it's not even close to ranking as the most fucked up part of the video. Like, holy yeah. shit! Oh, but we had some a. Of those videos just upset you. Do you remember the? They made a salad out of a human, right? The, the Mexican what? cartel did it. It was yeah. actually oh. a photo, not a video, so that, that takes away from it. But you're like, how do you make a salad with like human parts as an ingredient? So instead of just like leaves of lettuce, they would have like heads of lettuce, and then like oh, a human God. head, and then like a human forearm, and an entire tomato. They wouldn't cut the salad pieces, and proportionally, it was a decent like chicken salad, but really large, with your loved one in it. Jesus Christ! And what do they do? Just like leave this giant salad on your front door? Uh, yeah, well, I think it was a message to the other people. This is the Mexican cartel. I, I, if I remember the Those context of bringing it up, we were like, hey, what if the Mexican cartel didn't like ISIS? And those two started butting heads. How, you know, who would end up on top there? It's a real clash I of always, the titans. I always I joke about this, but like, if the cartels were Muslim, like, we would have been down there so quickly. But because it's just like Mexican shit, we absolutely couldn't give a fuck less. But like, if it was actually like the Islamic cartel down there in Mexico instead of just like Mexicans, holy shit, yeah, we would be all over that shit. You Jesus, think? those people are. I think so. Those guys would right. like kill like school buses full of kids and shit. That those people are fucking crazy. I hear dude. you, but the reason we don't like Muslims is 9/11. Prior to that, we really had no opinion. Then they killed us. Yeah, maybe sure. Yeah. So I mean, until the Mexican cartels knock down, you know, Sears Roebuck Tower or something. I feel like the cartels are so powerful, though. Like they're yeah. they're running huge sections of that government, and so like they've got to have some like diplomatic relations with U.S. politicians and shit that would prevent us from going too hard on them, right? Oh, maybe. I'm not. I'm not too sure about that, but I don't know either. Yeah, it's a good. Th- I, I like your conspiracy. I, I see where you're going with that. Um, 
because I was going to chalk that up as fact and believe it. For the rest you're of like, life. you know, Mexican cartels <laughs> are so powerful. I'm like, not compared to the United States Marines. But when you do the conspiracy route and say, you know, they're friends with the senator, then suddenly. It oh, can no, work. Like, it's not conspiratorial to say they are like friends Embedded with in the government the Mexican at the very least. The Mexican yeah. Government. yeah. Right, but, those, right. but I think that you took another Mexican step, government. right? You said yeah. that I thought you were saying American politicians. Maybe no, I'm saying that then they could use those Mexican politicians to influence American politicians. Be like, oh, it's not even as bad as you're thinking down here. And we're actually taking a lot of measures to take care of this on our own. Don't bother. Don't bother. Stay uh, away. That will not work with our current government. I don't know. I don't think there's, you know, oh, there are diplomatic ties between Trump and Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I, those cartels are just, uh, I'm trying to think of more brutal videos. Oh yeah, I actually, I'm I'm really curious now um, because I have an answer, and most people seem to agree after we bring it up. What is your what is like the most disturbing video you think you've seen? It's that Russian one. Yeah, the Russian really one's think... there. There's also an ISIS one where they execute just like 38 people or something like that, just shooting them in the back of the head. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes in, in in a position like that, I think of myself like, what do you do if you're guy when number... you're like the last one? Yeah, I, I was gonna say 22, but right, like when you know yeah. your fate what's your move there? You know, you're, you're gagged, I think, and your hands are bound. Yeah. So you're not going to, like, MacGyver your way out of this or Captain America or whatever it would take. Do you On just... some level, you're probably just, like, deer in the headlights. Like, like you just freeze up and, like, almost like your body is a protective mechanism is, like, releasing whatever DMT, whatever the hell that is, right, when you're about to die and you're in that prime freak-out mode. Because, mm. you know, like, when you see those videos... It's rare that you see people like move in and like trying to escape and like frantic like fish swapping maneuvers. Have you seen some of the ones? (laughs) I like Taylor. Have you seen some of the ones where the guys like (laughs) fight back or like grab an AK or whatever? There are a couple of those. Oh, really? How does that go down? There's one where, well, usually, um, usually the guy dies pretty quickly ever, but there's one where a guy is like um, sorting through a grave of all of his friends and the people are like video recording and they're kind of laughing at him, like telling him to toss like the empty guns up. And as the guy is going through, he finds a, a rifle that is still fully loaded. And you can hear like all the guys screaming as this guy like comes out and like open fire, opens fire on these people. And it's like, that's pretty insane. And there's a lot of shooting there. So I imagine he probably made it for a little bit, but. And then he dies, right? I want to find one. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Well, but he I mean, probably had a positive a KD of- ratio. Well, if I mean, in real life, you person, only have to you kill can't. more than one person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In real life, like, a positive KD ratio isn't the hardest thing, but no, not I, to take away from it. I don't know. Effort. Most people in war, I would, don't I would, I would say it averages out to an even kill death rate. Well, it depends know? on if you count assists or not. How are you doing your <sighs> assist? Yeah. yeah, and then it really matters if you're running that perk. <laughs> what the fuck is it called? <laughs> Hardline Pro or something like that? Oh, like to get then it's then two assists count for a kill. Yeah. What um oh so this is actually what I think is the mo- I've seen probably every fucked up video on the internet mm-hmm. um I don't know why but I just I watch these morbid curiosity but the most disturbing one is actually one on YouTube for me and it's um I'm sure you guys have seen it it's the one where the guy is driving and a brick just comes off the back of the truck and it goes oh. through the windshield and strikes oh, his wife that's like probably the worst I don't even it's know awful. why there's no gore in the video at all but it is like I just got a whole- chill thinking about that. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. The, Holy the, the, shit. Yeah. The when noise you hear the, the guy kid, makes. The fact that his life in like a millisecond just like it was irreversibly changed through no fault of his own in like such a horrible fucking way. In like such an unlikely way, too. Like, I've seen a similar shit. thing where a tire hits a motorcyclist. Like it just comes oh, off sure. a semi or something, bounces once or twice, and then plows in oncoming traffic. So the closing speed is like 100 miles an hour. Massive force. And you just, yeah, done done i think he, and it, there's a weird thing about watching 
someone transition from alive to dead. To dead. Yeah, yeah. just Because you always imagine it'll be so dramatic or whatever. And now I get paranoid when I'm standing on the street sometimes and like a car comes across the sidewalk a little bit too close. It's like, fuck, I was almost one of those videos, wasn't I? Like my life <laughs> instantly right here. Uh, you think about that like Final Destination shit that starts happening. Yeah. Where it's like maybe like some roofer didn't quite put a shingle on correct and it's got a metal edge or whatever the hell would happen and you end up dying. Another video like that is, have you heard the one where it's like a family in a car, they call the police because their brakes have gone out and they're approaching the end of a road and they're going like full speed and they're trying to like tell the guy what to do and the whole family ends up dying. Oh no, I actually they don't this have one. the brakes and they just careen into whatever it was. Uh, it's probably. been a while since I've seen. Probably uh, should have turned the car off, huh? That's that's only an audio clip, I think. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know why they wouldn't turn the car off. Maybe there's. Turn off edge. the car. Oh, there were a couple. I didn't even think of that. Was it oh, the Toyota cars or something? There were a couple where the throttle would get stuck open. That was like oh, actually. Oh, it might have been a, uh, one of those Toyota ones. I think you're right. I don't know if it was. A, I don't know if Toyota was the brand or not. I don't want to uh, screw you guys out of future that, uh, sponsors. But, uh, I'm not sure that happened. Very. They made a big deal out of. I think it was Priuses that were like you know, staying wide open throttle, and uh -huh. then uh, did that ever actually happen? Well, the thing is that, like, if you're a car manufacturer and you detect that it's possible, whether it happens once or, like, a, a uh, like a lab test somewhere shows or, like, you're doing something and it happens, you have to recall immediately. Because if that happens, like, twice, your brand, you're, in, like, you're talking, like, multi-million, maybe billion dollars of damage to, like, your sales, right? Because that's, like, a story that you never want. Fuck, um, what was the—there was a tire company that Firestone. had to deal with this. Firestone, yeah, for a while, where, like, how long did people avoid Firestone tires? I wonder what the damage to the, like, market share and stock was as On a result the other of that. Enormous. I they've never— I guess Jeeps come out of park, some of them, and uh, and they can just drive and kill you. And they killed the guy that played Chekhov in Star Trek, the movies. The, the, the yeah, it one? was that. Um, it With wasn't Grand that. Grand Wagoneer or something? It was in park. It was the Grand Cherokee. Um, okay. It wasn't that it came out of park. It was that he, he had like left it in neutral or something. Like like Like, it was that it didn't notify you well enough that you weren't in park. He Is fucked up. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, and then and then I he got I... pinned against a wall, and they found him dead pinned against the wall. Oh. Um, I looked up the thing with uh, the Priuses. That killed 89 people. Ooh. Ooh. Holy shit. That's some Ooh. scary shit. Although it does counter crazy. Destiny's None point. None of us have heard of that. That... That maybe that it, would be yeah, it's to... like ir ir irreversibly ruins your brand, and you need to recall it on the possibility. Because we're here, like, oh, was it eighty people that died? <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's no hurricane. <laughs> wait, wait, how many people Whatever. did you say it killed? Eighty-nine. Oh, 89. oh, Jesus. Do you remember, yeah. like, I don't remember, like, maybe it was over ten years ago, probably fifteen years ago. I don't know exactly. Remember when the most fucked up thing on the internet was two girls, one cup. Yeah. At the time, at the time yeah. you were like, "Whoa, this is bananas, man! You won't be able to handle it." And now you could like have that running almost on CNN, and people wouldn't ask questions. Yeah, the kids and like, I watched that to together. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, healthy fetish relationships. Now, notice how she doesn't fake eating the poop out of an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, both of these girls need a bit more fiber in their diet. Uh, <laughs> and then the vomit like useful. most people didn't watch the whole thing but they start vomiting back and forth toward the end like she's like eating shit and vomiting the shit into the other girl's mouth and they're like snowballing it back and forth it's it, i'm it more was... grossed out by like pimple popping and loogies and snot than i am by that kind of shit i kind of like the pimple popping we've, we've talked about this before i, I, I kind of like it i don't get how people like that oh it's gross you, you would probably like to try uh some of those mexican andy ones 
Kyle. Oh, oh, I, I don't want to do the popping. Oh, I thought you wanted to be the popper. No, oh, fuck. No, <laughs> no I, I, it just, like, like, he needs... Accutane. Uh, yeah. yeah, Accutane. That, that yeah. works like a charm. That needs to be, like, his fundraiser goal. <laughs> Go fund me for Accutane. He doesn't uh, give a shit. It, 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 I mean, you, you'd have a better chance getting ice to bathe regularly. I, I mean, at that point, with, like, when your skin's as rough as... Uh, Mexican Andes is like that's just gonna that's gonna get infected at some point like there's gonna be some kind of abscess or something like this this is like a health issue at this point your skin's an organ like you got to take care of it so oh speaking of that abscesses um the most disgusting thing I've seen in real life related to that was actually my grandma and I found out through other research that this is pretty common unfortunately have you ever seen a pressure sore in real life or ever seen a pressure sore like an image of it I'm gonna have to google this I I haven't seen oh careful it is fucking (laughs) disgusting like, these things are caused by just sitting in one position for too long and not having somebody move you. And oh, it is uh, that sore. The old live oh, streamer oh, yeah. sore. That sore, yeah, that sore, yeah. It Ooh, is unbelievable goodness. how fucking disgusting these things are. These things are like loose bites. Yeah, it's insane. And I saw Recluse? my grandma get up one time oh, and, like, the back of her, like, dressing, her, like, hospital gown or whatever was open. And I saw this thing and I was like, Grandma, you're fucking, what the fuck is going on in your back? You've got, like, a fucking hole in you. Um, oh, my God. Oh, so my God. fucking disgusting. Yeah, these things are huge. Yeah, if Ugh. people are watching this, you're going to have to look at it yourself. I, I, I looked it up and decided I'd, even on this <laughs> show, I didn't want to share it. it, it uh and a lot of these look like they're in the same spot, like right above the ass crack. Right, yeah. So there's just that a you, hole. A literal a necrotic, hole. Like, like abscess. Yeah. Ooh. If you show and me this, I agree with you, Woody. This looks like a, or I think you said it, it looks like a uh, brown recluse bite. Like yeah, necrotic, well, because they're similar, I think, right? Like the necrotic tissue ends up dying and then it leaves an abscess once it falls off or whatever. This is literally just caused by pressure, though. And they're all in the same spot because, like, when you're laying down, commonly these are the areas that pressure is applied. And when you're really old, you don't have, like, the wherewithal to move around as much as a younger person. So if people in nursing homes don't come around and move them often, these sores just kind of develop over time. It's a Ugh. sad thing. I yeah. looked up the, um, the Anton Yelkin, the Chekhov dude, and how he died and such. Um, Uh-oh. A combination of Kyle and I being right. So drivers think that they're shifting it in the park and it's popping out. And it turns out that it has, a, I'm trying to get the verbiage they used, an unconventional gear stick design, which causes it to, people think they're shifting in the park, but it's actually in neutral. So they're putting the car in neutral, walking around, and in his case, he got crushed. He was alive for hours. Yeah. Uh, and he was crushed. Kyle said it was a wall. In my head, it was a... um one of those brick mailboxes, but I, I could be wrong. But yeah, the, the car rolled into him, crushed him up against a wall or thing, and or column, and he was alive for hours and eventually died. I had no idea he was alive for hours. That makes it so much worse. Oh, if only Ooh. he had his com badge, he could have he could have gotten yeah. Kirk or beep, beep. Sulu to come come help <laughs> Did him you, out. Beat me out of here. The, one of the worst ways that I've seen to like die in a car. Did you guys ever see the um, the kid that died reaching into the back seat getting something out of like a van? No. This was so incredibly sad and fucked up. So basically, um, oh, fuck. I, I'll try to look this in a funny image. How can that be but, like, lethal? 
what well, what happened was the seats like will lean back a certain way if you put pressure on them. So what happened was he just reached over the seat to kind of grab something and he was reaching kind of far and his like hips went over the seat, but then the seat ended up coming down. So he couldn't really breathe, but he couldn't push himself up to get over the seat because every time he would like push up, the seat would come up a little. So he tried to push himself out until he got too tired in his arms and shoulders. And then he just suffocated to death and died like in the back of this. It was like a Christ. van or something. He yeah. called nine one one, right? I don't know if he did or not. I don't Dude, think he. Um, there's an audio tape of this die. kid dying, calling nine one one, saying Wait, I'm really? suffocating. Yeah, and he's in he's in a terrible bad spot, and he, he says what uh, parking lot he's in. He's in like a parking lot of, of a shopping mall or something, and the police were unable to find him in time, and he Harris. suffocated and died. Um, in this video, if you go to like uh, 15 seconds, you can kind of see it sounds like so dumb, like impossible. Or you go to like 10 seconds in the video on this page and you can see like how like basically what happens is you go to reach like back the, behind the seat and it kind of goes down a little and you can't like push yourself out because it moves with you. And he just kind of got stuck there. Oh, and I think he he did call. Yeah, it looks like he did call. But God. oh, man. And he's like the kid was 16 years old. It's not like it was a senior citizen that died through like some unfortunate shit. It was like, um, like yeah, like, oh, man. <sighs> Yeah, and oh, he was just wow. too squished. Oh, that video helps you understand yeah, the mechanics of it shit. a lot more. Wow. How, how fucking horrible. Jeez. And how could any engineer have, like, predicted that, you know, to avoid it? Like, it's... Like, you don't even think to do stuff like that. That's fucked. Yeah. It's those kind of things that, like, make you paranoid in that whole Final Destination way, where it's like, I could be that guy for something else. To where then my entire life is a boiled down. You're news the story. one guy that it's died not, in the most impossible yeah. way. It gets yeah. worse, Taylor. Stepped on a, the only faulty manhole cover in the whole city and fell right through it. Yeah. it, it at it some point, paper mache. You'll be the fully competent, like, adult, and you have a two-year-old trying to kill him or herself constantly. Oh God! Right, all the time. Like, I wonder if I can fit my head between these two spindles by the stairway. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what? Hey, look, this my thing on the bottom did that of the, and the pool. The fire department had to come. <laughs> this thing on the bottom uh, of the pool sucks. I'm gonna try and stop the suction with my belly button. You know, like, or with like, my ass. Yeah, with my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's idiot do children. It, no matter there. how good it feels. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, you'll have to keep these unknowingly suicidal young children alive uh, until they become competent, like you. <sighs> good Another luck. Another horrible video. Being a parent now, like, I totally understand. Like, and people can be real critical of parents. Like, how could you let your kid die that way? And it's like, dude, like, you don't understand. Fucking three-year-olds are constantly trying to kill themselves at every single fucking moment of their lives. Um, I watched, a, this is a really heartbreaking video, really fucking sad. I think it's a Chinese lady has a stroller right fucking next to her. And she's at like a street vendor or whatever. And she reaches forward to talk to the guy. And the stroller moves back like a couple inches. And then it falls over. And a uh, like a garbage truck rolls right over this baby's head. And it happens in like the course of like three to five seconds. And it was like, and the lady turns around and I like can't even imagine, like your kid is fucking dead. Be yeah. Holy shit, dude. My, I don't know. I think your kids are a little bit older, um, Woody, but yeah. like my son is seven years old. And like, I'm trying to imagine like letting him walk home from school on his own. I don't know how old he's going to be when I'm okay with this happening. Like, cause I'm just thinking like, it's three o'clock, he's off school, it's 3.15, he should be home by now. What am I going to do the day that like, he's not home on time? Like, holy fucking shit. Like, I don't even know like how I'm going to deal with that. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, probably freak out. It sounds so stressed. That's something that you don't think about until you have kids. Kyle and I don't have children. Yeah. And so... Like, to us, it's more like, ah, 
annoying kid in public, whatever, yeah. but you don't have the, the parent brain of like, don't, don't touch that. You over there, stop. Fucking stop. Dude. You know, or like as a teen, I'm thinking of like teenage privacy is very important. A teenager needs to be able to grow and develop on their own. It's very important that they have their independence, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> as a parent, it's like, I need to fucking chip my kid. I want a goddamn GPS on this motherfucker. So <laughs> I know where he's at at every point in his life. Like, uh, oh, a lot man. of parents do that, right? They have the uh, the thing with the iPhone where they can track where their entire family is all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, and there's like, um, is it like there. Apple Home or whatever? I think yeah, that way if you're cheating like... on your wife, you're like, you, you can have like your iPad by the bed and you'd be like, yeah, we're still good. We're still good. She's at the grocery store. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that would probably help with a lot of deviancy. You're right. Yeah. No one really just are. leave your phone, you know, at work when you're going to go have your affair. Ah, <laughs> we yeah. have that on in my family. All of us have that thing. Really. And it's convenient because you get to know when they're coming home and stuff like that. I was doing a long flight on my paramotor last weekend, and she's uh, we're refueling, and, and she's like, you know, you stopped. She's worried I'm not okay. I'm like, no, it's she's worried you stop. crashed. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. I could like, it's coming. Yeah, find a way to throw it out the fucking window in a plane. Obviously, you couldn't, but just imagine like, oh, he stopped. I wonder what cities he's in, and you bring up the map, and it's like, there's not a city here. Like, oh no, yeah, Lake like Erie. <laughs> oh, it looks like Woody Scott for a swim. Yeah. Oh uh, man. Yeah, I I don't know if I talked about. It. My friend was watching me, you know, just fly around and whatever, and my phone died. And mm-hmm. there it is, like just end of transmission in the middle of the woods. And he waited and waited and did nothing and nothing and nothing. <laughs> Synced up with me like six hours later. Like, yeah, I was worried about what would happen. You know, and, and, like, well, now I know what happens. Nothing. Like, you don't send any rescue party out for me. Yeah. If I get every <laughs> evidence that I died in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Well, no, like, wait a second. Like, I have this thing. You said I was gone for 12 hours. Why are you just <laughs> asking me about this now? Like, what, shouldn't you have been doing some shit like eight hours ago? I could be fucking yeah. drowning yeah. in the plane at the bottom of the fucking ocean. What the fuck did you not send someone for me for? <laughs> yeah. Why do I even have do? this shit? All that it would do is make you die with hope. (laughs) (laughs) You've got like your tracking beacon going on. And you're sitting in this, you've got like this air bubble in the plane where like these bodies are floating around. You're like, they're going to come. The technology, it's magic. And your (laughs) friends are at like a bar like, Dave's phone died on the plane. What a fucking idiot. And they're like drinking and laughing. And it's like, ah. It's the same way, like except on a more extreme example of car alarms. Never do I hear a car alarm and think, someone's losing their car, someone's stealing a car. I always think, some jackass hit the Left wrong button. Turn your alarm on. off. Yeah. <laughs> what are the point of those things? Do they actually, I wonder if they actually, like, anybody goes out to see what's going on. I bet if you've got, like, no offense, but old people, I bet, would look into that shit. Because they're, like, the people that are, like, I love the how he talks watchdogs. about old people and then worries that I'll be offended. Clearly, we know where I, where yeah, I, I stand. Know. I mean, if like, hey, no offense, Woody, I know you guys but, you know, like, senile people. Here. And the average age of, like, a conservative in the U.S. is, like, 85 years old. So in case you're audience, I don't want to offend anybody. But, um, yeah, the, all the Bill O'Reilly fans out there, you know. But, like, so you, you know, sponsored like. Sponsored by Preparation H. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apply directly to the uh, rectum, yeah. The, um, I, I bet that, like, the old people are the ones to check that out. The people that are super nosy about, like, every fucking thing in the neighborhood that have to walk out and see what's going yeah, on. Like Maybe it's for them. Who just yeah. want to be part of it, have their finger in every pie. Do you guys have fireworks going off uh, at your houses right now? We did, yeah. I can't tell if it's fireworks or just more run-of-the-mill gunfire. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where do you? What city do you live in? Chicago. St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis. Okay. It competes with Chicago. I don't know how you per capita. Per capita, we're winning. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a contest you want to win. You know, in that list of dangerous murder cities, you don't want to be hanging around with Honduran cities. 
No. That's not, that's not the group you want to be in. Taylor, are you going to buy a our, house? Our crime rate is bad in America, but if you compare us to a lot of third world cities, it's actually not yeah. quite as bad. Are you shopping you for houses? Compare us to Caracas, for example. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm looking for houses now. Uh, I'm, I'm still in like the fact-finding phase, mm -hmm. trying to figure out exactly what I'd like to do. So I don't know if I want to buy like a house straight up or if I'd like to buy a condo so that then I could live in that for a while. And then when I move out into a house, I could just keep the condo as like a passive income rental property. Mm -hmm. But And that also would allow me to not have to be as concerned with you know upkeep and whatnot, just pay the condo fee and, and do that. Because I'd really like to turn... You know, take advantage of the first-time home buyer thing, and also have that passive income later on, since it seems like a good, good idea. Yeah, we'll Plus, see. The condo, you might be able to get a location closer. I feel like you're. I don't know where you work and home is, but I feel like it's convenient, and that's why you live where you do. Yeah. Whereas if yeah, you were to buy like a house with a quarter acre of grass or something, then you might be further from work. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go further away from the city itself to buy, just because I don't trust. You know. The, the city area to not get way more dangerous in coming years because it just kind of has tended to trend downward. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I don't want to sink money into a house and then be like, oh, well, fuck, this was a terrible investment, you know, seven yeah. years down. Now we're Detroit. Houses yeah. are, there's a lot of conventional wisdom. Oh, as a joke, I looked up St. Louis and it's actually the 13th most violent city in the world. I did not know that. <laughs> um, so, no, you actually don't stack up well against like third world nations. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, you, don't, you actually lose there too. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of conventional wisdom about buying houses that's actually just so fucking wrong and so bad. I um, highly encourage you to look like really carefully into other types of financial vehicles for investments that are way better generally. Like most market investments will beat houses over the long term um, just due to the nature that a house requires a fuck ton of upkeep, a lot of expense. Um, if you're renting it, you have to have someone in there constantly. You know, one year of vacancy eats into so much of your margin. Uh, there's a lot of issues with houses. That, like, yeah, a lot of people will look at it like in a really one dimensional way. And yeah, whew, be careful with that. Yeah, well, I, that's why I'm not saying too much now i have not done my due diligence as of yet and this is such a huge purchasing decision yeah you know, i you need to be smart about it i mean i'm only 27 so i'm not too far behind the curve on it mm -hmm. uh, or really i feel like at in our generation now i'm not sure how old you are steve I, I, 30 29 right? 29 okay like so many people now are waiting like a decade after like traditional home buying marriage having kids all that shit like you seem you had a child early it mm -hmm. seems, but like even that, you know, 50 years ago, 40 years ago would have been totally on the mean, you would think for, you know, having the first kid at 22. It's just weird. It feels like I'm behind the, the curve, you know, well, that's like to the, what previous generations, like where they were in their life at this point. Yeah. That's like the Western thing. There's a lot of reasons for that. Um, liberation of women, uh, access to higher education or requirement for higher education. Right. It used to be that, you know, like I, I always get so pissed off when like baby boomers will say shit like, you know, well, when I was your age, I used to, I, you know, I put myself through school and paid for my whole family. It's like when you were your fucking age, you could do that shit on a high school fucking degree. Okay. Yeah. Like this shit is way more expensive now. You know, if you have a high school today, a high school degree today, you aren't shit. <laughs> like nobody yeah. gets their GED and celebrates it today. Like that's like your first fucking step towards getting a four year that maybe the four-year degree helps you depending on the field once you get like your portfolio bill and certifications like you can't even just get the four-year and get a job automatically like um the, mm -hmm. the barrier to entry for so much of life has grown so much and then as women work more too like if you're a woman you don't want to put your fucking life on hold to have a kid like no man would ever make that decision i'm 22 time to pause my career for two years like these are the most important career building years of your life you know so yeah there's like a lot of shit where people are pushing stuff back you know really really far whereas it used to be that like 18 19 even was kind of the norm sometimes for having children depending on what part of the country you're from I wonder what impact that'll yeah. have on the other side 
right? Like on the if you don't buy a house until you're 30, then you haven't paid it off until you're 60 in a lot of cases. And if you you know upgrade a house or two, you could be 70. Mm-hmm. Is that gonna uh. you know is retirement gonna look really slow? That's one of the reasons I had kids when I did. I was like, man, you know, it's gonna take like. 24 years from the time the last kid is born for me to like stop working. That was the thought process. And it's like, fuck, if I have my last kid at, you know, 32 or something, then 24 years later before I stop paying for their shit. If you could go back, would you do it any earlier or later? Uh, 16. (laughs) I'm pretty happy with the timing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, that's going to be even more stressful than doing the house buying is eventually having a kid. I know Kyle is staunchly in the no kids ever camp, but I do want children someday. And like, yeah. with just how high stress I am with certain things, like I can't imagine not spending twenty four seven worrying about the well being of my kid when you I'm tried not a directly puppy? in there. <laughs> I, it's not going to be the same. I can just go that's grab not... another puppy. You know? For some, for an interesting perspective on this, um, I was breaking in the process of breaking up with my girlfriend when I had my total fucking oops baby. Um, totally not, not anything. In Is the that what you plans. named her? The, no, <laughs> first it's a him. But um, him. I actually oh, yeah. wanted absolutely nothing to do with my kid. I figured she was going to do all the raising, I'd pay child support, whatever. I had zero fucking desire to do anything. I figured they were going to do everything. Um, I showed up. I didn't have any for first or middle name. I just didn't. It was whatever to me. And but I showed up for the delivery because I thought it would be cool to watch because I love watching that gory shit and a woman shitting herself <laughs> and having her vagina explode it seemed incredibly fucking entertaining to me. Um, but when he was born, I like 180 so fucking hard it was ridiculous. So now I'm like super involved in his life. And since that moment, like he spends like half his time here and everything so it's pretty crazy how it wasn't like that at all oh really yeah so i um i guess everyone told me that as soon as i saw my kid that i would instantly fall in love with her i my oldest is a girl and uh careful this is recorded you don't want oh it's been said before (laughs) yeah no that (laughs) i've been real honest about this from the get-go but they were Uh like yeah you know as soon as you lay eyes on her you'll you'll become a father and you'll adore and this and that and uh you know, like day one, she's born, and I'm just like poking her, like, do you do anything? Like, oh, damn. Yeah, like, like, I so see you're just gonna, oh, I see you poop and cry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you and I are getting off to a slow start. And um, by the time she was like 18 months, you know, we started thinking about another kid, and I was like, I don't know if I can love the next one this much. You know, like, I was oh, fully geez. bonded. I was like, man, like, oh. this other one's got some big shoes to fill. So it took me a while to warm up, that's all. Yeah, watching them grow up is so. I when your kid starts to get to the age where they don't want to give you like a hug anymore, and you're like, oh, why? You used to love giving me hugs. Like, why? Why don't you like to? You know, uh, yeah. See, that's something I've never even considered. Uh, yeah. When, I, when it comes to that point in life, you're like, oh, oh, this hurts so much more than I thought the it wor- would. The worst part is that now I have to reflect on my life as a child, as a son to my parents. And now I think back to every time my dad was like, hey, do you want to get off the computer? Just go on a ride with me to the fucking store or whatever. I'm like, no, fuck off, dad. I'm playing fucking games. Get out of here. <laughs> and now I look at my kid who's like five and I'm like, Nathan, like, or when he was five even, I'm like, Nathan, come give me a hug. And he's like, no, dad. And he runs away and I'm like, oh, you fucking piece of shit. Like, yeah. what the fuck? And yeah. yeah, and then I have to think back, ugh. I, I yeah. never had that phase ever. Like, like I still hug my dad. Oh. I, I don't get it. Well, 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 I'm sure there was that phase when you were like too cool for school, you know, like 14 no. or something. And, you know, you're going away for a camp or something. You don't want to hug them. Never. No, no way. Oh, well. Because you're yeah, always worried this will be the last but... time you see someone, right? Like, I've always got that thought with everyone, right? Like, like 
this might be the last time I ever see this person. I better let them know that I love them and I care about them and then give them a hug. This might be the last time. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's a pretty macabre way to think about every interaction. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's <laughs> a little that's dark. That's... And as we wrap up this podcast, Steve, I just want to let you know I love you. I care about you. <laughs> I, I wish nothing but the best for you. I hope you and your family remain safe. And <laughs> I don't know if you if you ever have this um, idea. This is actually something that angers me so much. Is that um, as you get older, there are so many pieces of like conventional wisdom that were so fucking right, and you wish you would have listened to them growing up. But if I could go back in time right now and talk to myself, I am 100% confident that there is fucking nothing that I can say to myself where I would have actually believed anything I would have said. Do you ever I don't know. If you met a time traveling version of yourself, you might listen up, right? I mm. still wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. Things like um, just like dumb shit, like try harder in high school to get a scholarship. Like I would listen to this as a kid and be like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. From the future, I'll make it work dude like like just like really dumb small pieces of advice like that like if i could go back to being the age like 18 like oh my fucking god with all the knowledge i have now even if i lost every fucking dollar i had if i could go back to being 18 and start over holy shit dude i've i've thought about this too but so my uh -huh. journey you don't know it was a was a bumpy one i got terrible grades i went to night school for like 12 years got all this education and worked a day job for a long time etc and i don't know that i have turned out as so well, if I hadn't taken the bumpy road here, you know, it, sure. it instilled a lot of work ethic in me and some values that uh, that still pay off till today. What I would like is if I could have just picked the stocks. There's some easy rides, you know, like well, yeah, by Microsoft in the way, like 80s. As soon as numbers, Cisco but... IPOs, jump on that one. Ride that one till 2001. Just get the fuck out. Eventually hop in Apple when they rehire Steve Jobs. That's really all you need to know. Like this, there's like four trades we're making here and we're billionaires. Sure. Yeah. But Woody, you would go back in time and be like, young Woody, it's not normal to get beaten with stiletto shoes and <laughs> ice scrapers. See, Woody was abused as a child. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's actually the way that I keep myself saying that what you just said is like, the way that I view it is I'm happy with the person I am now, and I have no idea how I would have turned out if I were to interchange any of the difficult times growing up in life, right? Because you learn, you you mature a lot if you survive what doesn't kill you makes you stronger right if you if you survive like traumatic events or bad experiences the experience that you get from that that you take with you is so fucking important and i think you learn from experience in ways that you just can't you know through third-hand information so i i totally agree with that sense i mean i bet if you tried to hit woody with a with a stiletto today he'd dodge that thing like fucking George something Bush out of, or whatever oh. yeah yeah oh <laughs> yeah. I guess like when reference. I saw George Bush dodge that shoe, I thought a little bit more of our My president. My father did too. <laughs> My father was like, he's pretty spry. Like, that guy's yeah. holding up well. Yeah. <laughs> really? And he laughed at it. All like, I thought I, I was how it. horrible our Secret Service was that they, he got to throw a second fucking shoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I love, I love his reaction to it too because, like, I feel like. And I'm just guessing here, but, like, maybe Bill Clinton would have had, like, a stern, like, angry and confused look. George Bush was amused. He was just like, hey, 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 tried to hit me, huh? <laughs> Too quick for you. A little bit of splash in this boring ass job. My dad was wrong. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> said it was fun. <laughs> I, I yeah. love that. What I, was bet, I bet there every was... president back to then could have dodged it, except for, I think, maybe H.W. would have been the past one that couldn't oh, and also nerdy. trump i don't think i don't know trump if reagan quick enough to dodge that shoe i don't know if reagan had the reaction times left to uh mm -hmm. to dodge a shoe especially once the uh, the alzheimer's had started to kick Can't in reagan the first for one sure. and then forget that the second one was coming <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah uh, yeah obama like is dodging even more than 
W. I think he's our most athletic president recently. Obama catches the shoe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and throws shoots it, it back. Yeah. <laughs> our most athletic president, though, Abe Lincoln, would have went out there and wrestled him into submission mm-hmm. with his weird 6'6", gangly you know, arms and an I immense strength. I wonder who strength. our most athletic president is. It oh, might it's be gotta Lincoln. be Lincoln, right? I, I guess. Look at how fat all the rest of those fucks are. <sighs> Strong point. Teddy Roosevelt, <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt was pretty stout. Most athletic president is Gerald Ford. Oh, yeah. Fucking, oh, he was a football, football player. player he played on two national championship uh, football teams at Michigan. But I want to know during his term who the most athletic president is. Uh, what kind of athletic tests are we going to be? Is this like the combine? Shoe dodging. <laughs> We've got a sample size of one. I, I do like the, the combine, you know, like a 40 and time. How many times they can bench base. press. <laughs> One thing, as much as I hate to fucking say it, because I fucking hate every aspect of Trump, more so than anybody on this podcast, I promise you, Trump is supposed to be a very good golfer. I'll say that much. He better be with all the golf courses he owns. <laughs> Imagine owning that many and sucking. I heard he I think that He's like one of the only like kind of amateur golfers that can run through the pro courses with like no handicaps or whatever. He's supposed to be like a, a pretty good golfer. Really? I, I didn't really? know. I, I, I there you go. I feel like I need another source on that because he cheats terribly. Ouch. I... I I need another source on this cheating. <laughs> can I can I point yeah, out right? for one second how crazy it is that like I and I, most of you can relate to this. I think actually, I don't know how old all of you are. Woody, you said you were forty-five. Yeah, forty-five. Okay. Wait, how old are the other two? Thirty-two. I'm, I'm twenty-seven. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So um. So even for Taylor, um, when you were a kid and you asked these questions, you were never gonna find the answer out, right? Mm-hmm. Before the internet came out, like. Who is the most athletic president? I don't even know where the fuck I would begin to look this yeah. shit up. I'd have to go to an encyclopedia. <laughs> like Encyclopedia Britannica? Like, and then start looking up all the presidents and comparing their... This would be like a chore. I love that I could just like Google this while I'm talking to you and like pull up a fucking list on the internet. I don't even need a computer to do it, actually. I do it on my fucking phone. That shit is, is insane great. to me. Like, back then, it'd be like, now France has more people than Germany. It's like, well, I guess we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> we either go into the library or it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it is neat. Something we take advantage of now. Well, yeah, I'm looking at the... So so this is obviously like in their lifetime, I think, not when they were president. But number one is Gerald Ford. Number two, Dwight Eisenhower. George H.W. Bush is number three. Reagan at four. Kennedy at five. George Wait, W. Wait, what's the rationale for H.W.? Because I would have pegged him way lower. Uh, he played first base for Yale in the 1940s and appeared in the first two College World Series as uh, and as vice president. He was temporarily in power uh, when Reagan had surgery. Uh, he spent a few of those eight hours playing tennis. On his 85th birthday, the elder Bush celebrated by skydiving. And his 90th. Apparently wait, Trump wait, is a good golfer. Wait, he on his 89th? 85th and 89th. 85th and 90th. 90th. Holy shit, okay. It's yeah. just a death wish at that point. Please! Take me, Lord! <laughs> shit! I, I, I saw he had a bunch of good scores in competition, which I think negates the cheating cause. Like, like you can't cheat in these televised charity things i think so apparently yeah trump is a pretty legit golfer steve is right there you go thank you yeah. hope there i get some go. credibility here some goddamn respect for my facts <laughs> on the fly <laughs> for these fucking fact checking me in the middle of my fucking i do it all the time yeah no i always do jamie I wonder, bring like, up how... the uh, bring up the list of uh, athletic uh, golfers young jamie. Jamie, jamie, <laughs> <laughs> i wonder how good lincoln actually was because apparently, and who knows with all the bloviating from you know 150 yeah. years ago, 160 mm-hmm. years ago, he would like stand up there and be like, 
Hear ye, hear ye, the strongest man in this audience, dare come face me. And then he's, I don't know why he's talking like that. And they come up and then they start fighting and apparently he would win every time. Like, he, he never would lose. How much of that is bullshit lore? He was supposed to be a super accomplished uh, wrestler and I watched a documentary recently uh, and I was shocked to see that he fought vampires. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a whole saga today. of his life I didn't know about. About, uh... The Revolutionary War. Mel Gibson was in it. I did not know that. God, he's aged well. He's aged well. Yeah. That That's movie interesting, so because cool. I would have imagined Mel Gibson would have been more likely to be in uh, World War II on the uh, German side. <laughs> based, on the thing that's based on the recordings of him, but interesting that he helped the Americans. Oh, okay. The funniest, the funniest recording in history are the Mel Gibson tapes when he screams at that woman, I wanted a blowjob before the jacuzzi. <laughs> and then it's like, because every man is like, fucking yeah, I totally get it. A promised blowjob gone undelivered is one of the most frustrating things on earth. Especially if you're supposed to get it before the jacuzzi. Thankfully today, you don't have to deal with those stresses because the auto blow too, or whatever, <laughs> can provide you with all of the uh, promised blowjobs you want. <laughs> They're yeah. up to the auto blow two plus now. Oh, shit. I just looked two, it up oh, no. recently. Are they like, are they Quieter fucking mode. like the, the Apple shit where they're like planned obsoletes? Like after two years, <laughs> the blowjobs start to suck. It's like it's moved into marriage mode and now it's just not quite <laughs> what it used to be anymore. After two, <laughs> like yeah, halfway through your blowjob, a virtual hand comes out to finish the job and you're like, oh God, like at least the cleanup's easier, I guess. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, they start to use teeth a little bit to make sure they use the other one. It's a lazy blowjob. <laughs> let's, uh, oh, let's listen to like two minutes of the Mel Gibson rant. I don't think we've, 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 we've like referenced it many times, but I don't think we've actually ever listened to any of it. I'm queued up at zero. Is there I'm any? I'm at zero. There's yeah, go for it whenever. Who's counting us down? Ready, set, play. Oh. Tell me that the message It's quiet right? at first. It's super quiet, isn't it? Lying to me about fake a tits. I've never heard. Yes, yes, you just did. You said they weren't. You fucking lied to me before. What? I didn't. I never said a, I never said anything of a kind. You never asked me. I never told you. Or maybe you asked me, but I never lied about this. Not a lie. Who cares? So they look ridiculous. Get rid of them, why don't you? Anyway, uh. That's not none of your fucking business. With it is, it is. It <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's just an appraisal. Keep it if you want. Look stupid. See if I give a fuck. You know, but they're too so stupid. Mad. They look stupid. They look like some Vegas bitch. They look like a Vegas whore. Mm -hmm. And you go around sashaying around in your tight clothes. <laughs> stuff. I don't stand for that anymore. I don't. I don't walk around. I don't walk. I don't walk around in tight clothes. I stay at home for you most of the time. Public and it's a fucking embarrassment to me. You look like a fucking bitch on heat. You get raped by a pack of niggers, it'll be your fault. Alright? <laughs> because you provoked it. You are provocatively dressed all the time. Oh. You're fake. Jesus. You feel you have to show off in tight outfits and tight pants and stuff. You see your pussy from behind. And that green thing today was enough. That's provocative. Okay? I'm telling you. I'm just telling you the truth. I don't like it. I don't want that woman. I don't want you. I don't believe you anymore. I don't trust you. I don't love you. I don't want you. Okay? 
Wow. Gold, Jerry. It's gold. It, there's so much of that. There's so much of that. that oh, that's one of the so best tidbits. content to get through. Yeah. Of, of she playing. is a cunt for recording that and then releasing it, by the way, because she, she she's totally setting him up. She's like, she's like all calm and collected. Oh, no, I'm not like that. Why would you say this? Okay, a little, but if your go-to reaction is to scream, if you dress like this, you're going to get raped by a pack of niggers or whatever. Like, <laughs> that, I mean, like, how much can you blame somebody for setting you up there if all it takes to get you there is to act calm on a phone going, like, ah. We never got to hear all the shit that was said before this that made her start recording. Maybe, we didn't get yeah. the, we get it, and we didn't see the outfit, frankly. Maybe. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe she would have gotten raped. I don't know. Like, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that now the Twitch now the Twitch attire makes more sense. I see what angle we're coming from here. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like I'm not gonna give you the house. You can stay there, but I'm not <laughs> giving it to you. <laughs> it's a Jesus. shame that he went on those crazy rants and uh, all the Jewish stuff because he's very good at making movies. Oh, he's the yeah, best. Like, he's good at that. He's a fantastic actor. Like watching part of the Patriot today when uh, Heath Ledger's character dies. And yeah. he's like, it's a level of distraught and sadness and like hopelessness that I've never seen another actor ca uh, capture in the way he does in that scene where the like shake, like it, it's heartbreak. Like, and yeah. then he had to go on a crazy voicemail and then wait 10 years before everybody in Hollywood's like, ah, right. Bring him <laughs> back. back. He didn't rape any women. And uh, even, I mean, even outside. You know, he doesn't of seem that bad anymore. You know? <laughs> Even outside of his acting, Apocalypto was a very interesting movie. Oh, it's Holy incredible. Shit. It's that, incredible. Yeah. I actually, yeah. when I saw it, I didn't know it was a Mel Gibson movie immediately, and I was told afterwards, and I thought I, I was being, like, memed on. I was like, oh, you know, yeah, that's funny Mel Gibson movie because he hates black people. Like, what's the joke or whatever? But, like, no, it's actually legitimately, like, produced and directed by Mel Gibson. I was like, holy shit. That's, like, mind-blowing to me. That's yeah. pretty versatile. Like, damn. It's the South Park thing where they're, like, trying to, like, find in that episode you know, the right storyline and ideas for Imagination Land. And mm -hmm. so they bring in Michael Bay, and they're like, you know, what's your, what are your ideas, Mr. Bay? And he's like, well, I'm an 18-wheeler. It spins out, and it goes, Row! and then there's a big pile of flame, and it goes, Row! and they, they finally bring in crazy-ass Mel Gibson, and he's tweaking his own nipples sitting there, and oh. he's crazy. But they go, say what you will about him. This son of a bitch knows story structure. Yes, yeah, like, yeah absolutely. Apocalypto is incredible. He only hired actors that spoke that old language that's a dead language now. Um, it's... It, yeah, it's very, very good. Um, I, I love Apocalypto. I watched this whole YouTube video about how it's in many ways a sequel to Passion of the Christ. Um, I can't remember all the details of it, but that was very interesting. And I don't know. I like Mel Gibson a lot. I saw Hacksaw Ridge last year and cried my eyes out. It was so good with James Garfield. James Garfield's the um, it's the true story of the World War II uh, soldier who was, um, oh, what's the thing? Um, when they um, object to the war or whatever, conscientious, conscientious, conscientious objector, um, but he wanted to serve and be a uh, medic, but, and, but he wouldn't take a rifle into battle. And he had to go through this whole process to be allowed to take the right to, to go into battle with no rifle. And uh, like, like he's, he saved so many of the men on the first, the first day of the battle is just horrific. One of the most horrific world war two battles I've ever seen since like saving private Ryan but he saves, he stays up on this cliff face and, and, and just saves like, I don't remember the number of men he saved, but let's, let's say 80 single-handedly, lowering them down the cliff face one by one in ropes. And the second day, his, uh, his commanding officer is like, I, I know you don't want to go back up there, but the men won't go without you. 
And so they're, they're all like at the base of the cliff looking at the, the, the rope ladder they've got to climb up. And the commanding officer, the, like the, the, the general, comes over the radio and he's like, why aren't you up that ladder? He's like, we're all waiting on the private set to pray for us. And like, who? And you look and like they're all waiting on like James Garfield's character to like read from his Bible and pray for them before they go back into battle. I, I'm just like, <laughs> they called him a coward and he was the bravest of them all. <laughs> it's so good. That movie is really, really touching and yeah. very exciting, too. Like, I, I even read that, and you never know with this war shit how much is true, how much isn't, because, like, I'm sure most, this seems pretty reputable. Like, I read even somewhere that, like, it was verified that he did something even more insane and risky to save someone, yeah, and man. they were like, that's literally unbelievable, no one will believe that, D- take it out. And then there's stuff like American Sniper, which is, like, literal propaganda. I don't know like, about I, like Kyle the though? sniper dude, that the fucking yeah. idiot that gave his friend a gun because he thought it would help him with his PTSD, and he like ended up killing both of them or some shit. Well, no, that uh, he was treating a guy who had PTSD. He was visiting with veterans who had PTSD, and they went to a shooting range, which uh, and, and the guy had some sort of morbid, sick fascination with Kyle and just murdered him on the range. Jesus, yeah. I was meaning more like the actual war story itself. Like the true part of that is he does have the record for the longest like confirmed kill. No, it's the I most kills. I think that's true, right? It's or, the most kills. Oh. Well, no, what was the huge long snipe that he had? That, like, that's not him. Oh, well, then it's even less <laughs> true than I <laughs> yeah, thought most of his kills. Most of his kills were around 100 meters. It was urban combat in Iraq. So it's, he's on a, a, a building top, and he's, 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 he's providing uh, overwatch for a, a, team of, uh, a team of guys who were going house to house and uh, moving through an area. And uh, he killed a lot of people. Have For longest seen... confirmed kill, you're thinking of American hero Mark Wahlberg from the movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> have you seen That's right. uh, Bob Generation Swagger. Kill? Have yeah, Generation have, Kill? Yeah. Now yeah. that I'm told is actually pretty true. I um I, I looked afterwards and you know I heard I saw that the reporter guy was embedded. He is the guy who told the story and sold it to HBO, and they talked about him. He talked about it afterwards, like how much of it was true. And it was a pretty accurate retelling of of what he saw when he was there. Of course, he did the normal thing where he combines a couple characters and do. You yeah, know, a fewer, yeah. but yeah. Uh, those things really happened, and it was it was pretty interesting. One of the things we were talking about with the conscientious objector, they looked at the minister, priest, you know, religious dude who came along with them as real baggage. You know, they were just like the fuck. Like push comes to shove, this reporter will pick up a gun, but that guy is just straight up baggage here. Taking, you know, we have to set up his tent, bring his food, you know, haul him around. He's. I thought that was interesting. Bradley Cooper played Chris Kyle in American Sniper. And, uh, you know, in Hollywood, they oftentimes have uh, these contract options where they can take uh, a payday up front or they can take a, a, a percentage of the, uh, you know, the gross. He, he bet on himself and took a percentage of the gross and made $50 million uh, from, from that one movie. Nice. Good yeah. For him. The way yeah. that I always view the worst stuff for the exceptional stories is like, you know, is it so incredibly fucking unlikely? Sure. But like those wars had so many fucking people involved that I'm sure exceptional shit happened. Absolutely. Like, yeah. like I've been yeah. on the paintball field and I've seen some ridiculous shit happen. Right. And it's like, holy shit. I, I'm glad this is a video. Nobody would even yeah. believe it. Like, Have like, you like, seen the absolutely insane footage? Three American soldiers. I want to say this was in Afghanistan um, or it might have been in Iraq, actually. But they go into the tunnel. And as there's a guy in the back, and I think they got in trouble for this footage getting released, but there's a guy in the back, and the front guy comes out, and you hear this ding. 
And he's like shocked for a second and a bullet like fucking whizzed off his fucking helmet. And then they all like back up and come through and the guy's like almost like shell shocked. Like, um, but yeah, like shit like that is fucking, have you seen that video? It was super popular. Yeah. I've seen one where there's a, there's a female sniper, um, shooting out of like a hole in like a, like a mud, like a mud wall or a brick wall. And like she, she gets down from the bucket she's standing on. And the moment she moves, it was like, it was like something out of PUBG. The mm-hmm. bullet hits right where her head was against the wall, and she's just like, <laughs> "Can you believe it?" She's oh, a cute thing wow. too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's a cute sniper. The bullet goes right where she was, and she laughs it off. And I, I have to wonder, like, I, I suspect someone more trained in psychology would be like, "Oh yeah, that's the Dunning hysterical response, or something like that." <laughs> like, it, like this is a phenomenon that's been Sounds recorded. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and yeah, she just she giggles about it, and I don't think it was like a total bravery thing. I think she just processed it weird. Yeah, well, like in those extreme circumstances, like people always everything in reality is so much different than movies. And you know this from watching like the like the uh, fucked up as it says like the crazy torture videos and shit. Like people generally aren't like screaming and writhing and all that shit. They're actually usually like eerily quiet and and somewhat still, and they kind of react to things. But you can tell that they're like so like in shock. Yep. They don't really process things like they're screaming so much in movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Man, this yeah. video is that's crazy. Do you yeah, want to like watch 18, this one it, together? Like, it, this... it pops. Yeah. It, you only have to watch like 30 seconds. But like, it pops as hell. It's like insane. Whole, like, this guy must be thinking he's so fucking lucky. Are this we guy ready? were a little taller. He'd be dead. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, zero. All right. Okay. Three, yep. two, one, play. What's up? See, now this one's loud enough. We need more military GoPro footage. That'd be interesting. <laughs> There's a subreddit for it. Mm-hmm. Combat footage. I think. Mm-hmm. You can see his helmet jostle. Yeah. I missed it. Kind of. Luckily, he had his level. It's the guy who's uh, second in line, not the first guy. Dude, you got shot. Oh, I did get shot. Yeah, I if he had a level one on, that would have been lights out. Holy Am shit, dude. My ears are fucking... Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah holy fuck where's the hole like i can't see it there there is no hole. It, it must have been like a like a bounced off because i saw a bunch of fucking nerds arguing ballistics or whatever but apparently a 762 round directly to the head would always penetrate his so people are saying it must have like uh zinged off but like if he wouldn't have had the helmet on his head would have fucking exploded it could have been far away too i don't i didn't really hear a gunshot in the video so like you know it's Roger, it, those things are decent. Oh, possibly way down yeah at 500 yards it's not going through the helmet Sure, uh, let me tell everyone about Smart Mouth, because bad breath is a gross, embarrassing problem that impacts everyone at some point in their lives. Fortunately, it isn't your fault. Smart Mouth Mouthwash knows that the real cause of bad breath, um, they know the real cause of bad breath and how just two rinses a day can solve it for good. But first, what is bad breath? Bad breath is a natural consequence of bacteria living in your mouth. Naturally occurring oral bacteria consume protein in your mouth and give off sulfur gas as waste. So when you smell that rotten egg bad breath odor, you're actually smelling sulfur gas. Using alcohol to kill the germs or trying to cover the odor with a minty mask won't solve the problem. To solve a real problem, you need real science. Smart Mouth uses a clinically proven patented two-liquid system. When poured, the clear sulfur-eliminating solution combines with the green zinc ion solution and activates. The activated zinc ions seek out and bind to bacteria in the mouth, stopping them from being able to consume protein or release sulfur gas for 12 hours per rinse. No sulfur, ga- sulfur gas means no bad breath. 
Find Smart Mouth in the oral health aisle at your local supermarket, pharmacy, grocery store, or online at Amazon. And now for a limited time, this is very important. Go, go, go. On over to smartmouth.com slash PKA and get a free $3 off coupon from any Smart Mouth rinse. That's smartmouth.com slash PKA to save. Smartmouth.com slash PKA. Yep. All three of us use this product every day. Our breath is fantastic. If you ever see us in public without asking, I encourage you to come put your nose directly into our mouths and you'll find it's fantastic. Yeah. Right. And if you guys are, if uh, I know, what is it? A hundred percent of our audience is male, which means you're trying to get laid. That's, <laughs> and so if you have shitty breath, you're not going to get that. So That's not sure accurate. you're covering all your bases. Yeah, I know it's not a hundred percent, 98. Yeah. A little more yeah. than that. <laughs> <laughs> a little more than that. What's, uh, what's your breakdown like, Steve? Like, uh. Probably, since it's a gaming content, StarCraft 2 mostly, right? Probably mostly. Oh, no. I used to play StarCraft a long time ago. Oh, you mean like oh, my wow. demographics? Oh, wow. We know a guy who yeah. represented the U.S. in the Star, for, with oh, StarCraft, in the StarCraft in the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wait, what was his name? Jordy Wings Jordan. of Redemption. Wings of Redemption? Yeah, yeah. J Squared. Is that, <laughs> is that the guy I think it is? Yeah, it's the guy you think it is. Big guy, lots of drama, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the guy, yeah. Okay. He represents, really? He, I didn't even remember he played StarCraft. Yeah. yeah, Not many people remember that. <laughs> um, interesting. Um, but yeah, I would say um, it's between video games and politics, like 95% of my audience is probably male. Yeah. What do you play now? Like, what are your big games you do? Um, a horrible game called League of Legends that no sane person should ever play. And then um, uh, I play another game called Path of Exile, which I kind of just mindlessly grind while we talk about whatever is going on today politically. Did you yeah. ever get into Call of Duty? Um, I'll, no, I shouldn't lie. Um, when, when I was when I was younger, I played on like the was it Modern Warfare Two? I think. Sure. What was the one that had the map? Um, is it called Rust? Yeah, that's Modern, Modern, Warfare Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, yeah, I played that one, and then they had like the airport level and shit. I was the yeah. guy. I was the guy who could get kills in two ways. <laughs> one was with the noob tube. And the second was if I died four times in a row and I had my martyrdom. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I was that guy. The only kills I had. My fucking one to four, one to five Maybe KDR. you didn't play enough to answer the follow-up. I was wondering how toxic League of Legends is, the community, compared to COD. So much fucking worse. Holy really? shit. Well, like, in COD, um, the, I, don't, I, I don't think there was, like, a serious, like, online ranking system in the Xbox Live days, was Not there? Not really. No. So, like, everybody that's playing is, like, playing for fun. And and in FPSs generally, you can kind of if you're really good, you can kind of carry the games on your own. In some. Um, even yeah, even in like similarly skilled brackets, like you can have rounds. At least in CS:GO, I know for sure this is true, and it's probably true in Modern Warfare too. Where if you're really good or you're you're like on fire, like you can take down like four or five dudes. Like you can be on fucking fire. Um, in League, that never happens. If somebody on your team has decided that you are going to lose the game, you are going to fucking lose the game, and you will be dragged kicking and screaming through 30 minutes of fucking hell watching this inbred piece of shit ruin your fucking 30 minutes of gameplay experience because they're fucking mad because their mommy didn't give them a hand job for the night or some shit and I don't even know the people that play this game are so upset all the time and it's fucking horrible do you just like it because it's like the game that most people want to watch um, I like it because like the the skill set that I developed was unfortunately an RTS like so overhead clicking moving so like mechanically I, I can enjoy the game for that aspect um, but then it's also like the, the community is obviously super alive and like playing there are some games where when people aren't raging it is an enjoyable experience but man there are so many miserable fucks that play that game and ranked it's ugh. 
if some if a new popular game type emerged that I could play, I would probably leave like pretty quickly. I hope that after the we're done with like the battle royale phase, I hope the next thing that comes isn't like another FPS esque game, but maybe like a tower defense or something that like my skill set will transfer over to. I don't know. RTS is my favorite, I guess genre. That's what yeah. it's called of games. Yeah. Uh, have you ever played the Total War? Any of those? I, I haven't, but I'm familiar with them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Kyle and I've been playing a lot of Total War Warhammer too. It's it's fun, but it's so detailed. Like you yeah. have to memorize so many unit stats, and it's like I don't have time for this. Like there do they have, there have to be a hundred different kinds of dwarves with slightly yeah, different right. stats I need to be able to sift through. And well, but, it's like that with MOBAs too. If you want to play League or Dota, the fucking knowledge ceiling of that game is so immensely fucking high to learn what all the champions or heroes do. Like it's really daunting to new players. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for games like Fortnite or PUBG, and I played PUBG for quite a while, I enjoyed that. Um, Fortnite, I don't like as much. I just don't like the building aspect to it. Um, Lame. Yeah. Oh well, I won't. I won't go as far as to say it's like objectively bad or lame or whatever. But like for me personally, I, I really don't like that aspect. Is it because of the skill set that it takes? Like it's. It, I'm told in mm-hmm. Fortnite it's really hard to be good because you have to be. You have to have like all your PUBG skills and then combine that with the building with skills the building simultaneously stuff. and just. Yeah, it's just, it's a different genre of game. It's it's interesting, but I prefer like PUBG to Fortnite like a million times over. And I really like PUBG, although I started to get a little burnt out after a few hundred hours in a game. But yeah. I don't play any of them. But the one that looks like it would appeal to me is um, Overwatch. I think what what is it called? The one with the, it's like cartoony. There was a controversy. It's Overwatch's Blizzard's game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one I like to watch. There's a lot of highlights of it on Reddit that look like a good time. Sure. Yeah, I play a ton of PUBG, and uh, I play uh, Total War with uh with taylor a good bit and uh civilization 5 still i uh i can't i can't resist that game i go back to that every now and then i get completely wrapped up and absorbed in it i hated civilization so much i'm not sure i played games since damn (laughs) it was that bad it's like the last guy you dated and you become a lesbian yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) i i I, you know it's not I, i there were times when i actually liked that game but i stopped liking it and i think what actually happened is i I, I had ran a Minecraft server for a while, and you just spend literally like fourteen to twenty hours a day doing something about the game. And uh, after a while, you, you put the mouse down, you're done. I've got twelve hundred hours of PUBG now. I just checked. That's so high. Wait, you got how yeah. many hours? Twelve hundred. Oh, okay. I've got about seven hundred. So, yeah, so I have fun with wow. that game. It just got a little bit too boring after a while. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot, but after some time, like, yeah. I, I would I probably when I play solo I'll usually play like six games or something like that but when we play squads it's really fun just to play with friends so we'll play squads for like eight hours at a time sure I try to do um I like to play for rank whenever I play a game that's always like the funnest thing for me is doing ladder but like I ran into this thing where it's like I would like go fucking if you if you play it try or you play it smart getting like top ten finishes is really easy like most of it if you're if you're really playing to survive you don't have to be a good shooter you can hide for a lot of it and like drift your way to the top ten pretty easily but like I'll do that for a few games and like maybe on the ladder you know there were times where I was like top hundred or whatever on the leaderboards but then it's like all right. I'm bored. It's time to school drop like 20 times in a row. And then I would get like top like 90 finishes like over yeah, yeah. and over again. Just like because you land a little later, somebody gets a shotgun and you get a pistol. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, inevitably with games, like I'll get sucked into a game and I'll start, I'll end up making contact with like whoever's the best at it on YouTube and uh, becoming friends with them. So that's always been cool. Like Filthy Robot uh, is a guy who makes, he's, he's objectively the best Civilization Five player and multiplayer in the world. Uh-huh. Uh, they they play a modded version of the game that's uh, that's specifically tuned for multiplayer play because regular Civ Five just is not, 
And, uh, and, you know, we've had him on this show multiple times, probably four or five or six times. And I've played with him a bunch of times. And uh, the same thing, I've reached out to the people who play Total War and stuff like that. So I get really wrapped up in these games and, and get, get just completely obsessed. And I, I was like that with Company of Heroes, too. Let me see how many hours I've gotten that, that silly game. Like I haven't played it in, in forever, but there was a time when I was really good. Did you ever play, like, Rust or Daisy? No, I played a little Daisy, mm-hmm. but I, I it was just so slow, and I, I didn't really, I, I wasn't, I couldn't find anything. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I played and, a little more than Kyle, but time. never got that much better. Like, it just seemed like Daisy took a tremendous amount of time to gather loot. Oh, yeah, Daisy was, you lived for, like, these two-minute adrenaline-packed experiences, but they were sandwiched between six to ten hours of running and doing nothing. Yeah, and I would have, because I was on YouTube, I had, Mm -hmm. you know, tour guides, people who were outstanding at the game, and, you know, we'd do what it took to have helicopters and strafe and kill and, like, the ultimate Daisy's experiences, and they would take, you know, six to twelve hours to put together, and then the helicopters, if you don't know, they run out of fuel super fast, so it doesn't last long. Seems like I never played that game, but from everyone I spoke to, there were just never enough resources to ever put together a fun kit. Paul, do you like, learn all right, from I've got, it? I've got four 357 rounds, and maybe in five hours I'll find a gun that yeah. can't use these. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got yeah. four 357 rounds and one 1911. Yeah. Yeah. More loot you... has made the game more fun. Like the new PUBG map, like it's loaded with loot it's just everywhere if you land at especially some of the hot spots it's just like if you land in one spot you can just spin 360 degrees and see five or six rifles you know full of ammo and helmets and just loot everywhere that that that's more fun for me yeah wait we for like the three three like 357 and shit are you talking daisy or did you have that experience playing PUBG? that's daisy well he, he hasn't played the game much but he's just okay, that, okay that's kind of like the general like conception of it and that was my experience when i played it was like i i played maybe 30 hours of it and i don't think i ever found a gun with the bullets yeah. that went to it and daisy they started to get real dumb about like realism shit like there is just there are some stuff just got a little bit dumb like i understand you want to be realistic but like i don't want to sit here and load individual fucking bullets into my magazine to put into my gut like at this point i'm just going to go down to the range like, like i don't want to fucking do this They're shit coming. Like, yeah like oh no dude this is not the realism oh, i'm, lo- I'm your working thumb for is cut infection sets in yeah <laughs> no. is there like a posture button where like if i moved too much like without supporting my lower back, I'm going to start developing chronic pain or some shit, and it's going to impact my mobility. Like this is not the game experience that I signed you know, up for. There's one game that's apparently going to go in the complete opposite direction as far as realism, and that's Scum. Have you watched any of the the preview uh, stuff for Scum? Mm-mm. Scum, you control. Like the premise is that you have a prisoner on this island who is your guy, and uh, you'll notice in the back of your prisoner, there's like an implant on the back of his skull that allows you to control him. And so in that regard, they go hyper-realistic, as if you are actually controlling a human being with your mouse and keyboard. And so if he gets wet, all of a sudden he can't perform as well. Like, like depending oh, on his physical, his physical makeup de- determines how he operates at, a, at any number of physical activities. His clothing layers de- determine how uh, rain or getting in water will affect him. He can get sick. He can get, like, soggied. Like, like uh, it's, it's, it's insane. Um, I just... They, they came up with a really interesting mechanic that I that I do like though. Like I, I play first person mode when I play PUBG because I hate the the, the corner peeking, the free information that you gain from third person mode. Mm-hmm. In scum third person mode, 
if you're standing behind the wall and you've got that free information out there, if there's a guy standing there, he'll be invisible on your screen unless you physically peek out there. You won't be able to see him. I looked up a YouTube video real quick and all I see is like a video that's brought up and there's like five different monitors where I see like O2 levels, heartbeat, like <laughs> this is way too yeah. much for me. Body temperature, fuck that shit. Yeah, it's too much. I, I mean, it's I don't, it's not even out yet, but I'm already like, ah, that, that's, that's too much for me to keep up with. I don't even like, uh, like I, I play hardcore mode when I play Fallout. Uh, you know, I've got to drink and eat water and stuff, and I usually install a mod, so I've got to sleep and do all that stuff regularly. But still, like, I, I don't want to be worrying about getting wet. You voluntarily install that mod? Like, you want to have to eat and sleep and stuff? I use sounds... a more extreme version of that mod so that, um, you know, the, the food will rot if it, it doesn't last forever. The food gives less uh, HP and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I like that. Hmm. I like it's funny to me that, like, gamers will go through all this shit to like install this stuff to do like this crazy like busybody work but like when people get older they can't monitor their blood sugar appropriately for like their insulin shots <laughs> it's like, that's very interesting to me yeah maybe I, the next generation will do it a lot better maybe yeah, yeah to like like when i first learned how to mod fallout 4 it must have taken because i play an ultra wide i had to i had to go in and alter all the ini files and 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 mod the game to even run in ultra wide i had to make sure that the the, the ui was going to fit and everything and it was like hours and hours over the course of days to like get all the mods installed correctly and if you made one mistake you couldn't tell which mod was the mistake and and yeah it's, it's an ordeal but it's totally worth it so fun i feel like i knew a lot of people that did that with skyrim where they would spend like 52 hours getting these mods installed to make them playable but they would only play the game for like 30 minutes and they'd be happy that they got it all working and then they would just quit <laughs> Yeah, it's easy yeah. to do that. Um, I, I, I have tried a few times to get New Vegas modded the way I want it, and I've given up three times now after putting maybe two or three hours of attempts into it. I'll, I'll try again eventually, but New Vegas for some reason has been extra annoying to, to, to mod, um, much more so than 4 was. Do you ever just play it vanilla? Nah, that's no fun. No, it's... No, no. Vanilla. I mean, I have. I've beaten, I've beaten all the Fallouts in vanilla, but, but like on console like if i'm gonna play on a pc like, like i might as well there's no re like, like fallout new vegas only takes advantage of two uh gigs of ram um to, you know there's a mod to make it run on four there's an anti-stutter mod there's uh there's nvsc the new vegas script extender like there's there's so much stuff that you just like if you're not taking advantage of it you're really missing out did you see the recent Bethesda story that was like um the, the most Bethesda thing ever to have been posted and it was something yep. where like yeah I guess like some company copied their software and Bethesda knew it because they had bugs in their game that was exactly the same as the bugs in the Bethesda version. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to make a new Skyrim or a new Elder Scrolls instead just of just revamping it. it. They just teased was the uh, Elder Scrolls 6. Um, uh, they did I played the it. shit out of Skyrim and I don't want to go back to Skyrim. Like, I don't either. Yeah. How do you play the shit? I played Skyrim. I went straight through the main quest. I, I know, Kyle. Why would you fucking do anything else? Because what? it's fun. It's fun to like build your character, and then you like go join the Assassins Guild or whatever, and you like it's you make mutually like exclusive decisions. Oh, it's not like, like I, a I would puzzle. play differently. Like sometimes I would go and I would be like, "All right, I'm gonna tear through this middle campaign and do all of it, and then I'll filter back and do all the side ones." And then other times I'd be like, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna play every side quest I can, and then go through the main quest as just like a powerhouse god." Who's yeah, like, like leveled up so much, and then of course you can go through and be like, all right, I'm gonna play two-handed orc, or oh, that was too <laughs> easy. I'm gonna play, you know, a dark elf wizard. 
So there was so much variation just in the character you picked. Those those RPGs aren't like a jigsaw puzzle that you're trying to complete and then be like, oh, now I'm done. No need to ever go back to this. That's not it at all. That, that's 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 not the idea at all. Like, I I've played so much Skyrim and Oblivion, um, the and Fallout, and and they're all very similar in the regard that like. You play it over and over and do a different thing. It's a different character. I couldn't and there's... give a fuck. Like after I've beaten that game, it's like watching a mediocre movie the second time. Like yeah, I, but you wouldn't want to go and play a different character because you'd have to adapt every single strategy like differently. Like every fight would be different if you played the first time through as a wizard, and then you decide I'm going to do a single arm and shield build. I couldn't even tell you what I played through as. I played through as a dude. And and as I went through, I got more powers, and he'd say Uraka or something like that, and, and <laughs> yeah, and and I would be able to like, oh, now I can fucking yell at things, and and everything would go fine, and then I beat it, and uh, what difficult did you play on though? Probably the default. I mean, I was live streaming; I wasn't trying to do anything. Yeah. insane. It needs to be challenging. Uh, I, I think I think games like that need to be challenging, or they get it, 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 they're no fun at all if if you don't die pretty like, regularly. When I play Borderlands. I do enough side quests because if you just go right down the middle, your character's not powerful enough and it's pretty yeah. much impossible to, to beat Borderlands without side quests. And how many of them I do depends on like how much I'm struggling in the main one. That's Yeah, I I would love them to make a new Borderlands, like a full length game. I, I had so much fun playing that with friends. Yeah, it's I, okay. The first Borderlands I loved. I played it a lot. And then each one I don't know if the games got worse or maybe they just weren't different enough for me, but I, by the last one, I didn't really like it anymore. Yeah, the last one felt lazy. Like it wasn't, it didn't even feel like a full game. Uh, yeah, it was pretty lame. I was, when we got to the end of it, I was like, oh, that, so it, it's over? Thank you. All right, yeah. then. Yeah, Good. yeah. Oh, it's over? Good. Good. I was hoping it would end any second. Yeah, I, oh, that, that was just as my character was getting fun. <laughs> like just I, as he's learning all the, the fun shit you want. I haven't played the over. most recent Bioshock, the one that's in the air. And sometimes I think Bioshock about that. Infinite. Yeah, Infinite. Yeah, it it wasn't as good as the the two previous titles. Oh, it, it made for it some good, good cosplay reviews. though. <laughs> yeah, all games, all those big games are gonna get good reviews. They're they're mm. fucking the, 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 those aren't real reviews. They're paying those people off. I think Bioshock Infinite was okay. I like that one compared to the second one. I thought it was okay. I liked it because it was really colorful. The palette was so cool, and a lot of games are very fucking dull in terms of colors. So, yeah, that that was definitely one of its shining points. Like the sky was beautiful. Like, like the the outside world was beautiful, um, but but they made it seem like you're always gonna be like Batman, like riding along on that like hook monorail. Oh yeah, thing. those are pretty on rails. Like a lot of that was pretty kind of scripted almost. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah. The thing I, that I, I like, the thing that I like the most about the Bioshock Infinite environment that I I hated in Bioshock One and Two, and I actually get this a lot. I actually really don't like this a lot in a lot of games, Dark Souls included, um, some Bethesda games included as well. I don't like to feel like an archaeologist when I play games. If I walk through, oh, uh, Metro 2033 does as well. I don't want to walk through a game and, and listen to audio logs of what happened in the past and piece together like the fucking story. I want to totally live agree. the story. And in Bioshock 1 and 2, it felt like I was walking into a world where um, Rapture had already had its big upheaval and, mm -hmm. I, and I'm not part of that. I don't get to live that at all. Like I see some monsters and some guy that does plays or whatever and I listen to audio logs of all the shit that did happen, but it's like, well, I want to live that. And in Bioshock Infinite, I liked that you were actually in the middle of a vibrant city with a lot of people. And I was like, oh, cool. I feel like I'm actually there when the story is happening. It's not like Dark Souls or a, a Metro game where like I have to pick up audio logs to figure out what cool shit happened in the past. Like I would rather play that game, like the prequel when shit's going down, you know? Yeah, I, I the only one of those I liked was uh, the Dead Space series because it was like almost you had to 
be playing after it all happened. Otherwise, sure. you wouldn't be that guy. You know, I love Dead and, Space so much. The first two are excellent. The third one sucks. Um, never even the, played the third. Oh, it's terrible. It's it, it's real garbage. Uh, but did the you, first two are excellent. Did you play the new Doom? Is that the one we played together? Yeah, I liked the third it. one. That is the one we played together. Yeah. Um, Doom Doom is a lot of fun. I, I love uh, that new Doom. Oh my god, that game was so so fast paced. Awesome. I actually, I would give it a 2 out of 10 because of how fucking short the game was. I wanted the game length to be twice as much. I had so much fucking fun playing that game. It was so cool. Holy shit. I played it on console. I've been meaning to play what it on my new PC. What game are we PC. talking about? Doom. Doom. Oh. Yeah, the new Doom. It's, uh, it's very good. I don't know good. if I played the new Doom. I played yeah. old school Doom. That was revolutionary at the time. Oh, no. Hey. You, you gotta play the new Doom. The new Doom is like a first-person shooter, with, and it's so fast. Your character it's moves... It's like almost Quake. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. So mm. smooth. Yeah. Your character moves super-duper fast, and it feels like... It, it, it's a bit of a cliche, but it, it doesn't feel like you're locked uh, in, a, in a world with a bunch of demon, demonic monsters. It feels like a bunch of demonic monsters are locked in with you. Yeah. They are... They, they, they're going to get their shit pushed in like nine times out of ten. Like, like there's just hordes of them will come. And then like the big bad monsters are always really impressive character models. Um, just blood and gore and guts and is shit. Is it on PC? Yeah, it is. And it runs really well on PC. It hmm. looks fabulous. And, it, and it, it is nowhere near as taxing as you would expect it to be. If you've got like a decent rig, you can run it at respectable settings. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, I, uh, I I've been meaning to play it on PC. Like I said, I played it on Xbox One, and, and I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll have to play something again. I wish I liked video games as much as I used to. Really? Like, I, I just know why don't you? Can't I don't know. Like I right? just can't get into it as much. Like I'm with you. I just no, don't yeah. open that book for some reason. Like it's not that I have a negative feelings around neg- video games or like I, I think that bad people play them or because when I played games a lot, the people who didn't like them were looking down their nose like at all that wasted time. You know, you could be doing something else. It's like fuck off. You watch 15 hours of TV a week and you're telling me I can't play a game? Suck a dick, right? So I'm not that guy yeah. saying like I can't believe you you play games and I'm just. Like, I don't know. Some, I just never double-click on that icon. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, it's, like, it's really scary because you don't know if it's like, our game is getting worse or am I just kind of getting old? Yeah, that's like a really kind of uncomfortable feeling. I, I hear you. <laughs> I, I don't think sure it's, it's about my age. age. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's age. That I've, 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 my interest has passed from things before. You know, I, I haven't done any woodworking in quite some time. I don't think it's because I got old. I think it just... The way I'm wired, I kind of transfer from thing to thing. Sure. Yeah, you just join different hobbies and whatnot. Yeah, I will I mean, say, I'm having fun right now playing Total War Warhammer 2. Kyle and I have been playing quite a bit of that. But, like, I go in such spurts with gaming where, like, I'll be super into it for, like, two months. And then for ten months, I won't play anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas I used to play all the time. One thing that I don't like in terms of RPGs and... um I've complained about this a lot in the past, and it sounds like I think Woody is on the same page, and the other two of you I don't think won't be. I really detest the shift to open-world games. Um, I really appreciated a, an RPG that was very much linear and on rails with a set main character with a set story, and then with characters that were close to that character that kind of grew and developed around it. So like a Final Fantasy-esque game. Um, I get really bored playing the open-world games where like the main character never talks and is like a blank slate for you to project your own personality onto. That shift has kind of hurt my experience and enjoyment with a lot of RPGs. Like the new Nier game that came out, Nier Automata, I really enjoyed that one again. And it made me feel like maybe I still do like 
Twilight games, but like every time another game comes out where the main character never talks, has no personality, and is like a blank slate, that that kind of hurts me a little bit. I think. Yeah, I'm the opposite. Like Fallout New Vegas is my favorite Fallout, and I I, I really disliked in Fallout Four where they they try to assign you like a character. Like you're 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 either like um, an ex soldier and father and husband or your um i don't remember what the wife's occupation was but you're or you're that guy's wife and you're one or the other and and so it, it kind of doesn't make sense if you want to be like a ruthless evil motherfucker and just just go on a rampage everywhere you go it's like well what happened to that old guy who seemed like a nice fella and sure. i like uh, i like new vegas where you're just you're the courier you know are you excited for fallout 76 is that something I'm upset. you're looking forward to? I, i'm 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 upset <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna play it with my friends. But I predict we it'll be like um, Sea of Thieves, where we played it a lot for two weeks, and then we we're like, well, let's never play this again. Oof, Sea of Thieves. There's a name I haven't heard. Right. <laughs> In Fuck a while. That game. Uh, that's the only game I've ever purchased. My, I have a gigantic Steam library with, with a couple hundred games or something like that, maybe more. Mm-hmm. I I'm happy with all of my purchases, every single one of them. I've bought so, so many Xbox and PlayStation games over the years. Never been disappointed with a purchase once. I always felt like even if I just played the the, the campaign, you know, and it was a 12-hour campaign and I beat it, I was like, ah, that was worth 60 bucks. That was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves, I feel ripped off. Like, see, it's the only game I've ever played where I felt ripped off. Damn. Just garbage. Just fucking garbage. And it's such a cool concept. And they've got so much going for them. Like the water in that game is incredible. The the, the water looks beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the mechanics for sailing the ship, really. That's fucking the fastest cool. you ever went into and out of a game. Was yeah. that? Is you went from one week, like I think it was literally one or two week span of like, oh, I've been playing this chiz. It's a lot of fun. You should get it. To like, eh, ever, no, not never again. You can only ride around in the open sea talking to each other in pirate accents for so long before it becomes <laughs> tiresome. Yeah, <laughs> and and like I wanted to grief. Like I wanted a PVP for reals. Like if I if I if I sail my for ship reals? and operate like in real life, like fight. Yes, people? I wanted to for go reals, out. Woody. I wanted to go <laughs> out to Somalia. San Francisco Bay and and kill some 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 yuppies. Mm. No, but I I wanted to play fucking PVP and I wanted to, when I sink your ba- your fucking ship and I take your crates away, your chests away. I wanted to mean something. I don't want you to just respawn with everything you started with right over there on that island, like. 30 seconds later like like you've lost nothing and i've gained nothing even Wait, though does that I actually out- happen yeah i thought you lost like all your treasure or some shit if you died is that the treasure is really- worthless the treasure yeah, what are you gonna spend it on even if if, if you somehow mined that game for a ten thousand hours and got all the treasure that there could even be all you could get was like a new sail for your boat oh well that sucks <laughs> i thought the game was like guns like is any the of the survival sailing? games, where when you die, it sucks a lot, and you restart with just like your pistol, and that's it, nah. or something. No, nah, when you when you when, when you sunk, you were just like ah, shucks. It wasn't even as bad as in pub like PUBG. It's like ah, we lost. Click, start a new game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, only if you're like down to the top two teams or something like that, like a one v one or something. And you're like ah, oh, fuck, I can't believe I should have I should have peeked left and then faked. I should have used my sniper. I should have thrown a grenade. All right, let's get another one going and see if these sure. is like oh, they got us. Well, let's try again. It'd be yeah. more fun if they used Steve's idea of make it like Somali pirates. I play where that game. It's, a, it's a modern day, you know, <laughs> you're Ubuntu and you're trying to collect enough, you know, treasure for that, you know, HIV medication. Or, or, <laughs> Press uh, B food, to ransom the white water. Man. Yeah, <laughs> there's like, a, you know, a Sandals Cruise like liner going by. So you have to accost them. 
you know, but then there's a, you know, what's a rich cruise liner? I don't know. I've never been on a cruise. You have to you know, prioritize Disney. Sure. You have to, this is a better idea. <laughs> and you get guns, but you'd be in a Look shit boat. Yeah, there's a there's a new pirate game that was teased at E3. I don't recall. It was like Thunder on the Waves. I don't know. I don't recall what the name was, but it, it uses, I think, the same mechanics as um, that that Assassin's Creed pirate game. Uh, and I think it's going to be pretty cool. I, I love the concept of a pirate game where you are a pirate and you do piracy. But I hate the idea of it being a sailing simulator, which is what it turned out to be. Yeah. And like, 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 I hate all those games that are name a thing simulator. It's like, like, if I want to drive a truck, I'll drive a truck. Like, yeah. like, you know. And I wouldn't want you. I wouldn't want to be like the just pirates who like were doing it for the family. Like, no, you want. I want to try and be an evil pirate. Like, yeah. you're going to be the most dastardly, devious, you know, one-eyed fuck on the seas. Everybody's scared of the, you know Kyle the treacherous or whatever the hell. The simulator games. I haven't played them, but they caught my attention. Like, there must be something fun about Farming Simulator, because that game caught on, right? It's people, yeah, yeah. For someone who's never driven a tractor before, you and I have driven a tractor, there's no reason we'd ever enjoy playing the video game of, of driving the tractor. I just can't see it. I want to play I the Flight Simulator games. There's a, a series of videos you've probably seen him where the guy, like, works the control tower, and he's, like, landing people. But everyone's yeah, completely he, incompetent, and you know they're like, "Why, why do we have a seven forty seven crashing into a like paramotor?" <laughs> and, you know they're they're going the wrong way. And he's taking it very seriously. He's like using the correct like. Um, it's like, almost like, like that. Who's the guy he advertised in here once? Like Stone Temple something. Uh, Wait, is this the Mountain? Battlefield? The Stone Battlefield Mountain. Four guy? Yeah. And so it's not the Battlefield Four guy, but he's like him, kind of for okay, a flight I'm simulator. Thinking... Stone There's Mountain. like a guy that plays like Battlefield 4 that like does like the real call. I don't know if he's got a military background or like Milsim, but yeah, it does like the call outs and everything for like super hardcore. Is he doing it like tongue in cheek? Yeah. Like, well, it's like it's like as a joke, but he's like it's like he's doing it like really. He really is doing it ever. So it's, it's funny the juxtaposition of him taking it super seriously with like the nine year olds that are like, I want to fuck your mom or whatever. That is it's just really funny listening to it, it, he, he does it funny too because at one point like he'll be like, What? All right, boys. T minus five minutes <laughs> before dinner time. We've got to wrap this thing up before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Um, I wish I would put the effort to get into it. You know, the most fun gaming experience looks right now, or something that looks like it would be so much fucking fun, are those groups of people. They're, they're, and a couple of them are big on YouTube. I think there's like one or two guys that are really big. They play like Arma 3, like in that Milsim style, and they're really fucking hardcore into it. But like every single person in the group is really hardcore into it. Do any yeah. of you guys have any experience playing with those groups of people or? No, no they I, I've watched videos of it. No. Yeah, they, I don't think they want me either. Uh, I've watched people play Squads. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that game, but it's a hardcore yeah, Milsim yeah. game. And, and mm. I watch those videos, and those guys, they'll have like teams of 30 or something, and everybody seemingly is taking it seriously. Like Every I get the impression... Person, yeah. I get the impression that they're all like active military or something like they that. They must be, yeah. But it's like it sounds like so much fun to listen to. Like it's got to be like a fucking blast to like be a part of like a group that that's that serious where everybody's on that level. Yeah, when they communicate, like you get the chirp of a radio coming on and stuff like that. And they, yeah. I, I watched this video where like it's like the Marines have to storm over this bridge. There's like a river separating two towns. The Marines are in one, and like the the Taliban or whoever is in the other one. And, they, and the idea is to get over to the other side and, like, take them out. And they had this incredibly well-coordinated thing where, like, trucks storm across the bridge taking fire and, and, like, smoke grenades are popped and guys are crawling and they slowly and meticulously take the town. And, 
and mm-hmm. move from building to building, wiping everyone out. And there's like commanding officers that have to be protected by one side, but eliminated by the other. And it, it seemed like way too much for me. I, I, I like PUBG where me and my three friends are just, you know, stalking through the woods, sniping people out and stuff. Sure. Yeah, those people get pretty hardcore into that into that stuff. I, I could understand it though. Like like I usually honestly if I started playing it, I would I would eventually get to that point where it's like, yeah, you guys are fucking too casual for me. I'm gonna go play with a, with H Squad. They're they're fucking legit over there. I, they call me the Raven. <laughs> <laughs> the Raven. Uh, I would I would gravitate toward that eventually, I guess. Because I always do when I get into something. I start casual and then get intermediate and then by the end of it I'm playing super hardcore. There's yeah. only nine minutes left, and I want to touch the third rail. Like, Steve, what do you think of the whole separating families at the border thing? Oh, man. Wow, <laughs> we're pretty late into this. Um, I don't know. I thought it was funny that That's Trump said minutes. that he couldn't do anything about it and complained about it, and then two days of bad pet press coverage. Somehow he made that shit go away real fast. Yeah? yeah he handled it like a complete idiot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which he I'm, seems to do that a lot. Yeah. I'm shocked that he would deviate from the truth. <laughs> oh, really? <Huh? laughs> yeah. Being dishonest about something? The guy that said three million illegals voted in our election and then disbanded the organization that he put together to track that? Or... Hey, you didn't prove they didn't. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Did, oh, God, Trump lies about it. So, did you see the video of the letter that he read where he was bragging about how amazing the letter was from North Korea? And then at the end of the video, like six minutes later, he's like, I haven't read it yet. It was like, like a costume oh, letter. It was like extra large and everything it was like he is a, an expert at shooting himself in the foot over but it and doesn't over matter his fans don't care they they worship the ground like anything this guy says and like he's in this perfect position where if he says a lie it's just to trigger the libs and so like it's it's fine if he's lying he's doing it to like to trigger the right people and that's what makes it epic or whatever and it's like okay well you've like you have a paradigm where literally nothing he says is ever wrong because if it is wrong he's doing it just to be funny so like when he says he had like a landslide election win which is patently not true we can very easily look up the numbers like it's just an epic troll for the libs you know it's just like uh yeah there's a lot of shit like that it makes me really uncomfortable that he can just tell like, kind of like flat out lies i think yeah it seems like as the nation gets more divided it's almost like a sports team i, I used to root for the philadelphia flyers and still mm-hmm. do sometimes. And they had this guy, Eric Lindros, who was chippy, right? He played strong. Mm-hmm. He finished his checks. We all loved him. Every other team hated him, right? He broke Jeremy Roenick's jaw. He smashed Everybody his... liked that because <laughs> he was a prick. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just like, yeah, but if he's on your team, you love the guy. You like your own yeah. dirty players. And somehow that circles back to Trump in my mind where, yeah, he do or say anything. And people just and root people... for him. Yeah, on yep. both sides changing their positions, like as he says them, yeah. where it's like all these, you know, for an example on the right, people being like, you know, free trade, free trade, this is so important, free trade, and then he's like, that's a terrible idea, these are awful deals, the worst deals, and then suddenly everybody's like, yeah, yeah, terrible deals, read it, make steel and aluminum expensive as fuck, like it's. One of the most insane things to me was like listening to my mom, who when I grew up, I was a diehard conservative. And my parents are still diehard conservative, ride or die fucking um, bleed red conservatives. And I remember they bleed growing red, up, do they? they bleed red. <laughs> well, technically, you're blood when you bleed and it gets deoxygenated. It's kind of a darkish color. I don't know. But like, um, but so like my mom, I remember listening to her like as, as a kid, she would like cry 
telling me like um, what Bill Clinton did was one of the worst things ever. It's not about lying under oath or any of that shit. It's just the way that he treats women. Mm. That rolls down, Stevie, from the top. You don't understand because my mom was in the Air Force. And she's like, when the president, when the when the commander in chief is allowed to treat women that way, my commander, my commanding officer, my fellow uh, uh, Air Force men, like everybody's going to do the same to me. And it's like, it's ridiculous. And then listening to her defend Trump, like the grab him by the pussy shit. She's like, that's just locker room talk, Stevie. All boys talk that way. And it's like, oh, it's strange. Like you have such a different tone. Like I wish I could have another world where Obama said that. And I could listen to the fucking outrage of the Republicans that get mad when he like asks for Dijon mustard or wears like a tan suit. I wish <laughs> I could hear the world where Trump is saying his, or where, where Obama is saying that his daughter is very attractive and that I think he would consider fucking her. I think that was something that Trump said or in, in like a dating kind her. of lighter words. Yeah. Oh, dating her. Okay. Like on Howard Stern's show um, where, where he could have like multiple wives or not multiple wives, but like be divorced. Like not to play the race card, but I'm pretty sure that if Obama would have come in as a black man with a divorced fucking family and then brought in like a wife overseas and shit you would have definitely heard republicans harp on their fucking family value shit um twice yeah, divorced like, right five kids yeah. three wives if if obama would have fucking fucked a porn star <laughs> and then paid to cover it up oh that would have been great God. the only the only thing that like makes that different for the populace is that people knew trump was like this going in like it would be much more shocking to see someone like obama doing that because i don't think most people peg him as the kind of guy who would sure. do that but if Obama was running and people knew that, I think it would be a big deal. Like, look at look at how you get the Republicans crying today where Trump is like, I can't do my job when people are mean to me. And Trump was one of the guy that led the fucking movements that that uh, asserted that Obama was born in fucking Kenya. Right. The birther movement like that was yeah. mostly also, Trump. I don't, I don't think he can complain about the name calling or meanness when like. Every one of his like very lion like, Ted, very like yeah lion Ted little Cruz, Rubio like those things stuck and so for that reason like it was very good you know yeah branding I guess to brand someone else as that to win but mm -hmm. then to turn around and play the you know now you got to be cool part. to me like it's it, it doesn't wash you talked about the hypocrisy my parents yeah. are on that hardcore I would stack them up oh, against shit. yours they uh so, so like you said when Clinton was in office oh my god he's our nation's moral leader it's disgracing the oval office the oral office they they went bonkers yeah. on it my mom <laughs> said that for the the punishment of cheating he should be killed she thought they should murder or, or, traditional you know, conservative values yeah. capital killed? punishment capital punishment on Bill Clinton right and he should be beaten to death with a shoe. <laughs> right? That that was her stance on this thing. And then uh, you know, W comes along, but you know, with Trump, they actually they say that he got saved either during the election or just prior to it. So all the things he did prior to that don't count. You know, and, and you know, hey, look, I this is my parents talking. We got saved late in life. So we understand what it's like and all the things you did before you got saved, you know, they're they're in a whole other category. They, they what kind makes of don't them think count. That he got saved all of a sudden. Oh, because, because he won the election and he has an R next to his name. Because he's doing the wonderful things now that he's in office. Better than they ever hoped he would do. That's where Remember they stand. When and, and oh, the, my favorite of all is my mom has suggested that Michelle Obama is a transvestite or oh, yeah. straight up an actual man. An actual well, man. That's what she... I mean, I just don't. Why, what would make you think? I don't know I where like the even children came from in this don't scenario. Think that he is a Christian, like, or they, if he, I'm sure he would say he's a Christian. Like, I bet he does. Trump, but, yeah, like, I think so. Do you really think he's going to, you know, do you really think he's an actual Christian, or is that just a political, you know, two third? According to polls, like, um, two thirds of Trump supporters believe that Obama is a Muslim. 
I mean, oh, no, no, that, that's fun, because he's both a Muslim and Jeremiah Wright, his Christian pastor, is the worst person of all time. Uh, like you got to you got to pick what you dislike. It's, it's insane. More likely he's a Christian How? with a crazy pastor than a secret Muslim. <laughs> People will dig so hard for these comments on like, uh, well, one time um, there's a videotape of Obama and he whispers to a Russian politician. Um, you're like, I can't talk about this much. I'll have more flexibility after the election. That was uh, one Obama thing. And Republicans turn this into a huge thing. OK. And then you get Trump who has. Paul Manafort as his campaign head for like what, like six months, like 159 days or some shit. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, it happens, you know? And it's like, if this was a Democrat, you would lose your fucking mind. Like, Republicans unironically believe that Hillary Clinton takes children to the basement with Anthony Weiner's like ex wife and rapes them in like a pizza place. And like, oh, and it's all off of like two words in a fucking email where it's like, oh, well, this here is actually uh, hyper coded language for child rapists. And it's like, okay. Kyle well, and Taylor made that argument on this show. They'll deny it now, but they said it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. You're, you're so, <laughs> they said you're it. So, you're so misleading. Someone play it back. Said, play it back. Oh, Someone yeah. go find no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I encourage someone to go find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because I love that we're relying on old this... Iron Trap memoried Woody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Do it. No, what what it, what I remember what we saw and what we said was this is a really weird way to phrase emails. Like, totally why are is. they writing like this? But that does not mean that you go. These are oddly, strangely phrased emails too. There's a rape ring being led out of a local pizza place. Yeah. That's what we said. Like you can and look at like, those and be like, yeah, this is weirdly, this is oddly written. It'll be linked on the subreddit. We'll see who's and again, right. To Oakham, I could be and again, wrong. To, happens. to Oakham's razor, it like, are they? Did they say like a lot of weird shit? Yeah, but they're fucking like 67 year old people writing emails. Have you ever watched your grandparent <laughs> like write an email? It's always like very fucking awkward and very it's weird. Frustrating. And it's probably more likely that that's the case than there's like a secret fucking child rape ring being ran that that like. Well, there's no basement of comma pizza, comment pizza. That was well, the, yeah, that, that was, was the, the lock for me. There's not even a fucking basement. No, no Woody, you're mistaken there. <laughs> The basement is in a, behind a poster. If you play Pokemon <laughs> Red, you know they can hide these switches behind uh, posters. You will switch that. You will find a secret. That is where the rape is happening, folks. Hillary Clinton is a goddamn demon. <laughs> drives me crazy, dude. And I'll like even try to talk to my mom. Like my mom will say things like mm -hmm. Stevie. Like I know that a million immigrants were bust into these places to win the elections. And it's like, okay, mom, let's think about this for one second. Let's say there were a million legals bust in. Not even the three million they're claiming. A million. How many? People can fit on a bus. Do you think like a hundred? Do you think that's like an okay estimate? Seems high. Okay. Well, okay. Let's say a hundred people could fit on a bus. Still, um, what what is that? That's like ten thousand buses of of immigrants that are being. How does nobody have footage of this? Nobody took a picture of these ten thousand buses moving through parts of the U.S. where nobody's seeing like these millions of immigrants. How did nobody catch this? Like in a day and age where I can get video footage of literally fucking anything ever happening. Look at all the school shooting shit, right? Like it blows my mind that that people uh the the fake news and the fake narrative shit like it makes me want to fucking kill myself it's the worst part of my debates when i open up a debate and a guy unironically says shit like hillary clinton unilaterally sold one-fifth of our uranium to russia i was like why would you think anyone in our government even has the power to do that like does that really make sense to you like uh yeah it's frustrating as fuck <laughs> yeah. well i'm glad we got a little of it in there uh yeah yeah. It, it, one thing that kind of is sad today is that I feel like if you are, because I'm actually like, 
pretty right-leaning economically. I'm a very big capitalist, which a lot of my fans hate me because I have a lot of fucking lefty fans now, but I'm a pretty big capitalist, big free market guy. If you are like a sane conservative, I like guns too. Um, there is like, you have no voice right now in the United States, right? Like, what if I believe in free markets and I do believe in capitalism um, and, and you know, I like my second amendment and shit, but maybe I also think that sex ed in school is okay that contraception isn't the fucking devil, that climate change is probably fucking real. Like, where do I, where is my voice right now? Like, I, I feel like I have to be a Democrat because do Republicans you, have just gone so far off the fucking deep end on some shit. Do you think it's probably real or definitely real? I mean, like, it's something that, like the majority of the scientific community, not only is of the consensus that global warming is happening, but that it also is primarily due to man-made changes, right? So it's right? probably real. Like, most likely, yeah. I mean, ugh. And I, I actually looked up yesterday. I was curious because it's been so fucking hot here. And I was like, you know, the record high temps are always like really crazy. I'm curious if we're like close to record high temps in Omaha. And I just like happened to look it up. And it's like over the past weekend, Omaha set like three days in a row of consecutive record high temps. And I'm like, holy shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Either side of this has been comfortable because we broke a ton of records in winter this year. We had like three weeks straight of like zero degrees or some shit. And sure. then now in summer, it's the complete opposite shit. I was thinking it was going to get a little more comfortable for a little while, you know. Like we're in the golden age of global warming. Mm -hmm. Like it should be, it should be the fun part now. Like we're not in day after tomorrow yet. Like yeah. we should be enjoying it. But no, it's just getting more extreme on both ends. Or maybe it's not. It always seems like it is, but then apparently it hasn't changed that much. But then they'll say like, well, fraction of percents or small percents changes in this amount of time actually is pretty big. You just don't know because well, you this... don't have this perspective. The scary thing right now that's scary for Republicans is that Trump is like a full on like border, I'll say like borderline kind of fascist cult of personality that is causing a lot of problems in the Republican Party, such that if you are a mainstream Republican, you're in this very awkward situation where you don't necessarily want to align completely with Trump's agenda, but you have to or your party will fucking crucify you. Trump so will. Like, Trump will, will there, use his bully, party to attack, bully pulpit to attack other Republicans. Yeah. There's a lot of mainstream Republican senators, you know, uh, politicians who really don't like it. Well, yeah, no, like, yeah, and, there's, there's and if you're like a, a Paul Ryan and you're a McConnell, it's you're in a very weird place because the Republicans can't turn their back on Trump because then they'll lose so much ground that they've gained because you don't want to alienate Trump's fan base now from your party. You're, you'll be completely fucked. And, and the Democrats will gain so much ground if you do it. So you're like in this really weird spot as an establishment Republican um, or even like right. a Tea Party where like you don't necessarily you're like, OK, like I was in favor of less immigration, but I don't know how I feel about building a fucking wall on our border. That seems a little bit See, extreme. I, you know? <laughs> I agree with you on the, the cult of personality thing. Totally. I think uh -huh. that's undeniable. The being, it being fascistic, I, I don't think is true at all. Like, no, no fascist ever has been able to be torn on and ripped by every pundit ever, you know, freely. You know, well, and yeah, but like the scary thing is that Trump has made statements. Trump's understanding of our First Amendment rights are very frightening to me in the U.S. Um, he's made a couple of statements that are that I would that are instant deal breakers for me. I remember one tweet he made, and I'm sure you could still find it. Is he was saying that people that burn the American flag should have their citizenship revoked. That's a that's a pretty big one yeah, for me. That's, like, that's, holy shit, that's terrible. That's dumb. Um, that was a horrible thing. He relentlessly attacks the press and not and not like I think the press is shit, but like I want to open up libel law so that I can sue the press for fake news. And his constant attacking of the press is something that makes me scared, too, because like the, you don't want the president of your country attacking the thing that's supposed to exist theoretically to kind of keep the you know, Congress and the president honest like that, that. The attacks on the free press are very frightening to me as well. There's that. And then there's the the extreme hyper nationalism, like this weird isolationist foreign 
foreign policy that we're taking, where we're kind of fucking all of our allies, fuck everybody, you know, tariffs on everything. We're going to do everything in America, like, um, you know, making fighting with like Canada. Like, how do you get into fights with Canada as the United States president? It doesn't even make sense, you know? Um, yeah, all of those things just kind of worry me a little bit. Um, yeah. How do you feel about yeah. abortion? Because uh, I would predict that that I don't know. I don't know if Roe versus Wade is going to get completely overturned, but I, I think abortion laws are going to change in the next five years for sure. Yeah, it's possible. I, I don't think likely. I don't think well, they're going to. If they do, they're not going to get rid of it. They'll just probably implement that twenty-week uh, ban or whatever they were trying to get done. But I mean, I don't want it overturned. What I've been like, seeing, black markets as tends a likely to be a thing, bad idea. It stops being illegal at the federal level, and then it just goes to the states. So they're saying like that. even two, three years from now, it's illegal in 20 states. You just have to drive to get what you need. Yeah. But the problem is the people that need the abortions the most are the people that can't afford to do that. This is why I hate like Dave Rubin, this fucking the dumbest fucking guy in political commentary today, <laughs> makes these stupid... It. I fucking hate Dave Rubin. I've wanted to get on a show with that dude so hard. I would eviscerate that guy. He's so, he's so fucking, I don't even know how he could sit up straight in a chair because that guy has no fucking spine. Like I would what, figure what do you he'd hate be, about him most? Like, um, he takes these, he, he basically is like, if you take a babby in high school and introduce him to libertarianism, but they don't think through any of their positions, that's his thing. He's like the first words that would come out of like an Ayn Rand fan's mouth. Like, oh, free marketplace of ideas, absolutely, totally, no drawbacks, blah, 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 blah. But like as soon as you give him like a basic challenge, like, okay, well, what if hate groups capitalize on free speech to, to inevitably cause violence to others in like kind of third party ways? What do you think about that? Like, that's something that you need to have an answer for. And you can still be free speech and acknowledge that happens. But like, he can't even answer those incredibly basic questions. If they're inciting violence, though, that wouldn't fall under free speech. Not inciting violence. But the fact is that if you allow people to have unlimited free speech, there will be groups that arise as a result of that who will in a roundabout way, encourage violence. That's a fact. Now, whether or not you can say that free speech should or shouldn't be curbed, it is a fact that there are people that will listen to certain extreme ideas who will take on. There was that one shooter, whatever, that had like the Ben Shapiro was like the last 150 tweets that he favored or some shit. Like these people will be created as a result of allowing more extremist kind of offensive speech out there. Now, again, to be clear, that doesn't mean we should get rid of free speech or even that we should curtail it at all. But you have to know that somebody is going to bring that up and that you need to have a response to that. You have to have something ready to go. And Ruben never does. He did this I mean, on Joe Rogan a lot with like abortion where people were like um, – where, where Ruben is like, oh, we'll just leave it to the states. And then if you don't like something, you can just go to a different state. OK, motherfucker. Not everybody has the money to drive across state lines to go and do something somewhere. Like somebody in – you know, somebody – especially you live in the south. You might have to go multiple states away or even one state away. That is prohibitively expensive to the people that are the most impacted by some of these laws. Like what a, a, a ridiculous assertion. Not as expensive as a baby. A lot cheaper than a uh, you know a condom would probably not as expensive of... as a baby, but like the thing oh, is that like all of these things are weighed unfairly, you know. Like we, you know, we'll say like, oh well, birth control is cheaper than a baby. Well, sure, but like nobody makes that decision in the heat of the moment. Like I'm about to bust this girl. Like okay, what will be the most financially advantageous thing to do? <laughs> it's more like if you're somebody that's wealthy, you're already more likely to have access to contraception or to spend money on it or to not be fucking recreationally because you've got more things to do with your free time. Condoms for, are free. Uh, in some places, but condoms also fucking suck. Holy shit. Condoms are the worst, and we can all agree on that. Yeah. I don't mind condoms. I'm the only man in the planet that doesn't How? mind condoms. How can you not mind not your bad. dick just being numb? If I, I was with a girl it's not and numb. she was it's, like, it's, it's if worse. I was with a girl and she handed me a condom, I would say, awesome. Do you want me to masturbate into this? Because I am not sticking my dick into you with this <laughs> impenetrable force field surrounding my dick. Fuck that yeah. shit. It takes I the fun like, out of sex. I think you're using the wrong condoms. I think I, I I I think you use the wrong condoms. Have you Maybe. have you tried multiple brands? Unfortunately, I have. Yeah, and they. I, yeah. I, I use I, skin extra extra thick. 
<laughs> no, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm using the extra thick condoms. But like the thing that sucks is like people always say like, well, you should do this, you should do that. And it's like, yeah, you should. But if you're rich, one, you've got a million more options available to you, right? If you take a group of people and you provide one group only condoms and the other group gets condoms or for women, they have the pill, they've got the vaccination, they or not vaccination, but you get like an injection or you've got like um, IUDs and uterine devices, like um, 50 million types of like wealthy birth control. Not only do these people have a higher chance of being protected, but also if they fuck up, they've got more access to abortion as well. They can take time off work to get an abortion. They can afford the procedure. They can go to where they need to go to get it. Traveling is not a big deal to them. Like everything uh, is just kind of stairs everywhere. I don't want to hear uh, that. Cost. Everything stairs is just like everywhere. weighted against you when you're poor. And people don't acknowledge that sometimes. It, like it just kind of triggers the fuck out of me that yeah. I don't, know. I don't really follow Dave Rubin's stuff. Uh, I've watched a couple of his his episodes, but it's more kind of mm -hmm. like guest based when all yeah tune in. But it, yeah, he, he doesn't really seem to take hard stances for the most Because he's part. too much of an intellectual coward to do it. He's too stupid to research the positions, and he's too much of a fucking spineless hack to actually take a strong position on anything. I fucking hate Ruben. He is, like, the most hated person. I'm sorry if Ruben, like, watches this podcast. You guys don't hate him like I do, okay? But I hate <laughs> I, I, I'm starting to hate him more. And I don't, I've oh, never even God. heard of him, and I hate him now. We had him on the show, Kyle. <laughs> oh, did we? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's funny. I forgot. What I hate is is not necessarily a particular guy. This behavior of like a political expert, usually from the right, destroying or inviscerating or whatever, some college student who's only paid attention to this topic for the last six months. But yeah. it, Milo but gets a lot of that. Ben Shapiro oh, ben gets Shapiro a lot of that. That's like a meme now in like some other like right wing circles and left wing even where it'll say like, cause you know, it's usually like Ben Shapiro bold destroys. destroys this person. Now they're saying like Ben Shapiro mutilates and murders <laughs> two young liberals as he, you know, tears their skin off and flays them with facts. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that kind of shit. Like it's such it is the ultimate irony to watch that guy scream facts over feel so much with his fucking yarmulke on. Like this guy goes and worships the fucking Torah. Like, oh, I don't know if you guys are atheists or not. Maybe that's not what we're like, oh God, that guy drives me fucking crazy. Holy shit. You're not yeah, religious, none, are you? Not, yeah, no, none of us are religious. Oh, okay, yeah. They, oh, man, dude. We don't have any imaginary friends. <laughs> I've got my brony friends. <laughs> it, one of the one of the big frustrating things that a lot of like debate related stuff too is that like when you talk about like conservative destroys somebody else the um the right leaning arguments are always so easy and the left leaning ones are so fucking hard and it gets really frustrating trying because like in order to get like a lot of complicated positions there's like a lot of prerequisite knowledge required so like if I'm arguing with a with somebody over say like the position of black people in the United States right you know you know, what do we have to do to help black people? The person on the right's argument is, well, everybody can be a success story. Here's a story of a random poor person. He's rich. Everybody just needs to do that. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, blah, blah, blah. Well, what's your thing, Stephen? What's keeping black people down here? It's like, okay, well, hold on. Well, so firstly, you know, you've got the realities of generational wealth, right? If your grandparents did well, your parents probably did well, you're probably going to do well. You've got stickiness at the ends of economic quintiles of percentages. You've got things like, um, you know, lead factors into crime levels and black people are disproportionately in houses that contain lead. And this link is like really well researched, really, really well established. You've got policies like um, red lining and gerrymandering uh, redlining and um 
not gerrymandering, uh, gentrification, things that have pushed black people into fucked neighborhoods, and you've got like the crack. There's like all these things that I have to explain to even get you to like my side of the argument. And I feel like I've already lost when I have to start going down these really complicated passages to explain like, you know, this is why this group of people might be fucked. And then the other guy just has to utter like two lines and he's already like fucking won the argument, you know? The other problem is, and I, I might be looking through my blue lenses. I feel mm -hmm. like on the red side, they often have a very low standard of proof for what they want to believe. <laughs> <laughs> I argued with this guy yesterday, actually. Um, he is like the, he's like Anthony something, the black conservative online guy. He's got like 200,000 YouTube subs. I don't know, like the hugest guy. I heard of him. I was arguing with this guy. So this guy knows who I am because do you remember that Joyner Lucas song? I'm not right. Or I think it's I'm not racist where like the white guy raps and then the black. Yeah. Guy yeah. Counter. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. Sure. So this guy did like a, a an observation of that or his reaction. And I saw that he was conservative. I was like, oh, no, this isn't going to be what I think it is. Right. And it was it was him listening to this rap. And in 20 minutes, he agreed with every single race racist viewpoint of the white guy and said everything the black guy said was wrong. So I did like a reaction to the reaction. I was like, this is insane. Well, this guy showed up in my YouTube chat yesterday because I'm streaming on YouTube and he comes on to debate me. And I wanted to fucking blow my brains out. This guy is um, walking through every fucking racist talking point. Unironically, it's a black guy that I've ever heard saying things like um, like. So I, I bring up like, you know, OK, well, he's like, how are black people held down? It's like, OK, what about things like redlining that existed in like the 50s? What is redlining? Like, I don't think I've heard of that. So redlining was the idea that um, basically a long time ago, it was official policies and businesses to not loan to black people. Like as a bank, you would say we do not give loans to black people, period. Like, that's it. Mm -hmm. And his 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 ex, his excuse for that was like, well, it wasn't just discrimination against black people. They just didn't lend to people with low credit. And I'm like, really, dude? And then he's telling me like, uh, well, yeah, my grandpa had a house in West Virginia. And it's like, OK, that's like a one off thing. And, and, and then he, he just kept going on with like these anecdotes. Conservatives love one off fucking stories. He's like, you know, I got stories from my grandma and she told me that the KKK would ride around. And with, when they went to neighborhoods, black neighborhoods, they were handing out toys and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, are you on, fucking on left, kidding me? We like, don't hear about individual stories of kids, illegal immigrants coming from Honduras who just yeah. wanted to learn to draw. And, like, and that's like, like yeah, and that's like this, the most like, frustrating thing to me. Like illegal immigrants are all fucking criminal fucking masterminds, MS-13 that are infesting the country in Trump's words. And it's like, okay, well, where are these same stories of like this poor illegal kid, that th this family that like if I was in their position, I would do the same fucking thing every time, right? If, I, if I'm a father, fuck the country. I have zero allegiance to my country. My family will always come first. If I think that I can forge a better life for my family illegally immigrating to another country, I'll do it nine out of ten times, right? Assuming I can make the journey and not fucking die or it might even be worth the risk which some people think it is you know do you think but the like, u.s then has like a moral obligation to import people from all over the world who are struggling in those ways i wouldn't say to import people because i don't think it's realistic that a country can take on an entire other population but when you talk about like deporting every illegal immigrant like this is a fantasy idea one it's not even economically feasible two it's probably immoral i don't i never argue morality with conservatives because as far as i'm concerned they have none um so i usually just try to argue like empirical like economic realities like hey you know illegals help our economy a lot just make them legal bring them under the fucking tax base like it makes sense you know and you can tell like republicans Republicans are so not concerned with economic outcomes. When you look at things like DACA, like mm -hmm. you, we paid for these people to be educated. Now they are educated. These are some of our best citizens because DACA people have no criminal record. They can't. A lot of them went to school. They register with us. They get temporary social security numbers so they can pay taxes. And now that we spent all that money educating them, you want to ship them back to Mexico? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why would you want to do that? They all went to school. It's a DACA requirement. Yeah, yeah I don't think that. How I think that wanna... equating all illegal immigrants with the DACA recipients is is dishonest. I mean, that's, that's no, not that, fair No, it is all. dishonest, but like, 
but DACA is a thing that Republicans attack, like hardcore. And it's like, if there was any group of immigrants that you should be championing, it should be the DACA kids. Like, there are these bigger are fish your... to fry. If your concern is legal immigration, there's no reason to start with the DACA recipients. Well, sure, but Trump was the one that rescinded the, the DACA thing by executive action. But it follows action. a pattern of kind of hurting children, you know, DACA recipients, the kids that come across the border, as a mm -hmm. way to strong arm the liberals into agreeing to the conservative wants, like a wall. Yeah. I don't think the wall is ever going to happen. I think we could be much better served just increasing money for border security as it currently exists instead of building uh, who knows how expensive wall. Like, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't, I don't think even most people like Ann Coulter, who that was her big thing of like a wall, wall, like they even have to be coming to the realization like this isn't going to happen. Sure. Like, well, that's because even Republicans, and this is where I talk about a disconnect between Republicans and Trump. Republicans in general, um, I'll catch flack for saying this, but like Trump, in my opinion, is kind of like openly racist in a lot of shit that he says. Republicans aren't generally that politically stupid. So a lot of Republicans don't want to argue for a wall because they know that it hurts them in elections back home. So you're in this really weird spot where you've got to go to the table with Democrats. And this is why they're having so much trouble getting legislation passed. Well, you're trying to represent the Republican agenda, but there's also this weird agenda that Trump wants to push and he won't support you unless you're pushing it. But then no Democrat is going to agree with it. So you're in this like weird like two-way fracture in the Republican Party. And that's like one of the big reasons why nothing is getting done in, in Congress even though the Republicans own the Senate, the House, and the executive branch, and soon the judicial branch, um, it's because Trump has all these like, really weird desires that I don't think even mainstream Republicans are totally behind. No, he's, he's as a Republican president, he's not conservative by Probably Republican not. standards. No, not yeah. at all. I mean, he's, he's against free trade, which, yeah. you know, and I've heard people make the case, oh, he's using this as an anchor point, as he does Fuck with off. all the negotiations. And it's like, yeah. uh, well, I mean, it's getting to the point already where we're seeing... Uh, cost trade increases wars. on these, yeah, trade wars. And so yeah. it's like, well, how long are we going to What dimension of chess are we at at this point, right? <laughs> no, yeah. we're, playing, we're playing rooftop backgammon. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're playing totally different sports. But Here's like, something, even though I'm the, the bluest guy here, aside from Steve, I bet I disagree on. Trump signed an executive order saying that you can no longer look at race during college admissions, if I understand the order right. And I think I agree with Trump in there. This should just be merit-based. And, and part of it is this. You, you've mentioned, you know, like redlining and, you know, mm -hmm. historical economical deficiencies. The people applying to college next were born in 2001, right? 2001. Yeah, that's, that's like recent history to me. You know, 2001, I, I was working at Cisco, I think. I, it, like, I was. Like that, that to me is not the olden days when these kids were born. This reality of segregation and slavery, it's, they are so far removed from that time when the planet was still black and white. The, 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 mm -hmm. it, it doesn't, it, merit-based admissions just seem fair to me. Sure. So the, the, the thing that is very, like, intangible about that kind of stuff is that one thing that we don't, Whew, I'm going to I'm going to dip into the topic of privilege here, which is very uncomfortable for a lot of people. I understand. But one thing that we don't count on is all of the advantages that we have being born into certain types of families. So if you are somebody that is born into a family with a mom and a dad where the mom can stay home and work and both parents are college educated, if you just run like a Bayesian analysis on this type of person, the chances that they will be successful and college educated like grows dramatically versus like single parent households, parent households where only some colleges completed, completed where no colleges completed, where no high school is completed uh, based on the income of the, of the parents. You have all of these things that can predict future success of a person without even fucking knowing anything about them, right? Show me two people, show me one of them 
born to a middle-class family with a stay-at-home mom and whose earnings are in the six-figure range versus another one with a single crack mom who has like earnings in the welfare range who is like living off of EBT, right? I can give you outcomes. I can be very predictive of the types of people that will be created in these environments. Yeah, and the problem is- them into college, you're like, you're setting them up for failure in a way. There's a reason that like, you know, if you're trying to get into Yale, for example, and they're like, all right, this student's black, they have a test score that if they were white or Asian, we would never even consider them, but mm -hmm. they're black and we need to let them in. You're letting someone in who's not prepared for that elite university, and they're, they failed disproportionately because of that. Because sure. and they're, there they're are arguments prepared for that. Sure, yeah, and there and, are and arguments on top to be that, made for those. Yeah. You're making this argument is is, is it socioeconomic, and, and I, oh my God, this sounds so racist to say it, but, but they've done a, like, when they adopt a person, and put them in these uh, families that would set them up for success, they don't do as well as their natural-born children, right? So some of this is just mm -hmm. merit-based. It's not just a socioeconomic disadvantage. If, um... um <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we got a race-realist argument. You're referring to the Minnesota Twin Studies there? It, um, I read it in the bell curve. I don't know what... Oh, I forget shit, where he came yeah, from. the bell curve. Charles Murray. Oh, I'm very familiar with a lot of these things. Yeah, um, it, it, so it, it just seems like merit-based is fair. Right. Yeah. The, I guess like at the end of the day, what I would say is that like the thing that feels shitty is that if you go back to the 50s and 60s, people weren't targeting socioeconomically disadvantaged groups of people. People were targeting black people. And even to today, like now that we have all these black people in these like kind of most fucked ways, um, now when we have things that aren't racist, like but, the war on drugs, which isn't racist, but it kind and 60s, of is. You're literally talking about these kids' grandparents, right? Like I, I've got a girl. not that long ago. Yeah, I've got a girl who's in college now, right? Not applying to mm -hmm. college next year, but going in to be a sophomore. And I was born in 73. And you're talking about the 50s, right? Like, mm -hmm. That's a, that's ages ago. Like at some point we get to make this stuff merit based. Sure, but I mean, like, if I take any Kennedy that's born in the United States, like, do you think that these people are, all of them are super overachievers and they're working really hard all the time? Or do you think a lot of these guys have been born into families that have been rich for generations? Weren't you fussing like, about individual examples just 10 minutes ago? Well, well, we, well, I could point to economic data that shows that people, so we divide, we divide wealth into quintiles, right? People that are born into the top quintile of wealth have like a 70% chance of remaining there throughout their entire life. People, people born into who the are bottom born quintile. to NBA stars have a really good chance of being good at basketball, right? You know, yeah, both of Michael Jordan's kids played Division One ball. And right? this is also assuming like those quintiles don't like move around. Like Should you're not statically stuck in that third quintile. A lot of it has to do with age and career progression. Like it's like people tend to go up those. Maybe you're not going to make it to that top one or even the second one, but you are more likely to ratchet that up. So if you broke those down by age, like you're going to see a lot more young people in those lower income areas. Well, not not if you're born into an upper income area. That's no, the thing. But like, it's called in, in economics. It's called stickiness at the ends, right? It's a super well observed phenomenon in the U.S. That if you're born really well off, you tend to be really well. If you're born really fucked off, you tend to be kind of fucked. People can move, and it does happen. And there is some economic mobility in the U.S. It's not quite as good as other Western nations. But the thing is that just like if your grandparents were super fucked, there's a decent chance that your parents were pretty fucked, which means there's an okay chance that you're going to be kind of fucked. Like you can work your way out of it but the amount of work that you have to do compared to another person born into like a much better circumstance it just feels kind of shitty for those people to talk down on the other people like not to sound like really rude or, or mean or anything but like if you were born into a family that was like doing well is like a middle class family and you got like your bachelor's degree and now you have like a out of college a 60 70 hour year job you didn't really do much like you just kind of showed up every day to your life and like you 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 did it but i mean 
you kind of did what was expected of you. But then to turn around and look at somebody that was born to a single parent household whose mom like was never home, who was working three jobs, who barely graduated high school, and then to look at that person and go, well, why didn't you graduate college like I did? It's like, motherfucker, you didn't do anything exceptional. I love this notion that yeah? underachieving parents have so much less time, right? Like, oh, your father was an attorney. He probably just fucked off all the time and stayed home and played with you as a child, taught you how to play baseball. You know, like, like you know, but, but your mom, she worked a cash register, so she most likely was so busy she could have never helped you with your homework. Well, what I mean is like you have to acknowledge that like having a stay-at-home mom is a massive advantage. With the fact that you can go home and have a parent there that can help you with homework, that's invested in your success, that cares about you, that is monumentally helpful to a lot of children versus being in a single parent household where the parent just doesn't really have time to spend yeah, with not, you. Not right? having a father in the home is one of the largest predictors, predictors for like being violence, a acting yep. out, being a criminal, not having yeah. a positive real mo male role model in the family. But does like, that mean that you take a kid who followed the straight and narrow and not give him the opportunity no. that the other fucked one did? No, I, mean, I was just saying that that's, that's true. It, it is badly impactful. But how does that tie to, well, now your test scores are lower. So sorry, uh, Mr. Asian guy, you get the boot because we got to let this guy in who is probably not going to succeed because we got to hit our, our quotas. You sure. know, like and when, when that, this like, guy could go to a university that more, is more apt to fit his needs and actually succeed. Sure. And I, and I think to be fair, like, I don't know if I feel comfortable, like literally putting in a black person over a white person. Like when I think of like affirmative action programs, like more beneficial ones, I think are like, there are groups of people that will come together and raise money for a cause. So maybe you make like a black scholarship program or something. So like if a black person gets that scholarship, it's fine. But if you would say something like, well, no affirmative action, like those people wouldn't raise that money. So it's not like a white person is necessarily losing out just because, you know, there, there were these types of programs that existed in the well, first place. Well, by definition, right? someone's losing out there no, are a limited number of spots well because they they wouldn't well is that true in like well, maybe like an ivy league school he was true, talking but... about raising money not spots yeah like a scholarship oh. Oh, yeah yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but if a black organization wants to start a black uh scholarship fund fine go, like, go that for it feels yeah. shitty to me like the, the litmus test i always apply to these things is if you flip it and say hey we're going to do raise money for white people and and only white people can benefit from this that feels mm -hmm. shitty too like it, it just doesn't feel and i'm not saying you shouldn't do it because i think it even ties into like free speech and liberty and such like you should yeah, be able to, if it's a private uh, organization that's yeah like about black needs or whatever they have the right to do that that's their money they I'm, can give I'm it to with someone you. else yeah, yeah. I, I agree that it's the right to do it i also agree that it, it kind of feels shitty to, to do anything based on race i, I don't like that but I agree with you. Yeah. But, it just um, feels shitty to have like generations and generations of like wealth built up by white people, like literally through racial policies against black people. And then when we make that illegal, now we're like, whoa, whoa hold on, hold on. Like, we don't want to do anything race based now. It's like, okay, well, fuck. We kind of got fucked a long time ago in a lot of ways. A by long race time things. ago, there was some fucking. There's no doubt <sighs> two about generations, that. But we're two talking about like the 50s. <laughs> yeah. It, two generations. Isn't two generations that long ago. is the difference between me and my grandfather. My grandfather came off a boat. He was poor my grandmother also came off the boat they beat the children my grandfather ran away my grandmother stayed around worked a cash register at jc penny when my grandfather ran away my father said great this is an improvement on our situation and my sure. father made a lot out of himself he did fantastic i don't have that same story to tell because like i was raised in a good well, like, a lot of know, a lot of a behaviors are here so, there. <laughs> a lot of your behaviors are so predictive. Like even I think your political affiliation isn't that like heritable to like eighty percent, like point out point eight heritability, like a political know. affiliation. Not in my family, but it, it may no. be. I wouldn't be sure. Um, um, so like, there's just so much that passes from your parents that I think people kind of take for granted. That like, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I, I, anything but merit based. 
feels really shitty. I agree. Yeah, everyone should earn their own uh, their own way. Uh, and and how can you feel like you earned something if it's given to you anyway? You know what well, I mean? Well, like, oh shit, you fucking gonna trigger the fuck out of me, okay? I don't think that anybody we if you want to go into like this is like hours like free will versus determinism and shit. Like people will this is like the really common argument that I'll hear is that like you're the real racist. You think black people need help because they can't succeed on their own, right? Well, my answer to some extent is yeah, I don't think black people can succeed on their own, but I don't think white people can succeed on their own either. I don't think anybody succeeds on their own. For the most part, you are a product of your environment, right? If you're born into a really well-off situation, like you're probably going to do okay. If you're born into shouldn't a really shouldn't this all be class-based instead of race-based? Um, there are good arguments for that. I, to, and to well, some extent, I can agree with that. Um, and, and I'm usually more comfortable saying, um, and actually, there are really good arguments for making it class-based because sometimes some affirmative action programs end up going to groups of people that they probably shouldn't. For instance, there are some studies that show that like affluent white women take advantage of a lot of um, scholarship programs that probably shouldn't be going to wealthy yeah, white women. Yeah, um, there's actually a huge schism in the feminism movement right now between um, people of color women versus um, uh, white women. But that's a whole other thing. Uh, but like e everybody has like this huge set of advantages and shit. And there's so much laid out before you before you're even fucking born that determines like how successful you can or cannot be. Um, so like when people don't take account of those advantages and then they levy the same expectations on other people. Um, I don't know. That makes me feel really shitty. Like people have I so mean, many. But if, you, if you say. I don't think anybody can succeed on their own, then it's kind of mm -hmm. like, what what option do you have other than to just base it on class? But to say, it does seem kind of racist to say, yeah, I don't believe black people can succeed on their own. They need mm -hmm. an extra boost from sure, us. But, to but again, I would say the same thing about white people. What, because white people that are born into fucked families have bad outcomes as well. It's just that there are more black people per capita, or, or there are more black people as a percentage of black people born into bad socioeconomics than white people, is what I would yeah. say. And then, and then to respond, or go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go for it. I was going to say, to respond to, like, well, what do we do? This is why I think a asking this question is so important. Like, why are people fucked, right? Because the, the goal is to make environments as good as possible. So get rid of, like, lead-contaminated housing. This needs to fucking stop. The war on drugs probably needs to Is that still a thing, lead-contaminated housing? I feel uh, like that's oh, been what sorted city, out um, a long time ago. Um, what city was it that just showed that, like, 80-some kids tested for lead poisoning levels? This was, like, just in the news, like, fucking, um, fucking two days ago, I think. Um... But yeah, it's still a problem. Or like, like Flint, Michigan. Like th these are things that are still like very much like active problems. And a lot of the places that seem to have these problems are rundown buildings that you know black people happen to live in. You know, and there's a lot of like really interesting research following like crime history with like elevations of lead and shit that match up across like 25 different countries. It's like, oof. Yeah, um, I've heard that too. I've I just heard I've heard that. that um, I, I don't know how true this is. It might just be grasping at straws. But so uh, when Giuliani was mayor of New York, they had a dramatic decrease in crime. But that actually happened nationwide. And they were saying that it had to do with them not using lead and gasoline anymore. And the, yep. you know, the people who would commit crimes were coming of age at the time that lead was removed from gasoline. So they weren't psycho crazies. Yeah, lead in crime and psycho craziness is a, a correlation. But I thought lead was removed in paint like, I mean, before I was a kid, like a long, long time ago. Yeah, I thought that was very long. Who ago. has walls yeah, that were painted from the 1940s? Yeah, lead is removed from paint, but the problem is that it still exists in a lot of, like, there are two big places that exist. One is in the paint that's currently on walls because it doesn't get painted over because poor places don't have money to renovate. And then two, um, it can be in soil outside. Like, like lead ends up contaminating soils, and those measurements can be taken, like, very accurately um, and, and measured across cities. Um, but but like yeah, you've got things like that. You've got like incarceration related shit. You've got like the war on drugs. You've got other. Is there types like of... an equivalent higher rate of cancer in those communities, or um, any other like maladaptive health things that we could tie to lead poisoning or lead 
Uh, I don't know if impact. lead predicts um, different types of cancer rates as much. I just haven't researched that at all. But I know that lead can predict, um, lead can be highly predictive of criminal activity in terms of lead exposure at, at birth to, and then as a child up to your later life. And there are also biological mechanisms that explain how lead interacts with your body to create a more violent person as well. So like there's the mechanism to explain it and then there's the empirical data that shows it happening. So just as an FYI, lead was removed from paint in 1978. So mm -hmm. it's places that were painted 40 years ago. Sure, that's not hard to believe at all, I don't think. Yeah, I bet it's not that common, though. Well, in some places, I mean, you can look up like lead soil <laughs> levels. Well, no, they, they would have had shitty... to paint in the this last guy, 40 years. The guy that lives in St. Louis, right? That's you, Taylor? Like, if you go yeah. to some places, I'm sure you could find some piece of shit fucking buildings that have not had like a new. And, and oh, another... half of the city looks like a paintball course. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> another problem, too, isn't necessarily that like um, when they redo a lot of these places, they just paint over it, too. So as paint starts to chip off and stuff over time, mm -hmm. like that old lead shit is like, you know, like for asbestos, like a lot of the times for asbestos in a house, you don't actually get rid of it. You just seal it. But as time is on if that sealant starts to wear off and it starts to become exposed like this is like a super well-studied phenomenon that yeah, we should probably i've never even heard about the uh lead being used as a as a reason for this sure it's super fat i highly recommend it when i first saw it i'm actually i'm so skeptical uh, of big claims like that and it sounded incredibly fantastical to me but basically especially because the guy that did the research wasn't uh, like a medical guy at all he was an economist but basically if you look up like violent crime From in the united states I don't think it was a Freakonomics guy. I could be wrong. He definitely but, uh, talked he, about it. I don't know if he was first. Oh, they, I'm sure they have. They've talked about a lot of podcasts. It's super fascinating. What this guy found was that lead, lead contamination levels in soil, if you would draw a graph, it would look like this. Like like a kind of like a little arc or whatever. Um, and then if you did a graph on violent crime, like 18 years later, it like perfectly matched in some areas. So what he started to do is he started to take all of these cities and he was doing these regression analyses and finding that all of them fit the mold. And then he went and he looked at other countries and he could find the same patterns in other countries as well, that you could find these lead levels, measure them in the soil, and that 18 years later, they would be these massive predictors in changing crime. And uh, it's super fascinating research. And like when I read stuff like that, it makes me wonder like, holy shit, something as stupid as like lead paint can lead to so much fucking horrible shit like what mm -hmm. else what other kinds of like seemingly harmless things can have like such disparate impacts on, on society i i just i usually find myself erring on the side of are we past this yet like lead was removed from paint in 1978 so how many painted walls from 40 years ago are we dealing with and i mean if you look at the data on like where the soil levels are measured there's still a lot of places that have this shit and, and you know like dirt well, eat, just kicking up the dirt, playing outside, breathing in the air around it on <laughs> days. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, you don't have to go full retard. You remember I mean, you how you played as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't always sit inside like all day and not go outside ever. Like, I'm pretty sure I fucking ate dirt as a kid, but I don't think you even have yeah, to. But we're talking about today, like, though. We're talking about today. They, they got to be out there making a mud pie. Today. Everyone in this podcast is 10 years older than the today, kids we're talking about. Yeah, no, today it's not a problem as much as it was anymore, right? This this predicted major spikes of crime in like the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I that's know, where the but huge we're talking crime about was, next right? year's college emissions. Like, that's the core topic that Yeah, we're but still if you on. had parents in the 80s that were committing violent crimes because of lead paint and shit, what kind of children are these people having, like, at, either out of wedlock and broken families or, or dads that are locked up in jail? Like, this is having very real impacts on, on I children. I would love today. to hear a kid say that. They're like, hey, man, I, I noticed your life's real fucked up up you know you don't have a car you got three kids by three different women you're, you're, you're living on government assistance what happened ah oh, man my dad he ate paint chips 
Yeah, but like, well, so like that sounds ridiculous to you. Yeah. Oh, your dad no, no, ain't no, paint That chips? sounds that, ridiculous that, to you. But then when I hear a white dude who's 27 and just got his fucking bachelor's degree talks about how proud he is that he finally finished college, and this motherfucker love, lived off of mommy daddy welfare his entire way. You're through literally college, talking about he, Taylor right now. <laughs> yeah, and he's like so proud. Wait, he's like, I got my shit, blah blah blah. And it's like, motherfucker, the only thing. The only thing you paid in college was your fucking cell phone bill. And you feel like you did that all on your own? Sit the fuck down, dude. You are so lucky that mommy and daddy put you through school. Like, have a little bit, just a fraction of empathy for people that might not have necessarily had it, like, as good as you. Like, I, I, it bothers me just as much on the other end. And I think that, like, parents have a mm. massive impact on how kids turn out. I mean, I'm sure you see it, Woody, when you go out to, to restaurants. You ever see a kid start to scream and parents just start feeding him fucking candy to shut the kid up, right? Or, or kids that are obese when they're fucking 14 years old or, or not even, like, to, like 10, 11 years oh, old. Oh, we These hate the fatties. kids are obese, on the list. right? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, on the list. You can hate the fatty, but one, this kid is fucked for life. You know he's going to be a beast growing It'll up. It'll be a short two, life if I have my way. Sure. And two, when he grows up and he has kids, those kids are probably going to be fucked too. Because if this guy's already obese at nine years old, this guy weighs, I've seen kids at fucking nine or ten years old that weigh more than I do. This yeah. guy's fucked forever, you know? I, I think we discount sometimes how much our like environment has an impact on the choice we make. Because we You're also feel really like, forgiving too, right? Like I don't beat my children and... I took some some pretty good beatings as a kid. Like at some point, you are responsible for your own actions. You, I mean, I don't care to look at like responsibility is boring to me, and that like it seems like a thing where it's just like, oh, like who, blah blah blah. I'm just more interested in like how are you going to act in these certain conditions, right? So like, are you responsible for your actions? Ultimately, you're responsible for every action you you do. But mm -hmm. that question doesn't get us anywhere. It's more like, why do you do the things that you do? Why are you shooting up heroin in a fucking alleyway? Like. Did you grow up from an early age aspiring to be a fucking homeless dude sucking dick for drug money? Was that your goal as a child? Or wh what the fuck went wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, were you eating? Yeah, like it, what went wrong in your life that caused this to happen? And what can we do to keep that from happening to future people so that not the people aren't making these horrible decisions? Is like what the I'm generally concerned. I don't think is send that guy to college over someone who didn't mess up, who did take the straight and narrow, who was responsible with their life. Because in sure, the thing about college is it's agree. kind of a zero like, sum game, right? Like. It, 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 some people get it, some people don't. It, it's not as if we can just give it to everybody. There's a there's a cutoff, and some people get in, and and some don't. So it should be merit based. That seems fair. Yeah, we should wrap it up soon. Oh, sure. Okay. I've got to be up early. Also, Woody finished my degree at 22. So <laughs> fuck you. Oh no, I think that I think I misunderstood what he was saying when he. he I think he was saying this is their. The stage in life where they're proud of themselves for do, uh, having these accomplishments. So I wasn't saying oh, that yeah. you took till 27 <laughs> to finish school. I was saying I'm not that, trying to like. I was saying to, like, that like you know when whatever, he but... talked about that stage in life, I'm like yeah. That's... I feel you. Then I misunderstood. Yeah. You're misunderstood. <clears throat> well, be sure to. I'm not necessarily <laughs> trying to like shit on people that, that are like doing like the straight and narrow. Like that's great. But it's like, I remember that like I, when I went into college, I, I almost went into college as a sophomore. I took an insane amount of math. I took so many AP classes, dual enrollment classes in high school that I almost went into college as a sophomore. I consider myself to be a pretty bright person. I went in for a music degree and I almost, I flunked out of college in like my junior year. And it's because I was working 60 hours a week because I didn't have any help at all. Once I was past 16, my parents were gone. They moved to another state and I had no help in my life. And I remember 
sitting in like a practice room one day with uh, with my little saxophone quartet, listening to another girl talk about how like, oh shit, dude, like, do any of you guys work? Like, I'm so fucked on homework. And and I remember saying like, oh yeah, dude, like, do you work too? Like, yeah, it's like pretty rough. And she's like, yeah, like they just up my hours. I was only doing 12 hours a week, and now I'm doing 15, and I don't have any time. And meanwhile, I'm like tired out of my fucking blown out of my mind because I'm working like overnight shifts, like like 10 hours a day, like six days a week, like to pay for everything. And it's like, oh fuck, like you're so lucky that you could go to school. Like if I would have had parents to pay my way through school, I would have graduated the degree 100%. It's a fucking music degree. I know I can get the degree. But like due to the fact that I had to work on my way through it, like I don't know, I got, it feels like I got really fucked, you know? And then to listen to people that never had to work, try to levy claims like, well, maybe that person is just lazy or maybe they didn't accomplish much. Like nobody today ever tells me that I'm stupid or I'm an idiot, but I flunked out of music school and I was working as a fucking carpet cleaner making 20,000 a year. My life was an, I was an abject failure in life in every single measurable way. And I got really lucky that I happened to grow up at the right time to get into streaming. And, you know, I knew a lot of stuff because I was lucky enough to grow up with video games and shit that I could turn it into a career. But I'm like one or two decisions away from being like a, a loser that is losing his house, has horrible credit, and is just fucked in every measurable aspect yeah. in life. Yeah, I think everybody is. Everyone's only a heroin addiction away. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I'm on the other side of that. Like I, I worked during the day mm -hmm. and I, I put myself through school at night. Now I recognize a little cheaper back in the 90s and 2000s, but I got two sure. bachelor's degrees and one master's degree. And the whole time, you know, worked all day, went to school at night. It was a tremendous amount of work. You know, the, the thing I keep remembering is I couldn't watch a movie. I, I couldn't watch a single two hour show and not think like, man, this is a serious waste of time. I have a project due, a paper due. I have all these things that, that are occupying my time. And I feel like I earned my stuff. You know, I, I, I did that. It took 12 years, 12 years of that lifestyle. Sure. And that's awesome. So, yeah. yeah and it's merit-based, you know. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, I like, guess, like you the, wouldn't the, the, take the, off my straight and narrow. Well, actually, I, I worked so hard because maybe I didn't go straight and narrow in high school. I could have sure. set myself up for success as a high schooler. But, um, you know, I, I did that whole thing. And then to say, like, no, 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 no. You know, they, they, you, uh, you had parents. Your dad went to college so and didn't leave your mom. So really, you didn't accomplish anything. It's like, man, really? Huh. I guess like what it feels to me is that like if you if you're in a really well off place, if you're born in a really well off place, there are so many opportunities in front of you that for you to end up a fuck up at the end of that, you must have fucked up so much to actually ruin your life. Like I know people that took seven years to get their bachelor's degree that, that lived at home until they were fucking like 26, 27 years old because their parents loved them and would take care of them and all that shit. But when you're on the other end of things and, and you're kind of like in a, in a fuck spot, say like where I am, it feels like you're sliding down a fucking building and there's like one ledge. In, like behind you or, or, or below you and if you don't catch that one fucking ledge that like one opportunity you're fucked in life completely and that when people act like everybody has the same opportunities because like I made it you know I did well I could just as easily come out and say like well look guys I was a broke carpet cleaner and you know I made it you know you should all be able to make it too the reality is like I could have been one or two mistakes away from missing all of this and just being a carpet cleaner for the rest of my life and blowing my brains out you know like I have such I, a different philosophy and experience oh, than man. you right like, like so yeah. in high school I fucked up up, right? I, I graduated with a 1.98, lowest GPA of anyone I ever knew. Um, mm -hmm. Got into college because I could swim, which was helpful. And uh, I got good grades in there. And then because I'm a jackass, got thrown out of the dorms. Grades tanked again, right? Fucked up. Mm -hmm. Went to night school. And, you know, then I started going to night school, producing, producing, producing. Didn't like my first career, accounting. Picked up a second degree, MIS. Produce, produce, produce. Then, you know, I finished MIS. Felt like I didn't know as much as the comp side guys. Got a master's degree. You know, just keep going. You can fuck up 
you know, choose the wrong major, choose the wrong, wrong career, get bad grades, get bad grades again. Life is long. If you keep plugging away at this thing, you'll get what you want. There is no like, I'm on the edge of a mountain. If I fall off, then that's my last chance. Last chance? Why? Just do no, more. No, that's so not true, though. If you're stuck in your... I did it twice, stuck, three times. Like, how's it not true? It, you can be stuck in spots in your life. If you're, like, in your early 20s and you didn't go to school and maybe you fucked up and had a kid or something or you're working a job, like, you don't you don't always have the opportunity to attend a night school. Maybe you don't have one near you or maybe you don't even have the money to really do it, like, where, where you don't have the extra time to commit to something. Where well, you could be stuck don't on, like, a really fucking... have a night fuck- school near you? My commute was two hours to night school. Not everybody can make a two-hour commute. Like not everybody has the the, the access really? to transportation. Yeah, really. Not everybody has a car where they could drive. To. I, it's not a lot of easy, even... but like, <sighs> it's hard work. <laughs> it's fucking really hard. It dominates your entire life. I, th- that sure. was my twenties. Like gone. Like I just. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I didn't have some a people 20s. can do it, and it's awesome that they can. But the expectations that we place on people that are fucked are so much higher than other people that when they don't make it, it just feels bad to kind of shit on them for it. I guess. Maybe I'm too much of a bleeding heart. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, like life is long. Opportunities come, come, come. That never stops. There is no like, oh, well, slipped. You know, I'm carpet cleaning until death now. I don't know. I mean, if now. you're like 32 and you're like a blue collar worker that never went to college, I'm I don't feel like you, you have many opportunities. Because I was 32 still in school and I had lots of uh, classmates at night school. If you go to class at night, there's lots sure. of adults in there. You know, people who are over 30 who decided like, you know what? I've noticed that the way to pa- the path to better success is college. So here I am. And it's a pretty neat dynamic if you ever go to night school. The, the, the way that the professors interact with the students is a little different. It's like a, an adult doing adult thing. Sure. I feel like if I were to look up outcomes, though, for people in their 30s working blue-collar work, the, the number of them that go to college is probably pretty low compared to the number of people like in their 20s or early 20s or late teens. That like, like, like I'm sure the one-offs can happen. It just those are those always seem to be the exceptions, right? Rather than like this should be expected of every person. Like most those people the, can accomplish this. Those are the hardworking people. It's hard. I mean, extreme hardworking people are rare. There's plenty of people who will just give up after the first hard thing, the first hurdle. And if the second one comes along, they're like, "Wow, these hurdles are never going to end." Oh, this is the second one, and they give up there. And but I mean, what is yeah, the guy difference? Who jumped is, through a dozen hurdles. The difference is, you if you're born into a really wealthy family, you might never have to jump like a really difficult hurdle. Like everything is kind of laid out in such an easier way in front of you that. I mean, you keep saying these, and I'm gonna keep pointing at Woody's gamer tag over there. He was born into a wealthy family, <laughs> okay. and they were like, "Fuck you, earn it." Yeah. Yeah, Woody's I mean, like, actually a great example of this. He, sure. Well, I mean, I'm a great example. I, I can point out. to myself because I didn't have help and I did it and I'm doing incredibly well now compared to where I came from and I didn't have any help doing it. So, I mean, I could point to myself as an example, but like, it just feels like... Um, the one thing that I feel like you said that's held true is expectations are high. And I think that mm-hmm. helped drive me a lot. You know, college was 13th grade. I was always expected to go to college from as long as I can remember anything about school, you know? And, you know, I bet Taylor's in the same position where, you know, from the time he was a kid, they expected him to go to 13th grade. And, uh, you know, there were times when I was, I I can remember I'd make like 100 grand a year, 120 grand a year, and my father was just like, you know, there's going to be a time, Woody, when you want actual good money, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I know you're living the life with just working 40 or 50 hours. probably felt like shit. Yeah. yeah. You're like, are you kidding me? And, uh... Um, you know, so expectations are high and they can kind of drive you. And that is a thing. But, you know, I, I also feel like it, it, it sucks away a lot of the accomplishment that, you know, if you it just does. say like, oh, your parents, uh, you know, w- thought you could do it. 
you know? So therefore, it, it really wasn't you doing it. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> We're going to grade it. Disagree. I mean, we can hammer away at this for like hours, but yeah, no, I definitely Good. understand where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Kyle's, uh, every time uh, things get uh, political, Kyle's usually looking like, what's the next topic? But thank you for uh, indulging me. I thought... We just do this for the last nine minutes, and it turned out to be the last uh, fifty-nine minutes. Forty minutes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like hey, that. Well, ended up working out. All right, so we'll check, check out, out all of, of Destiny's stuff. Destiny, is there anything would you, you would like to plug? Yeah, I can't get banned from my own website, so that's the safest place to find me. Destiny.gg. <laughs> all my links to my stuff that I'm not banned from should be on there. My YouTube channel is just Destiny, so yeah, you can find me there. And uh, I have a pre-roll uh, to read here. So join more than 46 million players in esports' most exciting game, Rocket League. Download Rocket League today and revel in its high-powered hybrid of arcade soccer uh, and driving with a deep customization system that can't be missed. Available now starting at 20 bucks for the Nintendo Switch PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam uh, over on PC. Rocket League, rated E for everyone. All right. Check them out. Check out Destiny. Out. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you hate politics, I hope you skip the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> PKA Thanks. 394.